Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Well, hello. Hi. Sunday. Hi. Sunday. Sunday. Hi. All right, back to the show. It's good to be in the studio here in lovely downtown Martinez where the rats are big and the roaches are small. (laughs) And the women are too. (laughs) Yeah. Saw a rat in our hallway the other night, like Friday night. Working late. Go out there. R-O-U-S. The rat the size of Moscow's head. That's a refinery rat. He's been raised on straight petroleum, too, man. I didn't know they had red-headed rats out here. No, not the color of my head, the size. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Is it one of you that told me that a rat can, like, uh, squeeze under door, like they can flatten their body out? Because yeah, So I, I found this rat wow. in the hallway. I hadn't opened the studio door yet. And I'm trying to corner the rat to let it out. I wasn't going to catch it because I'm a pussy, and no. I don't want to touch it. And you don't want rabies. <laughs> but I was going to open the door to let it out. And, mm. it, and it runs down the hallway the other way toward the, um, there's a storage room. And there's the bathrooms. And by the time I get there and turn the corner, the rat's gone. Hmm. And I look at the spaces under the doorway, and they're nothing. The space is nothing. It's like there's maybe an inch under one of them. And this is a big-ass rat. Right. Uh, If it was a movie, he'd be stuck to the ceiling above you just looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get this fucker. (laughs) They have red eyes. Yeah. So I wasn't too happy about that. It sounds like you weren't. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. 
You know, I don't know. You're losing sleep on it, I can tell. Well, it's like we... Uh, our studio is over the Martinez River, okay? <laughs> or the Martinez Creek or whatever the... Uh, it's I the, don't, the petroleum overflow bin. I think it's an ongoing environment EPA cleanup site is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. it's where they, they train. Yeah, that's where they the train. It's in some place to put the crap and it's only in there. <laughs> And so I feel like it's it's not as if we have a slumlord here or anything, but location-wise, I don't know that there's ever going to be anything we can do to be entirely rat and bug-free. And that bothers me. I'm not happy about our new home that is supposed to be at least semi-permanent <laughs> being infested with things that disgust me. Right. Well, and this so. is one time where it's actually justified, right? Like, it's not just weird, germaphobic, oh, my dog dutied. It's... It's, this could give you West Nile virus. <laughs> right. Well, I'm no real estate, not to be play too straight here, but I'm no real estate attorney, but the landlord has a legal right to, to make, give you an inhabitable space. Yeah. So, he, yeah, you just let him know you got a problem. And I did, and right. and he fixed it originally. Oh. But this is what I'm saying is that it's going to be an ongoing. Yeah, the, oh, yeah with a, the river. Oh yeah, it's full of them. They're resilient. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's a, cord- it's a corridor. They march through here like you know. So he's been great. I mean, anytime I mention any of this stuff, within an hour, he's doing something about it. So my landlord's right. rad. Okay. And I'm, well, by good. the way, I'm going to mention this one again. I just feel like this is going to keep going. I just think it's funny that you left the quote-unquote rat pad and moved to a rat-infested building. <laughs> to an actual rat pad. Yeah. So that we call it rat point. space now? See that? Yeah. <laughs> this is my life. You're right, Bevo. This is the irony that is my stupid life. Whatever. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Can we talk about Bevo's life for a no. second? We can't? No? Boo. We're not allowed to? Too soon. Oh, damn it. All right. too much. After GABF, we might talk about it then. Whatever. Bevo's Maybe. got some interesting things going on in her life. <laughs> Maybe things will look up then. Pretty I'm sure not be- pregnant, though. She's not pregnant. Just clarify, no. I'm not pregnant again. Which is good, because she took a face plant coming up the stairs to the <laughs> studio. And I'm was, okay. For a minute, I was worried about the baby, but uh, she's not pregnant. No, just that. Terrence, I think, is pregnant, though. Yeah. And Becca, I think, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's, they're having twins. Yeah, it's it weird. Her. I didn't know black men could get pregnant. Sure but. they can. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> I could do anything. Yeah, they're empowered now. It's reparations. It's free. It's free country for them, though. <laughs> so we're going to give you a little cash and the ability to make babies. Yeah. And a uterus. Done! <laughs> uh, I don't know if you, you, you noticed, but Becca posted like an ultrasound picture. I was like, oh my God, we're having a kid, whatever. And... All these people were commenting on it, and the, the ultrasound is the little baby from Alien, the right. Alien movie. Yeah. And I don't think anybody got it at all, because everyone's like, I'm so happy for you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, and oh, it was actually the baby from Alien. Yeah, yeah, it was it's got like, a big yeah. ass tail on it. Oh, it was hilarious. And like this big cranium and these teeth, and it was like, nobody, nobody uh, and so I, I said it's a, a, I don't know, I said something funny. You, you know what it is about those ultrasounds now? I saw one from a friend uh, the other day, and... It's yeah. that they're no longer, they're very um, de- descriptive now. Like, it's a, it's a different image than it used to be. It used to look like an x-ray, right? And so you could see some, like, clumpy it stuff. It was 2D. You yeah. could kind of tell. Now, it's it's like an MRI. It's 3D. Yeah. Oh, no, those 3D ultrasounds are creepy. They're yeah. totally creepy. It looks I like- didn't have one. Good. They're, they're wrong. Yeah. You're like, look, it's Sam's baby. It's bad enough already. I don't I don't need to see that thing. <laughs> it looks like Han Solo in Kryptonite. It was just like, or uh, Carbonite. It was just like, blur. It, it yeah. Looks, or like uh, the scan of the bottom of the ocean. Probably more, to, you know. Yeah. Know. It looks, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, they're, they're disgusting. Uh, 
Anyway, everybody's having babies. Are you having Fuck a baby, JP? Fuck that shit. <laughs> never. What we'll do you never guys, have a baby? What are you guys using? You used to just the pill? Yeah. You don't. What do you, do you mean just? That's all so you far. need. <laughs> it's worked so far, man. Ninety-eight percent, bro. No, it's wasn't so much she, higher than. Wasn't she light born on the pill? Wait, yeah. First of all, no, how, you, how they, can they you be? Taking it how can you be so much higher than ninety-eight percent? Because it's ninety-nine point nine 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 something. It's a hundred percent. But I wouldn't not say with two with one percent. I wouldn't say so much. But more that's than in that. a really important one percent because <laughs> you're going to do it a hundred times in six months. You are the one percent. Two percent is a, is a big number for me. It's, it's, but it's not. That's, it's that's inaccurate. Life. It's not two percent. Point. But that's inaccurate. Point oh 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 one percent is a big number for me. Either it is well. or it isn't. <laughs> Either it is or it isn't. <laughs> I don't know. Scott and his exaggerations. I don't know what I'm going to do when Taryn gets knocked up. You're not going to. Well, what you're going to do is you're going to hold her down for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh, JP, that's because terrible. That shit will never happen to me. All right. Ever. <laughs> all right, we got a great show planned for you today. We got Jim Wagner. He's the brewmaster at Duclaw Brewing Company. And uh, I guess they have four locations. Are they all in Maryland? Yeah. It's all Maryland. Yes. Uh, I think I've had their beer at the Great American Beer Festival before and uh, really enjoyed it. So I'm glad to have him on the show. So we got Jim Wagner coming on. If you want to ask questions, you can hit the chat button on the homepage, and Bevo's in there taking your questions today. Or you can always call uh, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. We're also going to be talking to Neva Parker from White Labs a little later. She's coming on to talk about beer for boobs, which is always a fun topic for us, you know. You know, it's been two years since we had her on for that last time. Two years. Oh, really? Yep. Did we deny her last year for coming on to promote it? Yeah, she called and you hung up on her. You don't remember? That's effed up. (laughs) (laughs) They're such strong supporters of the BN. I don't know why I would have done that. I am screwed up. All right, so we're going to be talking to Nava Parker. So while we have her on the line, you know, if you've got yeast questions, Nava's the shit. Oh, yeah. She runs that lab down there. She's the one to ask. Uh, of course, Whitey uh, knows all these things, too, but Nava is uh, a smart cookie, that one. So uh, call in later when we talk to Nava if you got yeast questions also or questions for Duclaw. Let's get through some announcements. It's GABF Week. The Great American Beer Festival takes place in Denver, Colorado this week. And as always, the Brewing Network will be there to bring home the action to you. And we've got several different panel discussions that we'll be broadcasting live all on Justin TV, like we always do. And we'll also be recording them and posting them later. And some really good ones uh, this year. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So JP will be social networking the schedule throughout the week. I will. try to give you some advance notice uh, before the talk start and then if you are a if you and when you go to our justin.tv slash brewing network page you can sign up there as a fan and by signing up i, I think you just click a button that says yeah. become a fan and it will always uh, you can um in the settings tell it to text you or whatever or email you when our broadcast starts so if you miss it as soon as we go live it'll tell you but jp will do some facebooking and tweeting uh for the different things too that's true and and and, and this time unlike a couple of years ago i will learn my um time zone the central time zone yeah i will i will, I will realize I forget uh it's yeah mountain it's I mountain think, yeah. see i didn't know it either yeah. between me and you we're gonna screw everything <laughs> up um so yeah looking forward to that now also on the wednesday night before the great american beer festival we'll be hosting a firestone walker beer event and uh that one's going to be a good time you can get all the information at fwdenver.com 
fwdenver.eventbrite.com. So FW is in Firestone Walker, fwdenver.eventbrite.com. And if you go there, you'll get all the details. Basically, it's a vertical tasting with food from a top chef champion, Chef Hosea. I think he won season five. Um, all of the anniversary beers from Firestone, plus the release of this year's anniversary beer, and paired with appetizers from Chef Jose all night long. And then um, the owners of Firestone Walker, uh, David Walker and Adam Firestone and Matt Brindleson, the brewmaster, and myself are going to sit down for a discussion about how Firestone got to be where it is today. $75 tickets, and uh, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. But for BNers, we're going to give away four tickets tonight. I got four. I've heard that before. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We're going to try it. I'm going to try it tonight. I think right. Nava actually has tickets to give away to the Great American Beer Festival itself. Whoa. She has passes for Saturday that she wants to give away tonight. Wow. So it's it's GABF week here in the BN, and we're giving away a bunch of tickets. All right. So uh, if you don't win uh, one of the four tickets, we'll probably just give away two sets of two for the Firestone event. You yeah. can come join us. Um, and uh, if you don't win those, uh, it's just 75 bucks to taste all these Pretty amazing beers from Firestone Walker on the Wednesday night. And then all the other broadcasting we do, including the award ceremony. <coughs> the award ceremony is held in a theater this year. Ooh. It's not in the GABF Hall itself. I guess at the convention center they have a 5,000-seat theater. Wow. And that's where they're doing the awards this year. Hopefully it'll be uh, better than the production value of the Taste Award. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope so. That would be good. I mean, believe it or not, even our production <laughs> value is better than the Taste Awards. <laughs> But not so, our graphics department. Maybe not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, plus we don't have Aunt Jemima speaking about, uh, what <laughs> K- was it? Kiko Man. Kiko Man Kiko soy Man. sauce for us. If you want to make a quality dinner, Kiko Man. I bet she's available. I bet she we, is available. I, I bet we could get her in oh, our budget, too. Man. Is Kiko Man available for a national sponsor? <laughs> yes. You know? Probably. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> there is a feedback question about soy sauce flavor in beer, so we could tie that in. Perfect. This off flavor brought to you by Kikoman. <laughs> yeah. You would like this off That's flavor. Funny. Pour a bottle in your beer. Yeah. You can soak it and make Mandarin chicken. <laughs> yeah. All right. So check us out at GABF. Um, oh, you didn't say, are we gonna, you're going to be broadcasting the awards itself, right? We'll yes. do the awards. Yeah, yeah. But we always do the awards, too. They're, and, you know, they changed the time of them also. Did, They're right? now on Saturday morning. Early. I think they start at 10 a.m. or 10.30. 10.30. 10.30. Okay. We'll get all this on the Facebook and tweet. So if you really want, you know, the most up-to-date information, that's where you need to go sign up. But, yeah, I think 10.30. And, uh, well, which sucks for me. It's limited access to some degree, too, I think. People who entered the competition or people who actually are uh, part of the breweries are given passes to go to the awards. Oh. I think if you're yeah. just an attendee at the GABL, no. it's a little bit harder to get in there. There's no tickets for it. you got to yeah. have a sponsor exactly. or a vendor. Or a wow, so it brewery. sounds to me like our uh, live broadcast just got a little more valuable. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. There'll be exactly. people upstairs. It'll, it'll the noon or the afternoon session will have already started for like the end of the uh, right. broadcast. There'll be people up there you know, monitoring with their phones, yeah. Uh-huh. There'll be a bunch of big live audience up there. You might have to talk to the Brewers Association. Yeah. About that. Uh, so yeah, if I'm going over there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so I hear it's now limited access except for my feed. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's time to renegotiate. Yeah. Uh, I love working with those guys, and it'll be fun. I, I do like bringing the award ceremony because I still, after all these years, I think it's my sixth or seventh year going, mm. just like at NHC, I get a kick out of watching the Brewers' reactions oh, when yeah. they win. I do, oh, they're too. so it's happy. It's so important yeah. to them, and, and, and yeah. they know how many beers they've beat out to get it. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, it is one of my favorite things to do, it, partly because I don't do much. Yeah. I just sit there and watch. Um, and partly because I love watching them celebrate. They're just so fun. happy. Their families back home are watching the feed, too. Yeah. And they're freaking out when they're... Yeah, your friends and family win. It's great, and we know? try to get you know we do our best to. We've gotten a lot better at it in the last couple of years to kind of zoom in on the on the people celebrating in the crowd and the. Yeah. We're now like a multi camera setup. Yeah, I'm proud of it. I'm telling. You, I'm they real. Look pr- great. I am proud of this broadcast that we do because I do think there's yeah. a bunch of brew pubs and things like that with fans and extended family rooting their team on. No, that's interesting. Exactly. The only way they get to see it is through our feed. So uh, I'm proud of it. It's a fun time. So check yeah. it all out. All right. A few more announcements. The Studio Double D Grand Opening is on Saturday, October 20th. It coincides with the Downtown Martinez Zombie Beer Crawl. Brought to you by Downtown Martinez, Creek Monkey Tap House, the BN Army. Uh, you know, that's us. And, uh, of course, the I think the UPS store down here is also a sponsor. Pac-Mail. Um, Pac-Mail right here in our own building. So it's a zombie beer crawl Saturday, October 20th from 2.30 to 5.30. And the BN Studio will be a location. We'll be pouring Heretic and Drake's beer. Drake's has given us some special barrel-aged beers. And I've requested a couple uh, releases from Heretic. We're going to get a brand new release that isn't even on the market yet, I'm told. Oh. And I'm, I'm working to try to get the worry which is their kind of... Oh, Dark Strong. No, oh. that's the new one. Well, that's Torment. Worry was the Golden, golden Strong. Golden yeah. Strong. Chardonnay Barrel Aid. Sh- yeah, I'm exactly. trying to get that. He wasn't sure if he had a keg left for me, but he's looking. So we'll be serving some great beer here in our studio, plus some food, plus some homebrew. So it'll be a good time. Uh, it's going to be the place on the beer crawl. And then if you want to buy a $25 ticket, if you come to the studio, there's no purchase necessary for homebrew and the barbecue we'll be doing. And it's just going to be like appetizer type food on the barbecue. But uh, for homebrew and that, you don't have to just come hang out with us and check out the studio and we'll give you homebrew. Um, but if you want the craft beer that we'll be pouring and and do the, the, the beer crawl at the other locations here in downtown, then it's $25 in advance or $35 at the door. Uh, if they don't sell out. You can get tickets at BayAreaCraftBeerFestival.com. And speaking of things I'm proud of, I'm proud of, of how far we've gotten, and, and I'm proud of this yeah. new studio, so I would really like to see some of you out here. You know, we used to get emails all the time, can we come to the show, can we come to the studio? And, you know, it was my house, and I didn't want to right. see you there. Right. But I would love to see you here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't, you know, it's not my house. Yeah, we see rats yeah, here. We might as well see our listeners. <laughs> Well, those people used to show up. They don't show up anymore. Now. Right. Yeah, where'd they go? I think right. they're in a mental like, ward give them a door to look like, get the fuck out of here. This is somebody's house. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Now we want them to come by, and we've lost them all. Yeah, I don't need you shitting in my toilet. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, you want to pee everywhere? Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Judging the mess that is my house. Eating all our food while we're in here broadcasting. Right. Yeah. But now that we're at this place, I really would like to see you all out here. So come on out and hang out with us, and, and that would be cool. <laughs> it looks professional. I haven't been here in a couple of weeks. It's yeah. looking nice. You like it? Yeah. It's Some artwork there. on the wall, you know? Yeah. It's great. And we're not done with Furniture. that either. Moscow's going to finish some art. We got some. Yeah. We got a little hang room. We got a kicking it room. You know, nice. I think that's what they're called these oh, days. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's still chillaxing. Is that? <laughs> I think it's what it is. It's a chillaxing yeah. room. <laughs> it is Great. definitely not chillaxing. No, I never, I never heard that one catch on. It's still marinating though, right? Is it kicking it? Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's hella kicking it. It's hella kicking. Yeah, that's what we're going to call the green room. Hella kicking it. The hella kicking it room. Uh, do you have a place where we can sit? Yeah, dude, the hella kicking it room is right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean you don't have to go quite as far as hella kicking it, but you could, you know. But we don't mind if you do. You can max and relax. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. you can chillax. You can marinate in the cuts. Whatever you want, right? Yeah, you acting can all cool. Sit there and be a douche. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
We have Slizzerp on tap. <laughs> oh, great. I got to ask Doc if we can get a little of that. <laughs> Doc, my tooth hurts, buddy. I need to make some Slizzerp. Oh, yeah. How much you need? Five gallons. <laughs> oh, imagine having Slizzerp. That's what I want for my birthday. All right. Can you guys pass the message on to Doc that for my birthday next year, next year I want a five gallon yeah. keg of Slizzerp? And the second thing I want is not to die. <laughs> you guys won't see me for a week. <laughs> I'll just be on my couch, checked out, my pants yeah. down. You won't even see yourself for a week. <laughs> Slizzerp, baby. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, all right. Um, you know, we announced that we've got a, a homebrew competition with our Hop Grenade IPA kits, That's and right. they're almost all gone. They might be all gone, for that matter. Last I looked, which is a day or two ago, there's only three kits left, and uh. they could be ordered up by now. Uh, it's our first ever Brewing Network homebrew competition. You can only enter the uh, Hop Grenade IPA kit designed by the Brewing Network staff here, and uh, we're going to judge the best ones. They are um, indeed sold out. Now sold out. Okay. Yes. So JP will be sent sending an email to you guys who purchased with full details on the competition. Jeez. Um, but go ahead and uh, have your kit ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the deadline is uh, uh, 12-7, I believe, is the date that we set to send to the beer have in. all entries into the Brewing Network. So. All right, so plan your brewing yeah, accordingly, bit. but we'll send out a, a, you know some information. There's no entry necessary now that you've bought the kit. That's your entry. We're going to get some good judges in here. Nate, you're on the hook. You didn't know it. But oh, yeah, on. I'm down. Um, and the re- listeners can contact me for extra special advice, which I won't give, but they can try. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, I have gotten this question a lot. People want to use liquid yeast versus the dry yeast that's in the kit. Um, so I figure we can hash this out on the air. I would prefer it if you use the dry yeast. You that's, would? That's the kit. It's a kit competition. No extra additives. No no more hops. No less hops. Mm-hmm. No special yeast. No nothing like that. It's it's. This is the way it was designed. Well, what are your thoughts? Go. Yeah, I like this. This is a good conversation to have because I definitely agree with you that you can't alter the rest of the recipe. You can't mm-hmm. add hops. You can't do that's the recipe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like since we're going to have sixty or so entries of one beer mm-hmm. that maybe we should allow people to get a little creative with their yeast. Like, for example, I think that Nate and Tasty did a good job of designing the hop um, timing additions, but you could maybe alter the time that you put the hops in as long as you don't alter the quantity. Exactly. And you could alter the... Maybe you could mm-hmm. alter the yeast. I and, and I'm super hardcore about it, so I would say no because it goes against the spirit of the kit. It was designed. That's why you bought the kit from us. It's a Brewing Network designed hop grenade right. kit. This is the this is how we made it. And if you make it any other way, then that's not how we made it, and therefore it's not ours. That's true, but I will admit that the only reason there's not White Labs liquid yeast in that kit mm-hmm. is that we didn't have a way to keep that stored for you properly during shipping Absolutely. and make sure that it shipped cold. So, in other words, if we had our druthers, if there was a, a, a way to do it, we would have gone with our boys at White Labs 100%. and sent that. So, that alone kind of makes me feel like since that's what we would have done to make the kit even better if it mm-hmm. were possible, we should allow people to do that if they wanted to. You know, yeah. I mean, it's up to you. I, I'm, I'm just for the dry yeast only. You're um, just a stickler for the for the rules. I know. Well, yeah. it's, I think it's, I think it's more about a level playing field kind of thing, right? It's let's also just, that. Too, let's just yeah. say there is a, a difference between two beers: one made with dry, one made with liquid, right? Mm-hmm. We probably would all agree there is a difference, right? Yeah. Well, immediately you put somebody in the second class, second tier, 
they have no chance of placing in the competition mm. for 60 beers. So or do they? It could be 30. With, well, I don't know. No, I, I'm with you. Yeah. No, you can still no, I I'm drinking the, a beer right now that's made with dry yeast. Yeah. It's a Drake's beer. Yeah. Uh, it's not, that's not a big disadvantage. It's just that maybe not people aren't used to using it. Right. Whereas they, you know, they're like, know their stuff on the That's true. So what's your final take then? You don't get to change the I'm yeast. about 60% going JP's way. Yeah. Not, not a major, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. I think... Not so much in the spirit of, well, that's the kit, and that's what we had in mind. Yeah. More about the level playing field aspect. Hmm. Nate? I understand the arguments, but i got to say that kit was developed with liquid yeast. So if the brewer wants to choose that, I think that's the one change that I think would be acceptable. Oh, monkey wrench. Mm-hmm. Monkey wrench. Nate brewed it with liquid yeast yeah. when he did the test batches. Well, Bevo gets two votes, so. It's a competition? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have been listening now, but I not before this too much. Um I think that you should use it as it's even if it was brewed originally with the liquid yeast, if it came with dry yeast, that's what you should use because that's yeah what you have. Okay. It's like being a baseball player and juicing. It's not fair. <laughs> right? I see your point. Well, that's three against and two four uh using your own yeast votes the same way juicing would just send us a bottle of blind pig or something scrape the label off all right you've got to use you got (laughs) to use the kit as is all right yep you got to use it just how it is dry yeast only use it exactly how we sent it to you hopefully we don't get 60 beers to taste exactly the same it's going to (laughs) make judging extremely (laughs) difficult that'll be fun it's going to come down to fermentation control and and uh and and sanitation yeah yep and and that's and bribes which and bribes <laughs> which like in some ways makes this a cool competition yeah. in that way because if we spend so much time talking about how important fermentation and sanitation is this co- this competition really emphasizes those two things yeah we know the kit's good and we no, got to pull this you know. person on the air who wins and have them divulge yeah. all their methods here you know, right how they interpreted our stuff so. right okay forgive me if this is a rookie question but if they were to use liquid yeast and claim they didn't would there be any way to tell no no okay it's a brewer's code it would be a brewer's code oh, yeah, situation brewer's, yeah. what if somebody already brewed it with liquid yeast? What I, was I had an email about that and um, now they want to enter yeah so i i uh, see I that guess, makes me feel like dude brewed it the day before we announced the competition mm, and he used liquid yeast yeah so yeah, i don't see, know i'd, I'd do. hate to exclude him yeah well, what if we? What if he told us that this was done with liquid? Say it's on the bottle. He marks the bottle. Two separate so. categories. Two would separate it, awards. Would it be any consideration if you're measuring mm. against one that wasn't so marked? Like, oh well, this guy probably used the dry because he didn't say so. Here's a guy that tastes a little bit better, but you know, I don't know. Would you? I don't think so. The, I don't think there's show? a fair way to do that. I don't think there is. Yeah, I see what you're getting at, but I don't think there's a fair way to make it happen. Hmm. Well, that makes me reconsider. Because I'd hate to exclude him. Seems like one in all in. I'm cha- I might change my vote a little bit too. Since and I'm also, th- and more so that I'm going. I was close to begin with. That's now you're 55 percent. That's also just the guy that wrote to you, right? What if there's ten of those guys? I'd hate to exclude right. ten people that brought yeah. that kit. Yeah. You know, if they want to enter our first ever competition, that's their fault for not following the rules. We're just making them up. We we hadn't made the rules clear yeah. though. <laughs> look at look at her I'm head. I'm just being just a bitch. <laughs> This is the Brewing Network. Anyway, we're going to make them up up to the day that they arrive. Let's <laughs> yeah. face it. Just stay tuned. You said it in bottles? No, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. No! Yeah. Ziploc bags. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We'll think about it, and uh, we'll get back to it. Yeah, all right. Final details will come out in an email soon, and, and we'll, yeah, we got to think about this. The Brewing Network has a big history in teaching people about starters and liquid yeast and all that stuff, so. Yeah. You I know? Agree. Yeah, it does kind of go against it. It's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Um, the new uh, Mitch Steele IPA book is in the store. Get them while they're hot. And uh, we only got a couple cases in, so if you want it, get it. Um, you could bring your copy to the GABF, too, because I know that Mitch is going to be doing book signing there at GABF. So if you want to get it signed, buy it from us, bring it to GABF, Mitch will sign it. Uh, do all your shopping through Amazon uh, from the Brewing Network homepage. Just click the Amazon link right there on the homepage, and we get a little cut out of it. You just click it, and then you do all your normal shopping, and um, and they help us out. What's our product of the week, Musk? <laughs> the uh, the UTG adjustable right-handed leg holster for pistol in black. Uh, it's a uh, it's wow. a new gen leg holster. It's got composite padding, tactical design, and it keeps the gun in ready position. It says. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Was, ready for what? I'm pretty know. sure that was Doc. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Our, leg holster. He's I think our Doc gun dude. Yeah. Well, he, he gets more paranoid as he gets older. You know. Well, but that's really wild paranoia, right? Because in order to have the leg holster, you have to assume you have another gun in your hand that someone has taken. So you <laughs> now need to go to the leg holster. <laughs> yeah, that is no, a you gnarly. Just, you strap it on walking around, man. Is, I had a leg holster at one point in time that I was used to wear around the house because that was real awesome. No, you didn't. Yeah, I was like 24. I what do I know? And did you have a gun in it? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, because it was when I when I got my first pistol, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking around awesome." Around the house, and you had, yeah. a, and of all the ways you could have held it, you chose a leg holster. Yeah, put it in the. I also had a hip holster too that my friend gave me. And I was like, "I'm awesome right now." Was, you, was it loaded when you'd walk? Yeah, around? yeah. Oh was man, there wasn't one in the in the hole, but uh, you know, JP's cat comes running around the corner. He pulls a gun on it. Where do you think you're going? Like the neighbor looks in and sees him, they go, "Oh, that guy's fucking nuts!" <laughs> yes, don't, look at, don't even look at him when you go by. <laughs> He's got a leg holster. Wow, dangerous. I like our product of the week this week. It's a good one. Yeah, I think I want one of those. <laughs> it has an extra magazine link, pouch yeah. too. Yeah. Magazine in oh, case oh, one wow. one clip isn't enough. Yeah, it's got another one. I have oh, a holster. Yeah. Like that too. Yeah, it's not right. a leg holster, but backup I have a holster plan like for the backup that. plan. Yeah, wow. You never know what's going to go down, man. Networks be crazy. <laughs> Networks be all cray. <laughs> Cray-cray. <laughs> oh, man. All right. iPhone and Android apps are in the stores. Just search BN Mobile, either in the Android market or iTunes. Watch all this on justin.tv slash brewing network. Subscribe and join the BN Army. Get all the details you need on Twitter and I got one more quick uh, announcement before we're done with this segment uh, yeah. because we're trying to get an early start on the Secret Santa Exchange 2012. So PM Spider Wrangler Uh-oh. in the forum before November 18th at midnight. Uh, there were a whole, like over 40 people last year. It was really successful, other than just like a few deadbeats. Um, uh, there's a Secret Santa 2012 thread in the forum. A little bit of an early start, but um, get on that. It'll be fun. Great. Uh, all right. Send show ideas over to Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com and send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. All right. Do I have time to do feedback? I think I do. Yeah. I, I might have a little time to get it in here. I do have a confession to make. You sent me an email to put in in feedback. Yeah, I didn't put in feedback. Oh, uh, well, you could it. just read it if I yeah. get if I get through in time and, and there's time for that one. There's then. a lot of feedback today. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Oh my god! You've got mail. Kick ass. All right. Feedback's brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply. Go to austinhomebrewsupply.com. They're a fairly new sponsor of ours, and we are stoked to have them on board. So go check them out over at austinhomebrewsupply.com. All right. What do I have here? Dear podcasting geniuses and JP. What? While I can only listen to the session via podcast, I live in Australia, it takes me all week to listen to it on my drive to work. And I always thoroughly enjoy it. I would love to. Uh, <laughs> so would I. I would love to thoroughly enjoy it, too. Uh, I have to listen to the show with my headphones, though, to so as to not corrupt the children. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. He's driving to work with his headphones. Yeah, on, I guess. Listening yeah. to us. Sounds safe. So. It's Australia. There's no rules. Uh, there's no rules. Yeah, yeah, it's forgot. He right. does say, I have to say, the beer cocktails episode was the funniest shit I've heard for a long time. Great oh. information and even better banter. Keep up the great work. And JP, hang in there, mate. Someday you'll catch up to the other brewcasters' talent. Well, except for Tasty. You'd be kidding yourself to think you'd ever be that good. Cheers from Boydie. It's true. Boydie. Boydie. He had Boydie. a whole thing about how keeping Australians just add a Y to their name. To, I don't know. And I took it out. I say. Boring. Thank you. But that's why. It's Boydie. All right. Mark B. Hey, Moe. From New Jersey writes in, I like that you let me be cheap. I, uh, like when I'm jonesing for a 40 of PBR. I'm a teacher and have a two-year-old and appreciate that you let me be part of your adventures in brewing for such a low amount. Uh, this is my second month listening, and I love it. Garrett Oliver, by the way, seemed like a quality guy and knowledgeable. You guys, not so much. Uh, just kidding. I guess I'm not a true home brewer because I use a Mr. Beer to dabble in this beautiful art that is brewing. I've given some Christmas presents, and uh, how could beer ever be... A bad gift, even if it's my beer. Well, look, I don't think you're not a home brewer. Absolutely if, not. If, I think if you're brewing beer, you're a home brewer. You uh, brew beer Mr. at home? Mr. Beer Kit, whatever. I mean, certainly we, you know, as we go through the, the steps of learning and disseminating information, we would recommend there are some upgrades to make great beer. Sure. But, shit, I, you could brew on Mr. Beer Kit as far as I'm concerned. It's in the name. Yeah. That's right. God's it's sake. right there. Let's just home brew as much as anything else. Is oh, home yeah. Brew, right. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, there probably should be some blind uh, judging or tasting done with Mr. Beer Kits compared to some of the other uh, so-called home brewers. Oh, uh, yeah. And their fancy equipment. We need a reverse competition where we send a Mr. Beer Kit to, like, Vinny and Matt Reynoldson yeah. and Tommy Arthur and make them use it and then send us the results. Oh, uh, that's a great idea. They'd never do it, but it'd be fun. Of course not. Everything to lose, nothing to gain. Exactly, yeah. yeah. All right, Mark also says, don't forget to... Uh, Think about Japan as a place to visit if you want good craft beer. I just got back and was very impressed. Thanks from Mark in New Jersey. There you go. All right. I'm not going to Japan. Neither am I, but uh, don't forget about it. Uh, oh, dear. The format of this thing's all jacked up. Hang Is on. it? I'm no, no, it's my fault. Okay, there we okay. go. Now I got it. <clears throat> all right. Dear Justin et al., I would like to uh, thank you, or rather my fellow listeners, for the dear advice regarding the taint push to release the extra P. <laughs> which used to dribble upon my leg following pee-pee time. I just tried it, and poof! There goes an extra shot of pee from my long dong. This will uh, for sure help me throughout my future endeavors, whatever they may involve. Two loves dripping in Seattle. So, listen. There you go. It turns out, in over seven years of broadcasting, I, something worth I finally have helped. Uh, I'm, I am getting more thank you emails about my dribbling pee-pee discussion than I've ever gotten. And and the and the and they're thanking me for most of them are have have most of them go something like I have been pissing down my leg for years and finally there is a solution. You're changing lives. I am. Ch- I'm finally doing something good. Oh man, we need one of those like um, like herpes medication uh, commercials where yeah. it's like. I peed down my leg. <laughs> now there's a cure for that. Right. But, but and that's just the it's, narrative. It's me yeah. on a canoe in in, <laughs> yeah. in a park. Yeah. Fly fishing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, you're running down a pathway. I used to pee down my leg. Now I'm not afraid to wear pants. <laughs> now that I listen to the session. <laughs> With a slow pan across. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so look at we are changing lives and helping people, and I couldn't yeah. be more proud. Now Jamil came in the other day to do some Bruce Strong shows, and he had a clarification though about mm-hmm. the taint push because apparently Jamil also had a dribbling pee pee mm-hmm. until he figured this out. It's not really the taint. He uh, specifies that it's your your urethra right. that still has pee in it, which is not really in the taint. It's kind of right at the bottom of the bag, so it's like at the it's like at the start of the taint, bottom of the bag, transitionary base the, oh, zone, base of the weenie. And yeah. I have discovered it's working pretty well for me too. Yeah, yeah. I don't do, always man. get a good squirt, but uh, I off I have not dribbled down my leg. It's, I think since it's like forward versus backward ceiling yeah. faucets yeah. on a beer tap. Yeah, it's also a timing issue as well. So if you can catch it right at the end of the stream, you give that little push, it'll force it all out. You're, morning, I have so. noticed that. Yeah. You're right. So listen, uh, what started out as an embarrassing conversation for me, I think it's really turned into a um, an important segment here on yeah. the Brewing Network. Broadcasting gold. Life's an open book. Who knew this was such a widespread... So it's like an epidemic. Not me. Yeah, it's yeah. a scourge. And, that, and I felt so alone and depressed. <laughs> Half the I, population. Right. And This I, is the black and white portion of the commercial, yeah. by the way. You know, I always felt that it Celtics. was just me that would... And, I, and that I would have to live this way in shame yeah. for the rest of my life. Until finally, the taint I, I found the taint push. <laughs> yeah. Let me bring it to color. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the bus. He's got yeah. pee stain on his we're pants. We're all the orchestra. Black and white. <laughs> we're all the big orchestra. It could be just for like uh, like those products where it's like, are you having pee problems again? <laughs> and it's just like the super slam zoom that's black and white of like a, you know, someone using a pasta dish and they can't, it, oh, the pasta runs everywhere. <laughs> they can't do it, but they fail at life. Try the taint push. Yeah. We could, we could do a commercial where like I'm in a bar and I come out and it's, and it's all down my leg, and yeah. like Bevo's the hot chick at the bar, and yeah. and I'm about to hit on her. She just looks at me in disgust because yeah. there's pee running down my leg. I'm actually really diaper. good at already making that face. We should make this commercial. <laughs> make it happen. This is a crash zoom right in. Oh no! <laughs> and I just look at you and give you some sneer, and you can just tell by my face yeah. like that you should just go kill yourself. And then I cry. And then you find like the next scene is me laying next to my bed with a bottle of pills all strewn across the table. <laughs> But then I get an email about the taint push. <laughs> well, no, we're, like, we're going to have a product. The product is going to yeah. be like a strap-on uh, taint push. <laughs> so you don't have to embarrass yourself in the journal. Right, right. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that guy doing? It's battery-powered, which, by the way, exactly. I, I appreciate, Tasty, because I do feel a little uncomfortable doing the taint push. Yeah. I'm not very good at it now, so I can't do it inconspicuously. Like you can tell that I'm doing something with my ball sack, but no, but you can't because because who's looking? <laughs> well, 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 you got short arms. When, it's when, pretty hard. I'm yeah. When you're in a urinal, you're looking at the grout. Right. You're not even looking at tie. You're looking at the grout. Like I'm showing everyone that I'm so hyper focused on this one point and not at your cock that, that this is. That's why no one's ever gonna know. That's why they put the sports page up. Yeah, there, but, right? yeah. or but people write it, in the grout. As soon as the guy's doing an unusual move over there, you see you're gonna it. notice. You catch it out you're of the corner of your eye. It's just practice. Yeah, you'll notice it. That's what I'm saying. I need Slide to practice. Slide a hand. I need to practice. No, I think the, yeah. the awesome. auto, mo- auto model is going to be of value. I, I think you're right. Yeah, 1995, <laughs> 695 shipping and handling, and you get a second one free. So. Done. <laughs> we just need an 800 number. Coming out of the bathroom at the same bar, and then I'm all into you, and you like diss me for another girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Perfect. No, he Wrong, you walk right past your for And then he looks at me and no, and then like my boobs are leaking. <laughs> Yeah, the follow-on. Well, we don't have a product for that. Uh, uh, it's called lactation. It just happens. Oh, Kyle also write in. Hey Justin, I have <laughs> suffered with wet underwear spots and the occasional piss-soaked oh leg ever God, since more. childhood. 
I would like to encourage you to try the taint pusher. I read about this technique a couple months ago and have been utilizing the move ever since. Uh, My dick, balls, legs, and underclothes have remained piss-free ever since. It's a godsend. Kindest regards from Kyle. Oh. So, that was very pleasant. I, I do I do truly find it amazing that this, after all these years, is the mark that I'm making in the world. This yeah. is the difference. This is it. Actually, it's what it's you were born to do. It's, it's yeah. a mark you're not making anymore, I think. Well, yeah. yeah. All right, Clayton writes in, you know it's good when you hear your tits are probably fantastic, dude. Hilarious. Congrats on 300 shows from Clayton. I don't remember the uh, reference, but... Um, it was probably you was talking nice. to Tasty or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jason oh. writes in, why does the app keep cutting out when streaming? How do I fix this? Uh, you probably have poor bandwidth. I don't know. It shouldn't be cutting out. It should be working fine. Right. Uh, if you're cutting out and it's streaming to your phone, it's probably a uh, you know service issue. He's looking at porno while he's listening to right. you. That's the problem. Probably stop that, yeah. yeah. Um... Oh, you guys want a hint? Yeah. Uh, hey, guys in Bevo, this is mostly for Doc, who's not here, by the way, but the rest of you might have things to contribute to. I use <laughs> RO water for my brewing. Is there a spreadsheet you can send my way with the different uh, mineral recipes that you use for the different kinds of beers? I've been having issues mostly uh, with dark beers. Any insight would help. Um, that's uh, Andrew in Wisconsin. Well, before any of the guys say anything, I would say that our, our very own Jamil and John Palmer did a whole series on water, the, the water ganza, and there was something like three mm-hmm. or four shows yeah. in a row all about water. So if you go to um, the Bruce Strong page and you search water, you're going to find three great shows. Um, I'm going to venture out and say that, no, these guys don't have a spreadsheet for every beer style that they do with a, with water profiles, do you? I don't think there's anything quite that simplified, although I know Tasty Build is water. You might have some wisdom. There are some. Uh, you can find tables that give you, the, like, six you know six of the major water profiles. You know, the, okay. You know. And that's what you would base right. yours on, yeah, too, mine's, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, mine's based on, uh, people know this, uh, something Randy Mosher came up with uh, a long time ago. It's this pale ale water profile, and that's... What, use that for almost everything. Everybody right? knows me that you know that's what I'm using. And uh, you use that for almost everything. Yeah, and I use our water. So yeah, well, not almost everything. If the beer's oh. going to be like English or something, I'll cut back on the uh, sulfates quite a bit. Okay. I have a second one that I use for lighter beers. Okay. So is that in uh, Randy's book? Or uh, I'm sure. Or maybe uh, just Google. I would Google. You'd find it. Uh, the I think even ProMesh, I think, has. Yeah, it has a, a table of different water profiles. Yeah, I think it does. Doesn't Palmer yeah. have? Well, I'm sure Palmer Smith, have like an Excel sheet. Yeah, Smith, yeah, Palmer, Smith also has yeah, yeah. these similar things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're right. Don't forget, JP's right. Palmer does have this, an online spreadsheet. Residual alkalinity spreadsheet. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, go to so, hatbrew.com. Then there we go. There, there or, we go. And Google it. Uh, okay. Hey guys, just want to let you know I've appreciated listening to your show. Uh, thanks for everything. Uh, okay, and uh, that's from uh, the Nine Fingered Brewer. Thanks, dude. And uh, ooh, ooh. oh yeah, this is the soy sauce one. Hey guys, yeah. and Bevo, Susie, Nicole. Uh, lately, I've been picking up a soy sauce taste in dark beers. Can you explain this taste for me? Is it just an oddity of my palate? Where does the soy sauce come from, Nate? Actually, I'm running a blank right now. I think it's some kind of it's dark malt in particular i believe where it happens oxidation or it's some kind of other off flavor i don't remember alkalinity i think yeah i'm forgetting jp anything to add i don't know i i get it uh, sometimes in my like with my imperial porter uh the i get more like a clamata olive um thing going on than than a soy it it can kind of turn to soy sauce i do get it in uh older beers 
I don't know if, if I cut it out of that email, but he's like, I've had a pan of pot, usually, which yeah. it's, it's supposed to be. He's like, it's supposed to be great, but uh, I get it in these kind of two. So I think it's bigger, uh, older beers. So I think Nate probably is, is right with uh, oxidation or probably even poor storage. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I would also suggest that's a Bruce Strong question that Jamil and John Palmer would really dive into also. But we've all picked up that flavor. I've tasted it too. And it is generally in the dark beers, I think like you, he you, says. You tend to get it on beers that had yeast left over in the bottle and it's yeast starting to break down as oh, well, yeah. interacting with the oxidative stuff. So. Okay. All right. Okay, I had to skip through a couple. I'll just throw this short one in. Hey, guys, uh, you guys are the bomb. By the way, tell JP to stop whining. He really brings the show down. What? Guards from rags. Do you think I... I mean... I don't think you bring the show down. I think. Well, why would he say that if I didn't? Well, some people... Some, you know, he, he probably had a... He, he was bullied as a child. <laughs> oh. He was bullied. Bullying is Maybe the new, he should quit whining. Bullying is the big unfair. thing now. Have you noticed that? Everyone's talking about bullies now. Well, I think that's no unfair. No bully. Yeah, uh, but the year, you know, this guy he was bullied. Clearly, hmm. I think it's fine. I think you're doing fine. Well, that hurt. It hurts my feelings a lot. Right, I don't like it. Well, I don't like. Do you think I bring the show down? It sounds like you're whining right now. He is whining a little bit. <laughs> you guys are fucked. The show was a notch higher before you started your yeah, line of questions, so he might be right. He might have. He might be onto something. All right, let's take a quick break because when we come back, we've got to get to our wonderful guest today, Mr. Jim Wagner. Jim's from Duclaw Brewing Company. Here's a quick five-minute break. When we come back, we'll talk to Jim. 888-401-BEER if you've got questions or hit the chat button on the homepage and Beave will get your questions over to me. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beers social network of more than 5,000 members and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. So I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams Malt Extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Seven short minutes off California State Route 101. There lies a secret oasis for all craft beer lovers. It's relaxed, grilling, and chilling, bro. Relax, grilling and chilling in Hollister, California is a craft beer lover's dream come true. Not like a creepy JP dream, like a normal craft beer lover's dream. 30 taps pouring your favorite craft beer. Visit Relax, Grilling and Chilling on Facebook to see the most up-to-date beers and what's on the grill. And let us grill so you can chill. Angus burgers, filet mignon, and ribeye steaks, dogs and sandwiches, and more. Great food, great beer in a place where you can kick back and relax. Tuesdays are brewery nights. Come in to celebrate, and you're not limited to enjoying your favorite brew at the restaurant. Relax, Grilling and Chilling has beer to go. Relax, Grilling and Chilling. Let them grill so you can chill. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. Brewing 
Welcome back to the program, and thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to the session here on the Brewing Network. And today we've got Jim Wagner, who's the brewmaster at Duclaw Brewing Company in Maryland. Jim, you with us? I am. Great to have you. Thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having us. Yeah, no sweat. you got a little East Coast time going, so we try, we'll try. we try not to keep you too long, but we want to pick your brain about beer for a while. No, nah, man, it's all good. I'm up watching the O's. Uh, Yanks just scored, but that's all good. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Ah, oh, uh-oh. That damn Yanks, man. <laughs> I don't know what that means. My families are all Yanks It's a good Yanks band. Fans. Damn Yankees. <laughs> the damn Yankees, yeah. Yeah, they're all Yankee well, fans, my family, so uh, I'm sure they're cheering. There you go. Yeah. We got a little Giants game going on tonight, too, Moscow. Yeah, so it sounds like they might meet the Yankees in the World Series, then? <laughs> oh, <be>. damn. <laughs> Could be rough. All right. So Jim is from Duclaw Brewing Company. If you've got questions, 888-401-BEER, or just hit the chat button on the homepage, and Bevo will send questions over to us. And Moscow's already grabbed uh, one of the beers. Uh, did you, did uh, Jim send us beers, Moscow? Yeah, he was uh, very generous, sent us a nice uh, care package. We're about to open up the Toffee Nut Brown Ale to start. Awesome. I got to say, thanks so much for doing that, Jim, because not everybody can or does, and it just helps us a lot when we don't get to try the beer when we're interviewing, you know, so thank you. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, uh, Morgan, uh, one of our um, girls in uh, corporate, she actually sent those out, and the uh, first batch she sent out, she realized they uh, weren't going to make it in time, so she sent out a second batch. Wow. So we sent you, uh, yeah, we sent you some beers. It cost us like a million dollars to get them out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We'll drink them like that. They had to overnight the second package. uh, Wow. And uh, the first package, I guess, will be at my house tomorrow, and uh, you you will not be getting any of it. Right. Any of you people. (laughs) Well, great. Now we owe Jim a million dollars worth of advertising here on the VN. So uh, right. that lasts. That only lasts like a week around here, though. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll give you. Good. That gives you one commercial on the Brewing Network. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to GABF uh, this week, Jim? I'm not. You know, the thing is, uh, GABF happens around the same time that we have our big Maryland Craft Beer Festival, and okay. uh, it's one of our biggest events in the state. So uh, I'll be there and. Uh, with about 5,000 other beer enthusiasts, and we'll be uh, having our own look at GABF. Oh, that sounds great. So yeah, you, you guys have four locations, and all of them are in Maryland? Correct. Yeah, oh. yeah. We got uh, we got three locations that uh, we actually own, and then we also have a uh, franchise in BWI Airport. So if you're flying into Maryland, uh, you know, make sure you hit us up there and uh, check out some of the beers. So how, I mean, as a beer fan, it is so awesome now that... Airports are starting to get these little craft yes. breweries in them. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, oh. I love that you guys franchised out to do that because we need good beer in our airports. Especially with all the delays. I mean, come on, you know, and who doesn't <laughs> want a beer? Who doesn't want a beer at like 530 in the morning? Awesome. <laughs> well, Jim, they have Heineken. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, you know. Well. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I will say this. So I've, I flew to San Diego this week to help out at White Labs for a second, and I had a rather early flight. So I, I went to the bar at like 930, and uh, maybe it's 10, and I, and I ordered a Bloody Mary with my breakfast burrito. And the guy comes up next to me to the bar, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll take a, a Jack on the rocks." And all, and and I sat there judging him. I sat there going, "Dude, it's like 10 a.m. What are you doing drinking at 10 a.m.?" And I got my Bloody Mary in front of me, but 
I totally judged the guy. Well, it probably wasn't 10 a.m. where he came from. It was probably 5 in the afternoon. <laughs> like, airports are international waters yeah, because right. it's, everyone's on a different time. I, I think another woman ordered, like, she ordered a double something. The guy's like, do you want it in a tall or short? And she's like, I don't care as long as it's a double. <laughs> if you're ordering a double, the last thing you want to do is answer a question about the container size that it's yeah. in. Give me in a bucket. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Fucking booze me up right, right. now. <laughs> Two things. I like how you just called your... Very early flight, 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, <it was> super <laughs> early. <laughs> and yeah, when we flew to Hawaii, I think our flight was at 10, so at 9, we were getting beers at Gordon Beer. <laughs> well, it, the, the airport has its own time zone. Like, yeah. it's not real time. Mm. And I guess this is Jim's point. All yeah. that time spent at an airport, we need good beer. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I did just, uh, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but I did want to commend you for that because I do, I really, uh, Portland has a good uh, brewery in their airport now, mm-hmm. and there's a few others. They're just starting to pop up. So it's good to see. Now, how long has Duclaw been around? We've been around since 1996. Uh, uh, I started brewing there in 98. Okay. You know, when I started, it was funny because we, uh, we were a brew pub. So, you know, we were brewing on a system right in the restaurant. And, uh, it's funny because I look back then and how much we've grown and things have changed. Oh yeah, you know, so much. It's it's amazing. So you had a, like a, a brewing system like in the middle of the restaurant. I mean, kind of a, a showpiece, we, or we called it the fishbowl. Yeah, surrounded by glass. So you know, all the stuff that was going on there in there, both good and bad, right, uh, was uh, on display. It's how funny because many... I remember one time I was uh, normally I brewed during the day and I uh, I was brewing at night. You know I'm tired. It's like a twelve hour day and I'm pulling out the mash and I remember I'm banging. You know because after a certain time, you know near happy hour, I'd close the lock the doors and I'd hear a bang on the glass. Mm-hmm. You know I, di- I I didn't want to look up and I'm like you know it's a it's a fucking home brewer. He wants to talk <laughs> you know beer with me. Yeah. I look up and three hot chicks oh. at the door. Oh. I walk over. I'm like come on in, lady. <laughs> Yeah. Let me show you around the brew house. Hello, ladies. Yeah. The last door's just started. I'll answer all the questions you got. <laughs> that's and that's probably the only time in your whole history that that's ever happened. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's funny because I think you hit the nail on the head there. That might have been the only time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? A, the, you know, that might be the only shitty part of our industry so far is that the the it's very dude oriented. Yeah, the ladies are slow to catch up. They're catching up now, but it's been a slow, you know, process. I've always thought that if if I'm a decent looking girl and just want to kind of mess around with a bunch of You're dudes not. for several years, but if I was, yeah, I would get into the beer yes. industry. <laughs> yes, because you go to like a GABF or even NHC, especially, and you have the run of the place, right? right. You know, I mean, usually there's like two bunch two of girls, fat drunk bunch guys, of, <laughs> bunch of tubby know it all, yeah, all with beer, all with beer goggles on. You look, they all look good, the girls. Yeah, yeah so you could be like a four. At, yeah, yeah, you know, woman wise, double your, but your, your you're, you're the bell of the ball. Yeah, you're at a oh, beer fest. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and and the guys are. Is it diastole? or diacetyl. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, Jesus, I don't need to answer this for you. Let me talk to your girlfriend. And now, GABF has ladies, uh, lots of them. Yeah. And it's weird. By the end of the session, there seems to be three times as many good-looking women. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, I think all the dudes fall out. <laughs> and you're seeing trouble. Right. Uh, okay. How, hey, how big was the system that you brewed on there in the middle? How many barrels? That was a uh, that was a fifteen barrel JV system, and it had an open grant to it, which is pretty cool. Um, now we're getting geeky. You know, no, no, I'm, tell us about the, it. That's we're good. going into the diacetyl diacetyl thing now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, it was great because uh, you know it was the first system I uh, I cut my teeth on, and uh, it was great. You know, when I when I first started, I was a home brewer, yeah. and uh, when I started on this system, I'm like, 
looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, this thing's huge. I'm never going to be able to master this thing. And now I look back, I'm like, what a toy. <laughs> right. Well, you know, most of our listeners are homebrewers too, so please don't be afraid to geek out. And and on that note, I, I need you to explain to me what an open grant is. An open grant is the opposite of a close grant. No, <laughs> an open grant is basically just a Vorloff unit. So when, when the, uh, the wort's coming off the mash, it, it basically, uh, the way this one worked was on a... Um, uh, a system where it would flip a, uh, it would uh, cause a float to kick off. Once that float kicked off, it would then take the wort that was gathered in that open Vorloff and send it back up into the mash for the recirculation. And I you see. would do that, you know, depending on the uh, the beer and several different factors, anywhere from twenty to forty minutes. But it, you know, it's so funny to look back at a system like that, and you know, a lot of people worry about hot side aeration and all the stuff that goes on there, but. You know, the, the system did what it was supposed to do. It produced damn good beer for a brew pub setting, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was a real nice system. And it was all just served on tap right there anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. We basically would filter it up. Uh, we would filter it through a, a series of pipes to uh, the, the uh, upstairs bright beer tanks that we had. And uh, from there, it would be gravity fed right down to the taps at the, uh, at the bar. Got it. Did you have a... No, you didn't. No. All right. You got a lot of people in the room here, by the way, so you're not just hearing voices. You're going to have JP and uh, Moscow, of course, uh, did the booking. We've got Tasty here in the room and Nathan Smith, so you get questions from all of us, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw you guys all. You're you're just as handsome as I am. <laughs> right. Inspiration. You're so kind, Jim. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. chat room is demanding, uh, Jim, that you geek out. Yeah. That's, they there you go. Hey, Jim, I, I got a follow-up question on the on the grant. You described, you know, what it how it works, but... What's the purpose of the grant? I think I know, but I think our listeners would like to... Why does a system yeah, like yeah, have a grant? Yeah, basically, uh, the grant is a Vorloff, so it, it's to clarify your wort in the mash before sending over to the boil kettle. Why wouldn't you just so, pump directly from the from the mash to right, to right to the top? Why have a Vorloff? Why have that grant in between? Well, you want to basically send that first runnings of the wort, wort over back through itself to get that clarification through the grain bed. Okay. So you'll get a, a real nice right. clarity, right, stabilize your pH, you know, um, and from there on out, you know, you, you get a real nice uh, real nice product over in the boil kettle. Got it. Okay. So, and and speaking of nice, we're, we just did open the Euphoria Toffee Nut Brown Ale. It's a ridiculous beer. It's fantastic. It's delightful. This is good, right, Beef? Yeah. yeah. And, uh... Good. The label's badass, too. Did you put this on the camera? Yeah, I did. did. You guys have really good packaging, but, uh, I mean, really, more importantly, this is a really nice uh, brown ale. Good, man. I'm glad glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, we do. We actually do all of our uh, design in-house. Okay. Uh, We send send out for the packaging, but we have our own design crew in-house, and, uh, yeah, they're probably listening right now, so they're going to really like to hear that but yeah the the freaky ass uh, smiley face is awesome it's great jp it's a little i'm surprised you're not commenting more unless i'm mistaken it's a little nightmare before christmasy so yes, it's it kind of your style i can see that in, i can see a little uh little jack skellington yeah, there there's a little dark edge to a lot of their yeah. graphics i love it yeah it's pretty awesome all right even just their logo even just the duclaw name yep. logo it's 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 uh you know jagged and very yeah rustic um it's great st- almost steampunk i would i would say oh yeah Hell a little bit, kind of. Hell is sick is really the overarching. Now, in the beer itself, the toffee nut flavor really comes through. Yes. With, and and in some cases, that could be a little too sweet. Um, but in this case, I don't think it is. It's strong. It's very present, but um, doesn't add too much sweetness. Can you talk about how you get that flavor in there? 
Sure, absolutely. One thing that we do not talk a whole lot about on the beer, because we do, you know, as you know, we call it a toffee nut, but we actually get a lot of that flavor through gourmet coffee that we actually add to the mash. Okay. We've hooked up with a uh, coffee supplier that we've been doing business with for uh, a while, a long time now, out out of uh, Georgia. And uh, they do some specialty coffees that uh, they grind for us in-house and get it to us uh, within a day or two after it's ground, and uh, we use it. This beer in particular, we got uh, two or three other beers, uh, too, uh, that we actually uh, have in our rotational uh, seasonals. And, uh, yeah, it's great because what we use in here is a uh, an English toffee-flavored coffee okay. and a butterscotch toffee cream. Oh, yeah. And so we actually take that coarse ground uh, French press, if you will. You know, we throw that into the mash after we get a good grain bed set and uh, so the mash actually acts as a coffee filter. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you don't brew the coffee and add it. You actually add the coffee grounds. Correct. Okay. And what we've done, you know, when we when we were formulating this recipe in the past, we played around with numerous ways to try to get this flavor into the final product. Yeah. We would brew strong uh, batches, uh, you know, espresso batches of coffee or uh, a condensed, um, you know, coffee brew and then dump it in. We would throw the coffee uh, in uh, after secondary. I mean, we played with numerous different ways to try to get that flavor. And what we found was the flavor that we got out of adding the coffee to the mash was by far the best. Got it. So all this flavor has been through the, through the boil and the ferment. And it's still you got it. Oh, wow, exactly. That's amazing. That's amazing. Whatever yeah. it scrubbed out or whatever you got lost is probably stuff you didn't want. It just tastes great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, and the one the one great thing about this beer, it's, uh, you know, and what I really like about a lot of our beers, they're unique. You know, like them, hate them. Uh, <laughs> you'd be hard-pressed to find a beer that tastes like Euphoria and a couple of other of our beers that we put out. I could agree with that. It's cool. It adds complexity, too. It doesn't scream coffee at you when you no, taste the beer, good. right? No. It would have been, I guess, maybe halfway down the list, but not like the first second guess that you had coffee in here it's really cool yeah, fact, yeah to add it to the mash like that yeah yeah you don't water it down when you do it you know in the ferment add, add you know brewed coffee so this has got plenty of body it's pretty good yeah and, you know although i would say to that that a lot of the beers that we've liked over the last year or two in the studio here where we've interviewed people that have added coffee to their beer more often than not they've brewed the coffee yeah. and added it to it right. and they talked right. about getting the different coffee like aromas that way and so that's why I kind of double check just to make sure that he's adding the grounds because I love this one too but most of the brewers who are doing it have told us you know we've we've kind of moved over to uh, cold brewing it and throwing it into the like beer like a dry hop almost or something yeah, yeah. and they're getting yeah. more of a coffee effect i think this has more of the spice effect that's in the coffee to begin with right mm-hmm. not so much the coffee it, yeah it's there not you exactly you hit the nail right on the head i mean you know that's uh, again like i said we 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 did some cold brewing and putting it into the secondary and what we were finding we were getting more of that coffee flavor and for some of our beer styles uh, we just released a macchiato milk stout we actually want that coffee to be dominating in the beer whereas with this we want more of that caramel butterscotch uh toffee flavor in the in it and less less of the coffee yeah. right you just pull out exactly what you want yeah exactly yeah. exactly well, well that'd, be, that'd be fun to put coffee in the mash that'd be it's really neat be yeah like making coffee at the same time you're making beer yeah, yeah. it smell great you just yeah. throw it right on top of the mash i assume so it's, you don't you're not like mixing it in there Exactly. We wait until we get uh, the grain bed set pretty well, and then we put it on top of like the last uh, the last quarter of the mash in. We'll throw it on top, so the grain bed itself actually acts as the uh, the filter. Yeah, 
It's almost like adding dark rains at the end of the mash, like some yeah, there you know, people do or exactly. whoever do, you know. Coarse coarse ground coffee, you said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're great about they're great about giving us a uh, a, a um, grind that you know is is what we specified with, and uh, they got so many flavors, and they just don't deal in flavored coffee. They deal in exotic coffees from all over the world and we've played with a lot of their different coffees and we utilize them in a lot of our beers uh we do a uh chocolate raspberry stout that we call naked fish Mm. and we we utilize their chocolate raspberry coffee for that beer Uh, like i mentioned we do the macchiato milk stout we use their espresso one of their espresso uh beans amazing wow no you're doing this is a great beer really cool beer i like it yeah I'm enjoying that very much. Now, Jim, you mentioned earlier uh, that you were a home brewer, too, in the 90s. But, you know, you weren't just any home brewer. You're kind of a badass on the competition scene for a while there. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if I don't know if the word badass is the right thing. I, I, <laughs> sure. I was very competitive. I'm still competitive. Oh, you are? I get okay. a lot of I get a lot of hassle from my friends. You know, everything's got to be a competition for you. <laughs> well, yeah, because second place is a first place loser. That's right. What I look at. <laughs> right. You are definitely competitive. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what you do, what got you into homebrewing then? You know, it's funny. I was actually in the medical field, uh, and uh, a buddy of mine that was uh, uh, he was he was just trying to break into the medical field at the time, and he uh, he was he went up and visited his grandfather in like uh, oh god, I think it was New, uh, Vermont. Yeah, you know, somewhere up north. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, man." And this is I'm a kid at this point, and he he comes back. He's like, "Dude, my granddaddy makes beer." Uh, <laughs> and, and he does it at home, and I'm like, "Are you shitting me?" Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, now we're you, you and I got to get together, and we'll make some beer." So you know, we got you know what, what uh, I mean. I, I use the term loosely, a kit, and uh, you know, we got the uh, the liquid malt extract together and uh, the horrible, horrible dried yeast, uh, which I heard you guys talking about earlier. We did, you know, yeah. Dry, dry, but dried yeast has come a long way in the last decade. I mean, back then it was horrible. Do you and, just segue <laughs> just quickly? Do, do you use it professionally at all? Dry yeast? Uh, dry yeast, we do yeah. not. Um, I heard also, uh, again, was listening in. Yeah. I know you got Neva coming on. You know, we use yeah. a lot of White Labs products. Oh, good. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the uh, of liquid yeast, and you, you know what you're getting every single time. But, again, with that said, when I got homebrewers coming in asking, you know, there's there's always that, that core group of questions that you get. Yeah. And, you know, it's always like, well, what do you think about dry yeast? And I tell them just what I told you, you know. When I was coming up, uh, dry yeast was very, you know, very shady. Yeah. You might get some good stuff. You would get some stuff that would create some really odd off flavors. But you know, now with the uh, with the technology out there and the quality control, you know, there's there's some damn good dry yeast out there. And you know, I don't have any experience with it myself, but that's the sentiment I'm hearing across the homebrew world too. Is that that people are are pretty impressed with it nowadays, also. So yeah. Anyhow, so you get this kit together. You go brewing with your friend. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It was, oh, we, we produced, uh, it was rancid. But in our, you know, us, it was the greatest thing ever. Right. And I mean, compared to what we were drinking back then, it was awesome. Okay. And, you know, it was so funny because, you know, we would dabble on it, you know, every other weekend. And uh, he's one of those guys that uh, he, he doesn't, you know, when you get into something, he was like, eh, you know, and he'll move on to the next thing. And me, once I, uh, once something spikes my interest, I'm, I'm, you know, in it till the end. And, uh, I'm like, you know what? I, I can do better than this. And uh, just started pounding and pounding, trying to get as much information that I couldn't. You know, back then, the Internet was in its infancy. And uh, a lot of the stuff you would get on the ingredients, you know, 
Uh, take this liquid malt extract, <laughs> add two pounds of sugar into warm water, throw the yeast in. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds great to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the other thing, I don't know, I don't think they even make this stuff anymore, to be honest with you, I don't know, but I remember some of the uh, liquid malt extract makers, well, and, and as far as that, DME, but they would uh, do the, um, the bittered malt extract, and they would be mm. pre-bittered malt extract, yeah. and you're like, okay, but... Where is it? Is it 25 IBU or is it 75 IBU? Yeah, no clue. Yeah. They just said it was pre-bittered. They're like, don't ask stupid questions. We said it's bittered. Nobody right. nobody cared about quality. I think it must yeah. have been the case. That's yeah. why they would buy things like that. By the way, you know... They're every- saving you work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone who's always right. clamoring for recipes from our guest, Jim just gave us a recipe. Right. Take this liquid malt extract, <laughs> add two pounds of sugar way. and warm water. <laughs> yeah. So right. there we go. Yeah. Well, and, and throw in the yeast yeah, don't forget and, then, to put and then yeast make in sure it. you spit in it once or twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, if you forget the yeast, it'll just ferment in a couple of days on its own anyway. <laughs> it's vintage. So really, it's I mean, right. come on. It's vintage homebrew. It's old school. Right. Yeah, if you want to go retro homebrew, here it is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, things have come a long way in quality, huh, Jim? In homebrew? Oh, man. Huge. Huge. But not in results. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Well, and, and to finish that story up, I'll give you the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I got I got my uh, my buddy that got me into home brewing. I actually got him in uh, a little bit deeper into the medical field, and then uh, this this whirlwind of uh, opportunity came up a couple years later while we were both doing uh, doing that, and uh, I was able to jump into the field professionally. And uh, the joke is, he's like, yeah. Yeah, I got the raw end of this deal. You got me in the medical field, and I got you into the brewing field. Right. Something's wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not a fair trade. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, So I just, I I sometimes when people talk about brewing then and and the information not being available, I never would have got this far. I'm I'm far too lazy for that. I don't know how you, uh, you know, got your information. I know there was a couple books here and there, but... Were you able to go to the local homebrew shop and talk to other brewers? Not really. Okay. I mean, you know, there was a core group of us. There was a, there was a hardcore group of brewers in our local homebrew club at the time. And I call this the, uh, I guess, the first generation of the craft brew revolution. The one that, and I hate to use this word, fake, but the one that was not uh, lasting as long as the one we, you know, the one we have now, it's not a revolution. The beer's here to stay. Right. People know they're not drinking it because it's cool because their buddy told them to. It's they enjoy the beer. They know the qualities out there. Back then, it was a little different. You know, yeah, it was a big pop, but that pop deflated real quick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, during that time, there was a time where we had like 30 people come into a homebrew club meeting. And then when that when that balloon deflated, there was like this core group of like six to eight people. And we're all sitting around, and we got to know each other really, really well. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a once-a-month meeting, and we're talking about all the shit that we were doing wrong and some of the stuff that we did right. And, uh, yeah, trial and error, you know, a lot of it, uh, home fabrication of kettles, of mash tons, uh, hot backs, work chillers. You know, now you just click a button on the web, and you can get anything you want. Back then, you had to either fabricate it or trade somebody uh, beer to get them to make it one or the other so let me get this straight actual human interaction <laughs> um a little bit of work ethic and dedication yeah. and, and some real research is, is how I you know. learn to brew i'm talking crazy talk yeah, yeah this is it sounds like all bullshit to me yeah that's why i'm not in a homebrew club 
<laughs> I don't want to do any of that shit. If I can't learn it in 140 characters on Twitter, uh, I'm not interested. Right. That's right. I think a lot of it was uh, a lot of trial and error, and to some extent, it still kind of is. But now, all that information that uh, that uh, folks like Jim and back in the 80s and early 90s that they did, we're all building on now as well. That's just common knowledge. But back then, I think you had a lot of kind of myth of like, well, I think this happened. But, you know, nobody really had the time. And I think maybe as the, as the Internet grew and, and the hobby grew, there there's a, has to be a lot of trial and error. I mean, that's the only way. Sure. Try it and then see. You know, to yeah. me, it, it lends some substance to the fact that uh, brewing is a is a profession. And it, had, yeah. and it has been a profession for a long time. And the reason that Jim and his buddies and, and anybody starting then um, maybe didn't have the access to information is because they didn't go to school for it. But the, right. but the people brewing in Germany and brewing in England, you know, people brewing the beer, they all went to school for it. It's an actual science and a profession. We've just glommed onto it, and yep. now that information is readily available to the rest of us yeah well now yeah. you can you can get those books online those yeah. old textbooks or new ones or whatever and you can you know get them easily in five to seven business days <laughs> that's right. uh, but back then you couldn't that's do right. it so you learn something maybe somewhere and you figure it out on your own right well you know not only that but um, not just us but so many breweries out there uh, you know small read you know um, micros all the way down to brew pubs you know, you're a home brewer. You call them up. Hey, man, can I stop in see what you do? Sure. You know, we love it when when uh, home brewers come up. We'll we'll let them brew all day with us. Uh, you know, we'll give them some yeast to take home. Nice. Uh, you know, back in the day, you know, we we didn't have that. There wasn't there wasn't anything out there. And the few that were, they were too damn busy to doing their own thing. Right. They you know they just couldn't spare the time to do it. Well, especially if you got a sweet rack on you, you show up at the brewery. You can brew with us all day. You know, well, you get know, all the juice samples you want. Bug Jim when he's pulling out the mash again anytime. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry, my mash is hanging out, ladies. Now, <laughs> now, Jim, why competition? What did you get out of that? I know you're competitive, but uh, what did you get out of it as a home brewer? With me, you know, it was one thing. You know, any home brewer that makes her own beer can be disillusioned that that beer is awesome. You know, especially in the early stages of home brewing. You know, you brew it, you put all this time and effort into it. And it could taste like ass. But when you <laughs> taste it, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I just created the greatest Pilsner ever. Yeah, this is better yeah. than this Pilsner Cal. Yeah. You know? Homebrew guy. Your neighbor loves it, but that's about it. You don't know what anybody else thinks. Cellar blind. Right, or right, he chokes exactly. it down. Cellar blind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that and then, you know, I guess the next step would be taking it to your homebrew club. And, uh, again, during the time I was coming up, that homebrew club at certain times was, you know, a group of four or five people, and they become pretty close friends of yours. So you really didn't want to, you know, some of them be like, oh, I'm not going to say anything, you know. Yeah. It, it's, you know. But I was to the point where, you know what, this beer satisfies me. It satisfies my core group of friends. Let's go ahead and throw it out there and see if the masses really enjoy it. And uh, it's funny because that was a big thing with me. And one of my good friends in the homebrew club, he was the exact opposite because I would be sending these beers all over the United States, paying you know three bottles, five bucks a pop. And he'd be like, look, you can give me three, three bottles and I'll, you know, you don't have to pay anybody to try your beer. I'll tell you if it sucks or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but, yeah, one of my one of my uh, funniest memories is uh, you know one of my goals back when I was an amateur brewer is to win a medal in every one of the states that recognized home brewing. And I sent uh, I sent my Belgian wit years and years ago down to the Florida State Homebrew Competition, and of course I didn't go down there. I just sent the beer down there. It was like 180 some entries. It was a big competition, and the uh, competition organizer he called me and uh, 
he's like, hey, Jim Wagner. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, I got good news and bad news for you. And he's like, what do you want to hear first? I'm like, give me the good. He's like, well, your Belgian wit just won best of show at our uh, Florida State Fair. I'm like, awesome. Wow. Because the bad news is if you come down here to accept your award, there's a lot of Floridians that want to kick your ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Jim was Jamil before Jamil was Jamil. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and and that's a good point. Just just to compare to Jamil for a second, here's a little life 101. Uh, you know, the most successful people I know have a, are able to um, assign themselves a set of goals. Mm-hmm. And Jim just said he had the goal, even just as a hobby, to win an award in every state that accepted homebrew. Yeah. And and Jamil, who's one of the most winningest homebrewers ever, had the goal to uh, have an award-winning um, recipe for every single style in the BJCP style guidelines. And it was a personal goal of his. Yeah. Both of these two people, Jim and Jamil, are, are very successful brewers. And yeah. it just goes to show that uh, the, the guys who are, are able, even... However uh, rudimentary the goal may seem, um, it's it's important to have them. And and I can imagine that in in your endeavor to win an award in every state, had you brewing a shitload of beer, <laughs> right? I mean, you must oh, have been yeah. brewing a yeah, ton. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was brewing a ton. And uh, the great thing is, my wife is very she's a craft beer drinker, which is awesome. When I mean, it seems so long ago now. We've been married for over twenty years, but when I was brewing in the in the basement, I had this elaborate setup for ventilation because I actually brewed in our basement. Okay, and so you know, I didn't want to die of uh, CO, so <laughs> I had this huge ventilation system going on. And uh, you know, as as we all know, you get that aroma of the mash and everything, and she loved it. And it's so funny because I would go out to my uh, my homebrew club meetings and. All the guys be like, yeah, I had to brew out in the garage. My wife thinks it smells like ass. And I'm like, oh, man, I am so lucky. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You do need the support, too. Let's not leave that out of the equation. Yeah. you got to have That's the support. Right. Yeah. So you brew your way through uh, all of these competitions. You do very well. And how does the transition happen that you become a pro brewer? All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to just give you the meat and potatoes of it because I could I could extend this out for another forty minutes, but okay. I won't do that. I don't want to bore you. Yeah. Um, I, I actually was entering competitions and won a local homebrew competition. Uh, it was a it was a brewery that was here in uh, the Baltimore area called Brimstone Brewing Company. Some of the uh, long term hardcore people that were drinking craft beer back then would remember. It. And the uh, the brewer owner of that was Mark Tui and. Uh, he he was kind of a pioneer before, you know, before everything really caught up to him. One of the beers he did back then was called Big Big Strong Ale, and that beer was thirteen percent ABV back then, and that was like crazy talk back then. Now it's the norm, you know. That's a session beer almost, now. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I entered a competition, and he sponsored it, and uh, you know, he agreed to brew the winning recipe, and it was a brown ale that I did, and uh, I won it. And uh, they brewed it as their seasonal. Um, you know, him and his marketing guy, they released it to the local bars in uh, the Baltimore, Fells Point, Canton area. And it was great. I was in heaven. Here I am, a home brewer, and I'm going out with the marketing guys to these local bars, and they're introducing me as the brewer of this beer. So I'm on cloud nine. And uh, it, was, it was great. It was a two-week run of just bliss. And, uh, you know, all good things come to an end. It ended. Uh, you know, go back to my home brewing and my medical field job. And a couple weeks later, Mark calls me up. And again, before this competition, I really didn't know him except he was the brewer at Brimstone. And he's like, hey, Jim, um, 
how you doing? I'm like, good. He's like, uh, you want to brew beer professionally? Just like that quick. Wow. And I'm like, whoa, what the, what's going on here? Yeah. And I, and I thought he was joking. And uh, he's like, I'm like stunned. And he's like, no, I'm serious. You know, uh, I got a buddy up in uh, Harford County that uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's looking for a brewer. I'm not able to, or uh, I'm not able to take that job right now. And the first person that came to mind was you. Wow. And I, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And, uh, you know, um, came home, told the wife, uh, as always, she's very supportive. Uh, we talked it over. We went up. We met the owner. And uh, that was back in 98 and been with him ever since. And you're like, wow, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying cleaning bedpans all day. Um, uh, no, it wasn't that bad. Okay. Uh, you know, no, I actually work. It's, it's funny, too, because I actually worked on hemodialysis equipment. So the going oh, joke yeah. is, you know, um, I, would, uh, I would take care of people that would have kidney failure then, and I'm actually giving them kidney failure, <laughs> which we all know is BS. Well, know, so sure. It's, it's but, a right. liver thing. So. Well, you can, you can help them later on, too, though, it's so it's fine. fine. You can always give that's advice. Right. Uh well, that's a great. Uh, that's really a great success story. I mean, getting recognition for for doing something that you love and and having a job offered like that. That's kind of a dream come true, man. Yeah, very much so. And you know, it, that was what? Um, God, just thirteen, fourteen, and it still seems like yesterday. Sometimes I got to just step back, realize, you know, holy shit! I, you know, I brew beer for a living, right? It's, this isn't a bad gig. <laughs> you probably have to remind yourself of that right about the time you have to empty the mash tun. Yeah. You're like, no, yeah, exactly. just remember, it's still a good job. That's right. Well, worse than that, you know, it's uh, you know, the, the great thing is we're expanding and we're growing by leaps and bounds. The horrible thing is we're growing by leaps and bounds. And we're, <laughs> uh, me and the other guys, we're getting our ass kicked at the brewery. But it's a good ass kicking. Okay. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So. Oh, that's good. Congratulations on your yeah. success, man. That's Thank you. Thank you. So before we go to break, real quick, because I got to take care of a couple sponsors, we do have the Mysterium uh, Belgian style spiced ale poured uh, in our glasses right now, uh, which is another wonderfully uh, clean and crisp beer. Yeah, very flavorful. Yeah, uh, lots of stuff going on. Uh, Tell us about this beer. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we we do a beer. I'll preempt that by saying we do a beer called Sawtooth, which is our version of our Belgian wit. So we all know, you know, that that classic uh, orange peel coriander uh, flavor in it. And what we wanted to do was experiment with some other spices that we thought would capture that same group of people that like that spicing, that low hot bitterness, that refreshing flavor, uh, relatively low ABV. But just to give them another uh, another version of a spicy beer. So this beer, uh, the three main spices we use are grains of paradise, cardamom, and then uh, the biggest one that's most dominant is chamomile. Okay. And uh, you know uh, we we experimented with chamomile a little bit, and we really loved what it did in a wheat based beer. We used a Belgian yeast to ferment it out. Uh, played around with a few versions of it, and. Uh, yeah, what you got is uh, what we were happy with. Uh, just a nice summertime, you know, easy drinking beer that has a lot of flavor but won't fill you up, not a lot of alcohol, and uh, also tends to, uh, the ladies tend to enjoy it as well. Yeah, I could see that. Brew for the ladies. As half a lady myself, I yeah. could see that. <laughs> no, the, the, three quarter. the blend of spices, I think, is really well done. It's a nice blend. It's very balanced. I taste even a little honey in there from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say this, I've had another beer with the Grains of Paradise, mm-hmm. and I absolutely hate it. 
I, 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 and it turned me off from that spice so much yeah. that I, I'm so afraid of it. And in this beer, it's really was it subtle? I guess I don't know. It's the the blend of the of the three spices is great. Was it too heavy? It's definitely uh, subtle. Um, you know, and again, like I like I just told you there. You know, chamomile uh, definitely is the major spice. Grains of Paradise. I kind of relate it to clove. Yeah, you know, a little bit goes a long, long way. So you know. Uh, as far as proportion-wise, we don't use a whole lot just to give it a little bit of that pepper spiciness to it. Yeah. In this particular beer I'm referring to, the, I think the Grains of Paradise is is the dominant. Um, uh, and it's what they're going for, so, you know, God bless them. Uh, right. They did it. <laughs> they did it. Uh, but I just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this this is really nice. And, yeah. you know, the comparison to wit beer is a good one. It still has, to me, a, a Belgian golden ale flavor. But it's reminiscent yeah. of a Belgian wit. It's not like a yeasty kind of. It, it is very clean and very uh, dry. But but that grains of paradise are kind of they're in there. Yeah. But the chamomile is very you know much more dominant, and I do like that combination. Yeah. And it seems that you've maybe kept the yeast esters under control too. Is that a selection of 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 which of a strain of yeast or a temperature thing? Both, both. Okay. Um, and again, you mentioned uh, Neva's going to be on uh, either a little later. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a uh, that's a um, white lab strain that we use, and uh, we. Uh, I was actually not talking to Neva. I was actually talking um, to. Uh, um, oh, jeez, names escaping. But I was, I was talking to the guys at White Labs, and basically said, uh, you know, I want to make sure that we don't get too much of that character in the beer. I don't want to go with a, a strain, an American strain, where there's just not as much in there. But I want right. to control it and keep it at bay. And yeah, just a you know as simple as a little bit of temperature, uh, you know, temperature control during fermentation. So, would you? Is it okay to ask for details on on which strain of yeast and what temperatures for our homebrewers? If you remember, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we we ferment down at oh, I, I believe it's like six degrees lower than. Uh, I guess you would say, quote, unquote, nominal. And that is the uh, Belgian wit strain. Uh, I believe it's uh, WLP 500, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So about six degrees lower than what they would kind of recommend is the right spot for exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I like it. I think it really helps the strain from going too phenolic, too estery, right? So you yeah. get like some esteries you that... Exactly. exactly. You, you want to highlight all the spice that's going on in here, too, and not have the yeast clash or cover it up. And I think you did that really well. Yeah. And, and for me, uh, I'm not a big fan of super estuary uh, Belgian styles. I, I was when I started drinking them because it kind of blew my mind that there was all those flavors in beer. But I very quickly grew out of that, and now I, I much prefer the subdued ones like this. That, that's so funny you say that because it's pretty much spot on where I am right now. I mean, doing this so long, you go through your phases. I mean, Christ, I, I, I can remember I... I've probably been through a dozen of, quote-unquote, my favorite beer styles. And, uh, yeah, I'm where I'm at now is I don't like a lot of that heavy phenolic. Yeah. I mean, there really was about a year there where I just really wanted to try all of them. But uh, by the end of that year, it just was like a palate fatigue thing. At that point, I I, I almost started avoiding um, Belgian beers unless they were sour altogether. Uh, But ones like this, uh, this, this will bring me right back. Yeah, I like it. Well, if it had a big clove phenolics from the yeast, and then you had grains of paradise, they may just play off each other in a negative way. Yeah. Right? By keeping it under control, I think he's getting more of what he wants and highlighting yeah. the spice and a little bit of ester. It's pretty cool. Do you know offhand the uh, 
and 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 Plato is fine. Whatever use the starting and finishing gravity of this beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Mysterium uh, is twelve and a half Plato starting, and it usually finishes out around two two and a half Plato. Got it. Yeah, because the it has a, a sweet character to it, but I feel like that's all the spices I'm tasting. That's that little honey character, and not really a, a malt character. Like it did, like well, it finished it, higher. Too- yeah, to an extent. You know, one thing that I, I share with everybody, it's no secret, I'm a big fan of European uh, base malts. Okay. Uh, we use uh, we use muttons as our, as our base malt. Uh, I just think it's a fantastic malt. Um, pretty much all of our mainstays, you know, we'll bring in certain specific malts for our seasonals, but most of our mainstays uses uh, muttons two-row as our base malt. Okay. Um, I use a lot of German specialty malts. Uh, I just... In my personal opinion, they're some of the best in the world, most consistent, most flavorful, and uh, they just work out well for what we do and what we're trying to what we're trying to convey over in the beers. So, what does a grain bill look like for for a beer like this? What is the specialty malt that you add? <sighs> this one, uh, let's see. We got some. Uh, we got some wheat. We got a small percentage of wheat malt in there. We also use flaked wheat in that beer, so we use two different types of wheat. Mm. Uh, and then we also use a small amount of oats in that beer okay. uh, to kind of smooth it out at the end. Yeah, oh, I think it does that. What's the purpose of the two different kinds of wheats? Yeah, well, you know, with wheat malt, uh, just as as you guys know, and most of the guys out there are listening, it's, it's a malted product. Even though it doesn't have a husk, uh, it, it, it's going to give you... Even though it's wheat, it's going to give you a totally different flavor profile than, say, the, the gelatinized or the flaked wheat, that, which I like to talk in layman's terms and try to convey what I, uh, what I taste and smell Good. Uh, We're in, that, in that way. And to me, flaked wheat is more of a raw, grainy type wheat, whereas malted wheat tends to be more of a, uh, a less pronounced, subtle wheat flavor. Okay. All right. Well, I can't argue with you because I think because <laughs> I don't know otherwise. <laughs> well, it, it shows up just right in the beer, so yeah. I think you're yeah. you're spot on. Um, okay, real quick before the break, I did have a question come through in the chat room. It goes back to the first beer that we were drinking, the uh, Euphoria, and uh, the, our our guest in the chat room wanted to know what percentage of coffee to grist you recommend in the mash. And my guess is you probably don't even speak in percentages when it comes to something like coffee, do you? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I guess we, we I guess we kind of do. But one thing I always tell people when we're doing uh, any type of spicing or flavoring, you know, grain is linear. Uh, you know, you can take a five gallon batch and you can go all the way up. And with the exception of, uh, you know, runoff and everything like that, it's pretty much linear hops. You can you can figure out the calculations by just doing the alpha acids. But when it comes to spicing and coffee, you know, it's all over the board. So what I like to do sometimes, you know, when we when we do a test batch, uh, we use a certain percentage. And if we were to just take that up linear to a 40-barrel batch, it would be overwhelming. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you've really got to play around with it. Um, what we do on our 40-barrel batch of Euphoria is use 30 pounds of coffee. Okay. Um, if, yeah, 15 pounds of our uh, butterscotch toffee cream and 15 pounds of our English toffee. Um, but again, you know, to break those numbers down into a 5, 10, 12-gallon batch, you would probably want to take that number that you would get mathematically and then, you know, probably reduce it by 20 30%. The way I always look at it, you know, hit it on the low end 
because this way, if the if the flavors are too subtle for you, it's at least it's drinkable, and you mm-hmm. can always bump them up next batch. Yeah. If it's over the top and too in your face and to the point of undrinkable, then you know you gotta gotta shove it off to your friends and hope they want. <laughs> No, that's great advice. Those are things that you can't fix. Yeah. And uh, even on the coffee side, if you decided it was too low, I didn't really get the toffee, you could then actually add some cold brewed coffee to the beer and turn it into Absolutely. something else, right? Yeah, make it a Absolutely. different animal. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, once you've gone overboard, you're kind of effed. Yeah. Yep. So, no question. Good advice. All right, uh, Jim, I got to take a quick break. Can you hang out with us? No problem, man. Sure. Okay, great. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, huge beers. You guys ready for the monsters? Oh, we do we have back? some of the monsters, too? Right. I've yes. got in my notes here that the man makes a 21% beer, and I'd like to ask about oh, that. Man. So we're talking. Are we drinking to- that? <laughs> yeah, no, not know. that one, but other ones. Jim Wagner, he's the brewmaster at DeClaw Brewing Company in Maryland. And uh, 888-401-BEER if you got questions. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Are you a hophead? Beer lovers of all stripes will love Brewers Publications' latest release, IPA, Brewing Techniques, Recipes, and the Evolution of India Pale Ale by Mitch Steele. I wanted to write a book that presented an accurate review of the history of IPA and also provided current technical brewing tips and recipe information. India Pale Ale is a style I love because it has a rich, fascinating history, and today it provides brewers a showcase for all the great new hop varieties that are available. I'm so proud of this book, and I know you'll enjoy all the recipes and thoughts from so many of the world's great IPA brewers. IPA is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com and your favorite homebrew store. Order your copy today and take your hop forward beers to the next level. American Homebrewers Association and Brewers Association members receive early notice and special discounts to most Brewers Publication releases. Visit brewerspublications.com to learn more and to find a schedule of author appearances. IPA by Mitch Steele. Get yours today. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy-drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind, but I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. 
Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors, and we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night, with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate, perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent food. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but the cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Ladies, thanks for sticking with us through the break. We're hanging out with Jim Wagner. He's the brewmaster at Duclaw Brewing Company, and he has been for quite some time. Not to age you, Jim, but you've been there a while. You know, it's so funny because when I when I started, I was considered one of the young guys on the circuit, and now I look back, I'm like, damn, I'm old as shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> now I'm one of the oldest shit guys on the circuit. <laughs> he looks pretty young, though. Do you see the picture I sent? Uh, I had no idea. I figured he would look at least 10 years older than he does. That picture's probably from 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> That's right. I had, to, I, had to, I had to pick one of the better pictures. I mean, the rest of them are hideous. It's hilarious to me how often dudes do. You'd think that women would be the ones that do that, that, that send the, the post-dated picture, right? Right. No, it's the dudes. <laughs> Every time we get press releases, their pictures are always from 10 years ago, you know, and it's always the dudes. They're very, uh, they oh, well, my PR person hasn't necessarily updated my profile. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so what are we trying now, Moscow? This is the uh, Imperial Chocolate Rye Porter. It's only at 8%, so it's not, uh, not too high, but it smells amazing. Okay. But I do have in my notes here, Jim, that you guys make a, a 21% beer. Is that accurate? We do, man. Yeah, we, we actually hold the Maryland state record for the uh, highest alcohol fermented beverage. Wow. And, uh, and that's it. Yeah, it, it, it takes a lot of uh, babying and time to make that beer get where it is. Uh, it's not, you know, pitch the yeast and turn your back and come, come back in a couple days. Well, first of all, you should be thankful that you don't live in one of these backward states that doesn't allow you to do that. Uh, Amen. So Amen. That's one thing. But, uh, Moscow, do you have something to say about uh, this beer? Uh, uh, well, no, not the. I was wondering what uh, what record did that break? Do you, what was the previous uh, ABV? Yeah. Well, I don't think, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think we ever... Oh, you mean in Maryland? Yeah, yeah. in Maryland, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was something ridiculous. Uh, you know, it might have even been Mark Tui's big at 13, but I wouldn't swear on that. Okay, um, yeah. it, it beat it by quite a bit. Okay. Um, far as I know, there's not any other beer here in the state that is even close to that that percentage. Uh, oh, you know, we're neighbors with the guys down at Dogfish Head with their worldwide stout and all that. But uh, yeah, as far as actually in the state, yeah, I think we got it by a mile. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty high water mark there. That's going to be hard to get. How do you get it? What, what you, what, what's your plan of attack when you go after a beer like that? Say, what's the starting uh, gravity on that beer? The starting gravity, uh, you know, we don't we brewed it uh, the the initial time. I think we brewed it back in '94, and then we did it again a few years ago. This is something we don't mess around with a lot because it ties oh, yeah. ties the tanks up forever, and uh, you know, and it, it takes a lot of manpower to do. But I think I think the uh, I think the original gravity is 34, if I'm not mistaken, 34 Play-Doh. I see. And we use uh, we use four different strains of yeast. We started off with our house yeast. We then throw a uh, Belgian Trappist strain in. Uh, we then throw what we like to refer to, and I hate using this because it sounds so geeky, but a proprietary strain. And uh, we oh. also throw in uh, White Labs uh, Super High Gravity strain. I see. Wow. Yeah. In that order, pretty much, huh? No. Well, oh, yes, are you a, cocktail? a little bit. Oh. We play around with it a little bit. Uh-huh. We do. Uh, we do some non-conventional um, techniques as far as keeping the yeast going and making them happy. We do some, uh, we do some more oxygenation than what most home brewers are probably uh, accustomed to. Or I see, like or, further into the ferment, happy with. further into the ferment, you you oxidate the second, third, fourth day kind of thing. Exactly, I got you. Exactly. Any enzymes in play? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I go. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. What kind of enzymes? Is it- uh, well, yeah, nothing, nothing earth shattering. Uh, you know, we just use some yeast nutrient that you know, some high zinc yeast nutrient. We use, uh, and again, I, I feel like I'm doing a, a little commercial here for our White Labs. But you know, we use servomyces in it, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, 
it, it just a, a lot of little things, making sure the temperature is uh, is very consistent. Um, we also add sugars after the initial fermentation has begun, which, of course, you know, a lot of the uh, – and I don't want to say beer geeks because we're all beer geeks, but some of the and I know you guys use this term before, but beer Nazis. They're, oh, you can't you can't add sugar. That's oh, horrible. Yeah. You can't oh, add sugar after on. you start fermenting. Well, we do. You know, oh. it's the only way you're going to get a beer that hot. <laughs> exactly. Don't tell me we can't because I just did it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> then what did I do if I can't do it? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, Jim, question. I was going to ask you that. I'm glad you volunteered that info. And do you do that multiple times or just once or space that out? Yeah, yeah, no, it's multiple times, right. and a lot of it, especially the first time we did it, because uh, you know this this beer's only been done two times in our history. We're we're going to be doing it again, most likely next year, and it's great because it's a learning curve. It, it takes you back to your homebrew days to where everything you did the first time, you take good notes and you go, yeah, this worked, and yeah, this was a waste of freaking time. <laughs> and uh, you know, you, you you take the good, you throw away the rest, you try to build on it. And, uh, you know, hopefully each time it gets a little bit better, not necessarily a little bit higher. I don't know if we're ever going to, I don't want to say never going to beat that, but the goal is really not to beat that. I have a love hate relationship right now with high alcohol beers. Mm. uh, I think as we all do. Yeah. Um, I hate them in the morning to do, (laughs) you know, it's fun to do and I'm proud of the record, but you know, uh, a good three and a half percent session beer, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what was the name of the 21% beer? I think I may have missed it. Colossus. Colossus. Cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Of course it was. Cool. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. The bell ringer. That's right. I, I got to be honest here and say that I'm having trouble focusing on the highest alcohol beer in Maryland because I've just discovered that Duclaw makes the best porter I've ever had. Yeah. This is my new favorite porter on planet Earth. You mean that literally? Yeah. I really mean this... Porter is is my favorite porter I've ever yeah, tasted. I think real good. This is it's we're drinking your uh, ex imperial chocolate rye porter. Yeah, man. Well, and I, I got to tell you, not just because it's ours, you got good taste because that thing just won us a silver medal at the World Beer Cup. This oh, nice. this was the one. Yeah. I could believe it. Yeah, I delicious. mean, I tasted it just before we started the questioning about the twenty one percent beer. Yeah, and I've been completely unfocused because <laughs> all I'm thinking, I, I'm telling you, I yeah. I love this porter. Yeah. It's the best porter I've had in a long, long time. It's really good. Yeah. It's, it's the X one. It's a head tumor for sure. Yeah, uh, X one. Yeah. What category did you get silver in, Jim? Pale ale, uh, chocolate beer, because that beer, beer actually has okay. real chocolate in it. Right, I'm thinking right. And, uh, getting that. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was fun to do that. And um, just to give you a little background on the Exile series, is uh, not only is my you know, am I a home brewer, but all of my all the staff that I work with, all my other brewers, it's three of them, and uh, all three have come from home brewing background. Uh, there's not one of us that has any formal experience. And uh, the owner of the company, Dave Benfield, he is uh, of the same mentality. You know, he he's like, you know, go out there, do it. He gives us full reign of whatever we want to do. He knows beer, so it's not like we're reporting to some corporate entity that doesn't understand the product. He loves beer, and he loves creativity. So uh, we actually... Although we feel all of our beers are very creative, we we started this Exile series as a throw it out there, 
one, you know, throw it up on the wall, see if it sticks, see what our customers say on a very limited basis. If it takes off, we'll take it further. If it craps the bed, it'll be one and done. Right. And uh, we did XL1. That's number one of the series. And we just got lucky. <laughs> right. It turned out perfect. And, uh, you know, we we have plans on re-releasing it again, probably under a different name because we want to keep the XL series, uh, you know, coherent so it doesn't confuse people. Because okay. the minute we, you know, we take that beer and bring it back, you know, it'll cause a little bit of confusion out there to the uh, the consumer. But, uh, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing these XL beers. We're actually up to uh, XL5 right now. Okay. Uh, I was hoping the X1 was a tribute to Pee Wee Herman's bike in The Big Adventure. <laughs> but, but no. He's not that nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm glad uh, that this one works for you. Your age. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, if this one didn't work for you, you say you throw it out there and see what sticks. I was going to tell you that uh, your consumers are retarded, but uh, I'm glad that this one has worked for you. And very sticky because it's stuck. <laughs> yes, that's right. And uh, you know, I I hate it when I sound like a broken record, but it's Me often too. Uh, again. It has all these flavors that should and often do come out as a sweet beer, yeah. and it's not. And I don't know if it's because you've done an imperial here, so maybe the alcohol's cutting through it. But it has. It's full of chocolate flavor without a coating over my mouth that sticks there and leaves it sweet. Well, I think it's. It, it might have to do with a sugar addition during ferment, um, so it's not a lot of the sweet malt that's no, no, kind of no. there. Or he's talking about the sugar addition during ferment was for the was for the twenty one eighty. Okay, yeah, that was not not this beer. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, that's shit. Cool. Um, you shit. know, this one. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a pretty. Uh, I don't want to say simple recipe. We use, and needless to say, it's a rye, chocolate rye imperial. We use yeah. a, a fair, a small amount of rye in the beer, but we actually use real um, baker's chocolate in the uh, brewing process. Mm. But which and, chocolate? Uh, oh, sorry. You-, you know, some of our fermentation temperatures, uh, we play around with them a little bit to get that, uh, you know, I don't want to say Baltic porter type finish, but um, to where it, it lets the flavors come through and the esters are a little bit more subdued. I would say Baltic it's, porter type of flavor. It's yeah. smooth like that. I could see that. Very clean fermentation yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, rye, uh, if used correctly, rye is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those, we, we were talking about spices and clove and certain spices that if you if you tend to get heavy-handed with them, they get out of control. And in my opinion, rye is one of those things you start getting a little wacky with it, and uh, it can really overwhelm a beer. If you yeah. like that flavor, it's great. If you don't, it can really, really destroy it. It can make the mash a mess, too. Yeah. Too oh, much oh of my too. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Jim's my soulmate. I think he is. <laughs> because I've been saying that about rye since I've had my first rye beer. They can be so terrible. When people go crazy with the rye. But recently, yeah. I think people are starting to get it because I've had a lot of great rye beers. What uh, I, I agree with you uh, 100%. What I think I meant to say is uh, I think it's the use of the rye and the bitter chocolate, uh, the spiciness of the rye and the bitter chocolate. Maybe that cuts on the sweetness. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I, I didn't mean sugar. Not additions. sugar, but yeah. the rye. Right. <laughs> right. I, I think, think it is. I think anytime yeah. you uh, add any sort of. Uh, flavor to a beer that that typically you get with the sweetness in it like chocolate for instance yeah you're going to like dial into the to the sweetness in the beer same with any of the spice beers that you get right and if they're a lemon edition you're going to dial into you're going to look for the sweetness. it'll draw you to that because you associate it because you're looking for you need that to get the flavor that you expect right 
But my problem then is that not only do you dial in on it, my problem is actually almost always more in the aftertaste than it is in the initial taste. I always yeah. like that. Oh, it's great. I'll taste all that yeah. chocolate. But then immediately after I've swallowed the beer, my mouth is slick and coated and I don't feel like much more of it. And then I start to criticize the beer, you know, and well, that's where I run into the problem most of the oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's when it's too sweet. Yeah, Lingering it's not, sweetness. It's, it's, it doesn't have a, has a dry finish is what you want. Not, a, not every beer can be good. Yeah. Right. That needs to be a JP shirt. <laughs> Not every beer can be good. And then in fine print. And by the way, most beers aren't good. Yeah. Keep if you're, trying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is just, this is wonderful. The chocolate flavor is pretty amazing. So, Jim, you're saying this is Baker's chocolate? Yeah, yeah. We use we use a, a very dry chocolate that has a, uh, a high cocoa content. And uh, what that does is uh, high cocoa, very low fat content. You know, mm. people don't realize there's a lot of oils in most chocolates. And, uh, Oils um, do cause problems not only in the brewing process, but uh, with, well, I guess it's brewing process in general, but final product as far as head retention and, uh, you know, can also lend, I don't want to necessarily say all flavors, but can give you some flavors that aren't necessarily pleasing to the palate. Mm -hmm. And uh, you try to find that balance there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not the first to say it. It's all about balance. It's all trying to get that. Yeah, that the flavors you want and the the flavors that maybe an ingredient that gives uh, that flavor that, that that detrimental flavor to try to keep it at bay. Yeah, and, and so, it's always a balancing act. So, Jim, where in the process do you add the chocolate uh, in this beer? The chocolate, yeah. uh, we actually add that toward the end of fermentation. End of fermentation. And uh, we put a little bit at knockout and then the majority of it at the end of fermentation. I see. And what form is that? Like uh, chips or something? Or No, we actually use a liquid. liquid. Uh, I, you know, it, I guess it technically is an extract, but um, it's a pure form of chocolate extract. It's got a little bit of... Uh, mm. You know, uh, propylene glycol in it to keep it stable, but keep it, it liquid at room temperature. Um, I'm sorry, is it liquid? It's liquid at room temperature. Then, right? Liquid at room temperature. Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yep. 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 Oh, you can taste that chocolate. It's yeah, nice. it's wonderful. The uh, right on your palate when you drink it. it to me, there's uh, a lot of chocolate, and then there's a hint of like a cola flavor. Yeah, and yeah. almost like a slight licorice too. Really yeah, nice. I, yeah, I get I licorice. Yeah, and then later on. After I've tasted it and put the glass down for a minute or so, it goes back to chocolate quite a bit, like which I like. Cola like vanilla bean or something. Like yeah. Slight, not like no, an not like way, but just like a hint not, at it. You know? You're right. Vanilla bean is actually probably a better description even than it's cola. Pretty cool. See, yeah. If you stuck with cola, I would say Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I almost said root beer, but I would have been wrong. But yeah. Dr. Pepper's that in-between maybe I was looking for. And like a, kind of a little dark cherry... Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. It's I like real it good because all of those flavors um, are still uh, subtle in a way. Um, you know, when you pick up on them, mm-hmm. you're, you're really kind of searching for them. You go, God, how do yeah. I describe that really nice flavor I'm getting? Rather than the one that just really hits you on the head. Well, in beers uh, like this, uh, they fluctuate. Yeah. It's this evolving compa- complexity. Each yeah. sip is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. you're getting maybe a little bit more chocolate. 
maybe a little bit of vanilla on this one, maybe a little bit of something else on the next. Cocoa. It's great, yeah. yeah. Not to mention that it poured quite cold, and now it's warming up, so we're getting There the, you go. You know, totally. the, the nail right on the head. Is there the, any the more in there? changes dramatically Hell. as it warms up. Yeah, yeah. It's, and that's what I think we're getting out of the bottom of our glasses here. It's okay, Jay. I had two glasses already. Pour oh, yourself well, some more, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's really, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, the changing complexity I'm really enjoying about it. What What's the uh, original gravity on this beer? Because you said it's an imperial, right? Yeah, you put me on the spot right now. Oh, in fact, I, I don't have my notes in front of me. I believe that one came in at somewhere around 18 Plato. Wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, I can see why this won a silver medal right now. Did you enter this into the Great American Beer Festival, too? I think we did. And I say I think. We've been so freaking busy at the brewery right now trying to get product out. We have our uh, uh, Morgan, who sent you the beers uh, that you guys are trying right now. Yeah. I believe she sent that out to GABF along with a few others. Well, I sure and hope I, she yeah. did because uh, I, I would expect, I don't want to jinx you, but I would expect good things out of it there, too. <laughs> cool. You know. Oh, man. I really like it. And, uh, you know, I've kind of gotten away from porters myself because I haven't had a real good one in a long time. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll get a taster of one if I see it on the menu at a bar. Uh, I, I rarely will order a pint of a porter as a tester. Like, I'll order a pale ale. But give me a pint. I'll try that out. I can finish it. A porter is hard to finish if it's not good to me. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I've gotten away for, uh, from it, and I'm, I, you might bring me back right here with this one. <laughs> good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I agree with you. And, you know, uh, it's so funny because when you, you make a statement like that right away, and I'm sure you guys got your balls busted for it, but you, you get criticized. What? How can you not like Porter? How right. Can you, uh, and, again, yeah. we're talking Porter right now. We could be talking any style amongst the entire gamut. I um, me, personally, Belgian triples. Yeah, I will. I will enjoy a well-made Belgian triple. I will give you my critique on it. It could be world class. Eh, you know, I'm probably not hard pressed to order one when I'm out at the bar. Agreed. It's not my style. Right. Yeah. And you know, uh, you're right that we we will catch shit for this stuff mostly because I think a lot of us are saying this. We just happen to be saying it on the air to yeah. you know several thousand people, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> to four hundred people. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think as you mature and as your palate matures, I should say, as a beer fan, these are the things that start to happen. Like I said with the Belgian beer, when I first had them. I just was blown away by the amount of flavor, so I loved it. Um, but Absolutely. as I was able to start to to pick out those flavors, yeah, then I also have turned away from the Belgian triples and things like that. But it, I love, you know, I never turn my back on a style per se. I'll mm-hmm. just, I just, I become very leery of them. And yeah, this right. is what I mean yeah. about this, that I'm glad I've had this good one because it'll make me adventure uh, venture out a little more with another porter. It brings you back. And a good Belgian yeah. triple will do the same for me. If someone gives me a good Belgian triple, you know what, on the floor of the GABF, I'll go, okay, I'll go try another one because right. this is awesome. I love it. Right. It's yep. not that I yep. don't like the style. And your nose will grow. That's how those palate changes happen over the years, you know? Say a beer drinking is built for a lifetime. You find, like, one that kind of brings you back into a style you forgot about or didn't have a good experience with, you Mm -hmm. know? And then you dig on orders for a while, right? No question, yeah. And, you know, it goes the exact opposite as well. You know, there's uh, a particular style for me, smoked beers. I'm not a, you know, or wasn't a huge fan of them. But, you know, you get a really well-made, balanced smoked beer. And, you know, for the next month, that's all I want to drink. Is that beer or something similar to it? I told you, he's my soulmate. He's my doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you better hope not. Because 
don't know if you've ever seen Jay before, but uh, I'm a man. Yeah, not there handsome. My reputation or what I had of it, right? Oh, seriously. Yeah. There's I'm no girls saying... knocking his door down. Yeah, he's so. got a short doppel too. Yeah. Although I have, <laughs> I have recently discovered that my biggest problem with smoke beer is actually peat malt. It's not necessarily uh, smoke beer. It's that I hate peat malt. There um, you go. Right. But uh, yeah, but I'm the same way. Even like a, a Roush beer, boy, that better be a goddamn good beer for me to to like it. You know? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Uh, but but now I think what we're pointing out here is all all of these beers are kind of extreme beers. The Belgian triple, um, a chocolate porter, a smoked beer. They all have these very potent and extreme flavors in them. And I think really all we're saying is. We like balanced beers. We like the. We want these flavors are okay, but if they're the entire focal point of the beer, right. I'll pass. Yep. You know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no question about that. You know, we get uh, we get a little bit of shit for one of the uh, one of the beers that we do. Uh, our IPA is Hellraiser. Uh, unfortunately, you guys, I don't think have it right now. But one of the uh, one of the hops that we use in that is a New Zealand hop. And uh, it's funny how that that came about. This whole style came well, not IPA, but how it came about with with Duclaw is uh, we had that hop crisis a few years ago, and uh, there were certain hops that we could not get in for our double IPA. So uh, we actually did not have an IPA as a, a regular beer at that time, and we're scrambling around looking for certain you know hops that we were happy with, and we stumbled upon the New Zealand hops, and uh, there are you know four or five varieties of them. And uh, Mutuaka hop that that we tried just blew us away. We were like, "This is freaking amazing! This is like nothing I've ever had before." So you know, our IPA is one hundred percent of that hop, and a lot of the IPA critics will say, "Oh, you know, this this not enough hop character, not enough hop flavor, totally different." It's not that that normal grapefruit citrusy flavor you'll get. It's more floral, tropical. And it's a little bit more, God forbid, balanced. And, <laughs> right. uh, you know, and we're real proud of the beer. And we, we got that same thing going on with this beer. We got our core group of, uh, you know, diehards. But then you get the you get the people that are, oh, you know, oh, no, I want I want to be bitch slapped by the hops. All right. And if you're looking for that, you're not looking in our direction. Sure. Well, At least I not with that beer. You know, I, I don't think that balanced has to mean that it's not a bold beer. I Absolutely. Would, I think every beer of yours we've had tonight is a bold beer. All of the flavors are very bold. They, yeah. But B- th- but they're still balanced. They have a place. Bitch you know. slap with balance. That, that should be your, uh, your new motto. <laughs> yeah, bitch slap with balance. Exactly. And I know that some of this sounds redundant, too, but tell that to all the brewers who are just making unbalanced brews. You know, if we're, yeah, if we're just saying bitch slap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tell that to all the brewers that are making unbalanced brews. Right. Because you said redundant, and I made a joke. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what do we have now? I gave it to you right there. The Oak-Aged Black Jack Stout, I believe is what it is. Yeah, Thank man. You. Black Jack Stout. Another that's, uh, that's one of our two Russian Imperials that we do. Two? And, uh, yeah, we actually do two different. You're crazy. And, uh, yeah, again, we, you, know, you got an hour, I can talk about that. But uh, <laughs> right. I'll try to condense it a little bit. Black Jack's been around actually before I even hopped on board. That was back in uh, 96 that it came around. Black Jack, uh, as the name might hint to, the original gravity is 21 Plato. You know, back wow. then, that was a big-ass beer. Yeah. And now you look at a 21 Plato beer, yeah, it's it's big, but it's not anywhere near where a lot of the beers are these days. So, you know, uh, we we uh, we continue to brew that beer, and it's still one of our best-selling uh, seasonals. 
But what we did is a few years back, we started barrel aging because, in my opinion, the greatest marriage of all time as far as alcoholic beverages is beer and bourbon. And uh, it's, it's, it's a match made in heaven. Okay. And uh, it's funny because we were doing, when we were still a brew pub, we were actually, uh, I say we, I, I was messing with barrel aged beers, but, you know, one and two barrels at a time. That's all I could fit in the small, in the small uh, pub that we had. And so I'd stick them off in a corner between the, you know, between the beer cart and the uh, gypsum and whatever. And uh, I'd, I'd just go to town with aging them. And uh, at that time, these beers just were, I guess, what you would say, a little bit ahead of their time. Yeah. You know, it just hadn't caught on. And I enjoyed them. I was always a bourbon fan. And, uh, you know, we had a few core group group of uh regulars that would enjoy them but for the most part people were like oh this is way too heavy way too much way in your face so you know we never really moved on them at that time and then years later um when they started gaining popularity we uh we got back into it and you know we kick ourselves in the ass right now because uh we were i don't want to say we were at the absolute forefront of barrel aged beers but we were definitely there before a lot of other brewers and we uh just uh, just a little bit ahead of its time. Right. Had you stuck with it, you'd have been doing things that uh, the vast majority of the people aren't doing. And, and now you're exactly. and just chiming right in. Well, you'll be happy to know that you've broken the soulmate cycle. I, 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 won't, <laughs> I, won't, I won't hump your leg when I meet you now because... Uh, I, I, but I'll look at your wiener outlining your jeans. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll at least check you out. Which isn't to say that I don't like the, uh, the bourbon barrel-aged beers. Mm-hmm. I just rarely like virgin uh, bourbon, bourbon. Uh, virgins virgins yeah. i really like virgins and bourbon barrel aged beers uh, this one I, I like this this is a nice beer i'm not as uh, entirely blown away as i have been the rest of them but i i don't think that's a, a, a testament of the quality of this beer i think it's my um you know lack, bias. L- yeah, my bias against yeah. the bourbon and beer i really enjoy you know what? it and this there's one absolutely nothing wrong with that because i'm sitting here now you know and this is great i'm doing the interview and i'm like sitting in my easy chair yeah the wife's laying on the couch nice. i could do interviews like this all the time oh, great. But she, you know she again i mentioned earlier she's a big beer fan and her her palate you know she's not bjcp certified but her yeah. palate is is amazing and she can pick out these flavors and aromas and she knows what she likes and out of all the beers i do any of the bourbon barrel aged beers she refers to them as bad whiskey beers oh. she just absolutely hates them it's and, a, it's a unique the, flavor absolutely and it you is. know that's the whole reason we offer so many products yeah we don't expect you to like every single one of them we feel you know the quality and we try to make sure the quality is there in every one of them but you know it, you're not going to like every single beer we put out and that's okay right although i don't want to turn people off from this beer jp's uh, he does like this style of beer and and you do like this one i i do and w- the reason i like about it is it's what i've been saying about bourbon barrel aged beers for a long time it's it's beer up front yeah then bourbon than barrel. There's an order to it, and it's out of balance. And the reason I don't like a lot of barrel-aged bourbon beers is because it's people think, oh, bourbon is in it. I like bourbon. Everyone loves bourbon. Boom, and it's bourbon first, yeah. then beer, then maybe some charred toast, vanilla, coconut from the barrel. Right. And this beer is, is in balance. It's, it's, it's beer up front. That's what it should be about. Everything else is an accent mark. What I like about your description is that I often lump bourbon and barrel together. I go, oh, that's bourbon barrel flavor. 
But you, so you're, people do, and Absolutely. I think I'm wrong in doing that. JP is more accurate in saying yeah. there's a bourbon flavor and then there's the barrel flavor. Agreed. And you can ta- I can taste the char. I mean, uh, you know, I've never, I haven't had the stout um, outside of the the bourbon barrel, whatever. So I don't know how much is in there from the, right. from the grain. But to me, I get a lot of the barrel the toast. Yeah. yeah, and I like that. Yeah, wood sugars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you're Absolutely. and you're supposed to. You're, that's I, that's what I feel you're supposed to do. Yeah. I wonder if there would have been a difference if I mean I know you're not Jay a fan of the style uh, necessarily, but if there if I had done this one first and then the chocolate porter uh, after after this one, hmm. because be, right I mean you, you how are you going to top that? It was such a damn good. Oh well, I see what you mean now. You know? Yeah, I might have liked this a lot better if yeah. it weren't for that goddamn excellent porter. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny Ooh. you say that. We actually did a very very small running of X one in bourbon barrels. Oh yeah, I could see that as a natural fit. <laughs> okay, I would try that. That sounds yeah. that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Have you yeah. tasted it yet, or is it still in the barrels? No, yeah, it, it it went into bottles, but it was a small small run. We actually. We got this little. Uh, we got this little counter. Pre- it's a glorified homebrew counter pressure bottle, bottle filler. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we one of our brewers would sit there with a couple. I think we did like four kegs of it. So we got you know less than a pallet of uh, of the product, but sent it out to our distributor and it went to some choice accounts. So it's it's out there, but it's pretty hard to come by. Okay. Uh, and 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 what's your opinion of it? Was it all that you hoped it would be? Yeah, you know, I'm biased, not just because it's my product, but yeah. I love bourbon. Right. And, uh, yes. you know, it's great because the bourbon barrels that I use, I've used several different in the past, but I've settled with uh, with one supplier uh, down in Kentucky. And uh, he uh, he's, a, he's a third party, but he gets his barrels. And I love it because he's got this awesome Kentucky brawl. So when I call <laughs> him up and I need barrels, I'm like, I'm like, Danny, I need some barrels. He's like, Jim, how you doing? <laughs> How many barrels you need? Oh, that's boy? awesome! And I'm like, man, I need like twenty of them. I guarantee I'll get you the best ah. damn barrels I can. Does he say and shoot? <laughs> shoot <laughs> twenty <laughs> barrels? I got you. But you know what? He, uh, you know, I never went down there and actually, uh, you know, uh, policed him. But right. he swears that those barrels were dumped at the distillery within ten days. And wow. I tell you what, when we get them. When they arrive at the brewery, you pop that bung open and you you put your nose down. And if you go down too far, you'll be knocked on your ass. The wow. amount of, of bourbon character and alcohol seeping out of these barrels is amazing. Tell you uh, what. N- nice wet barrels. You shine up. You shine a flashlight down there. You know, you can see the glistening of the sides. They're, they're not dried out. They're just amazing. That's awesome. What's your favorite bourbon, by the way? Well, and that's a funny thing. These the bourbon barrels that we get that he gets us are from Heaven Hill Distilleries, mm. which just happens to be a maker of one of my favorite bourbons of all time, which is Elijah Craig. Yeah, that's a good one. I uh, would, you know, I, I I like a lot of them out there, but um, I, I'm a student of, uh, I'm definitely a student of bourbons. I don't try to tease myself myself and make me think uh, you know i'm a, i'm an expert by any means but in fact i keep a geeky ass spreadsheet of all the bourbons that i tried yeah. just because i i don't know them as good as i know beer you know you question me about beer i'm pretty much on the fly i can tell you anything you need to know when it comes to bourbon uh you know i'm still learning um and it's always a learning process but the last thing i want to do with bourbons is buy a bottle that i bought five years ago that for either the price point or the flavor or a combination, sucked. And I don't want to rebuy it again. There's too many other bourbons out there to try, so I'm always kind of trying new things and making sure that, uh, you know, there's always that 
bourbon that I'm looking for out there that's awesome. There's yeah. that geeky home brewer right there. It, you I know, got a spreadsheet, man. Really is. Yeah, Absolutely. that's awesome. I like Jim because he knows it. it I only yeah. mind the beer geeks that don't know they're beer geeks. <laughs> but the guys that know, look, I have my geeky ass spreadsheet. Yeah. You're good to go, buddy. Right. That's fine. <laughs> You're good to go. I got you. Also, I wanted to say that I wouldn't even inspect those barrels that that dude is giving you yeah. because if you sound like that, it's legit. That <laughs> oh, hell based on his accent. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why you opened them up and, and shine the light in no, there. No, that was just the first one. <laughs> now fine. he knows better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tell you what, boy. They're fine. Mm-hmm. They're perfect. They're exactly what you need. Yeah, nothing screams trustworthy like a <laughs> d- Mississippi droll. Yeah, I love it. Well, you'll like this too, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shamelessly promote another product we do. That's I talked right. about doing a. Uh, we do two Russian Imperials. We do another one called Retribution. And what's special about Retribution? I told you we kind of we kind of, or at least I feel we fell out of the bourbon barrel scene for a while. And now that we're growing and we're much bigger and our production uh, capabilities are better, we. We created another Russian Imperial that is much bigger because, you know, um, Blackjack is in that eight, eight, eight and a half percent range. This one comes in much higher, like 12 percent, which mm. most Russian Imperials do these days, it seems. But what we did was we actually took the beer and aged it in barrels and then we bottled individually off each one of the barrels. So this is if, if you know, if you're a bourbon fan, you'll understand that this is a single barrel bourbon beer. I so see. we when the, when the label. When you buy a bottle of Retribution, it'll be from barrel one of 20, from, you know, seven of 20. And we got a lot of local collectors that have actually collected all 20 bottles of the first year. You know, that's badass. For, that's for cool. beer geeks that are into that, uh, uh, that is, uh, that's the coolest way you can do it. Especially, that's a great association with the single barrel. You know, if you're a single barrel fan of scotch and the bourbon, yeah, exactly. uh, then you want it in your beer, too. That's a cool way to do it. Yep. And, you know, there's no lie. There's no doubting, you know, part of it's marketing. But I tell you, there's some real legitimate shit there because each barrel does give these different nuances. Some of them a little bit more vanilla. Some of them a little bit more oak. Some of them are a little bit more boozy than others. And it's fun to just take them. And, you know, us at the brewery, when we're actually bottling them, we have the horrible, horrible job of actually trying each one before we start bottling them. So, you know, it's great. I'm sitting in the office. I'm doing, you know, all this bullshit paperwork I'm doing. And one of the brewers comes in. He's like, hey, you want to try barrel three? It's like 930 in the morning. Sure, I'll try barrel three. Yeah. Yeah. Your your paperwork for the rest of the day ends up perfect, I'm sure. That's right. Well, I was going to clean the mash tun out, but yes. Fuck (laughs) it. Taking a break. That's right. All right. Well, it's all uh, amazing beer. I've got another a couple questions from the chat room going back to some of the things we've been talking about. Um, one of them, actually, uh, Film Lab Rat is in the chat room and uh, just wants to know where the name Duclaw comes from. Lab Rat. Lab Rat. I like that. Uh-huh. Um, Duclaw, actually, for, you know, the story that I get and, uh, you know, that I uh, when I came on board is our owner, Dave, his, uh, his great, I think it's his great, great uncle. His name was Charles Duclaw Linehart, and he went out to uh, actually your area. He went out to the West Coast during the gold rush, and he went out with, uh, like a lot of the guys did back then, with these uh, you know, these ideas that I'm going to strike it rich, I'm going to hit the gold, and got out there, and there was you know several several other hundred guys doing the same thing, <laughs> not right. getting shit. So he, you know, he's looking around, and he had the entrepreneurial skills of going, you know what? 
I don't th- I don't see it happening. But I see a lot of guys here that are hungry and thirsty. And he opened a little bar saloon, made beer there, and mm. uh, that's how he made his fortune. And so that's kind of where the play off of the name was, his middle name. Yeah. Charles Duclaw Light. That sounds like a Norwegian black metal band singer's name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Baron Charles Duclaw Lightheart. Right. We'll eat your soul. It's a Mayans name. It's weird that metal names are very close to royal names. They are super, yeah. right? They're like, yeah. Von Clawface. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Superfluous for no reason. <laughs> Right, another uh, another Great. question that came through from Theo Brew in the chat room, and I don't know if this is one um, Theo Brew. you'll have an answer for, but he, he wants to know, hey, uh, can homebrewers make chocolate extract? Uh, oh, wow. Physically make it? Yeah. I, I would imagine <laughs> they could. I mean, we don't make ours. You're I, purchasing you know, it, right. Yeah, yeah. We buy it from people that know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine <laughs> right. if you reduce chocolate down, uh, I, I couldn't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, you know, my thing is, I got too many other things to worry about. I'll leave. Uh, I'll leave the expertise <laughs> of making a real badass chocolate extract to the people that know what they're doing. Well, and chocolate in particular is actually very difficult to work with because of its fat content right. and the sugar Exa- content. Well, and that's what we touched on earlier. Exactly, you start getting that high oil content, fat content. Yeah, you know, it's a head destroyer. And you know, again, in the grand scheme of things, is that horrible if you pour a beer out of a bomber or a 12-ounce and you got no head? It's not a game-changer, but, yeah. you know, right away, it's just like anything. The, the appearance of the beer is going to set the tone. Right. And, uh, you know, like it or not, it, it's just a fact of life. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that we look at. And, you know, uh, that's one It's one of the major things. But, you know, that also that oil content can cause adverse effects, especially... If you're bottling and packaging, and you're putting any uh, any type of age on the product, yeah, I would say with the with the use of chocolate, just stick with the stuff that you can buy because unless you've spent years researching chocolate, it's as complicated or more as brewing beer. Uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. well, you guys have mastered the use of coffee and chocolate, and for that matter, brewing. All of this stuff has been fantastic, Jim, and I appreciate it, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. This has been fun. Yeah, no sweat. I wish I was going to meet you out at GABF so I could hump your leg uh, after all the good beers. But uh, Look at his outline. I'll just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't lump uh, But in the meantime, you guys can go check out Jim at any of the Duclaw locations in Maryland. What are the cities that you guys are in there? We are distributing uh, bottles and kegs now in D.C., in Virginia, and Pennsylvania. And within the next one or two weeks, we'll live, well, I say Pennsylvania, northern I'm sorry, Southern Pennsylvania, where we are soon to be in uh, Philly as well. Beautiful. And you have four, are they all brew pub locations, your locations? No, they're actually oh. all restaurants. Ah, and okay. Because of the crazy, crazy-ass Maryland state laws, uh, you know, that's another that's another whole segment we could get into. Um, but basically, when we, uh, when we were one location, um, due to the, the wacky laws, we actually had to become a standalone brewery. And what we do is make all the beer at one location and ship to the others. And, of course, now we ship to uh, other outlets, you know, beer bars, liquor stores, stuff like that. Got it. So which location is the brewery? The brewery is actually, again, a standalone uh, place. We're in Abington, which is about... Abington, okay. It's about 25 minutes north of Baltimore, up Route 95, and we are a production brewery. So I when see. you come here, you know, you're not going to see uh, all this glamorous beautiful stuff behind you know glass like you used to we are 
you know, we're busting ass and we're we're making beer in a warehouse type setting. But with that said, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that. We are a we currently have a forty barrel brew house okay. and uh Within the next five months, we are moving to a much more automated sixty-barrel brew house. And uh, you know, simple math says, okay, you've you know you've increased your amount by twenty barrels. It on paper, yes, but what, what that's going to give us is the ability to brew a lot more beer because this system is much more automated, and uh, it, the throughput through it is is amazing compared to what we have now. Well, good. So so it, does it have like an additional vessel? Is that how it has exactly? You got it right. right. Yep. Beautiful. Well, plus good. It's, plus, it's it's brand new. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I relate brew houses to computers. You know, our brew house that we're working on now is 1994, which is like 1865. Right. <laughs> you're one. You're running uh, the original version of Windows on that. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, they've upgraded to Windows 95. <laughs> yeah, it's got new software, I suppose. Uh, well, good because you need to be putting out more of this beer. So I'm glad to hear that you've yeah. got a new brew house Come coming. Come to Cali, in. too. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I'll still look for your beer on the floor of the GABF, just in case Please it's do. pouring there. And uh, and I wish you luck in the competition. And uh, again, I can't thank you enough for uh, uh, sending us beer. Also, uh, you know, thank your associate for us for sending us beer twice. Um, JP will be raiding Moscow's house this week. When, oh, yeah. Knowing that that beer is going to arrive. I got a rock. He has a window. It's a match, dude. <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah. Jim Wagner, he's the brewmaster at Duclaw Brewing Company. Go check him out in Maryland and uh, surrounding states, it sounds like. And uh, I guarantee uh, you have our word. You won't be disappointed in this beer. It's really fantastic. Yeah. Jim, thanks for spending time with us. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. I really enjoyed it. This was awesome. Take care, brother. We'll talk to you again. We, we need to get more into barrel-age beers with you, I think, so we'll have you back. And we need more That'd beer. Be great. Yeah. All yeah. right, Jim. Cheers, man. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Let's have Jim on every month, and then we'll just get shipments every month. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I am so uh, uh, pleasantly happy to have him <laughs> as a guest on the show. Yeah. Uh, all those beers were really wonderful. I agree. That Super was, uh, fresh, too. Really nice of them to make an extra shipping because yeah. they knew that the other first one wasn't going to arrive in time. Yeah. Very I, cool. I bet you the first one did arrive, and Moscow was like... <laughs> Nope, never, uh, got, never got it. Yeah, nope, hey nope. guys, that didn't even show up, so uh, we're going to need more beer. you got to yep. do what you got to do. Uh, I don't blame you. All right, I, I got to get us to a, a quick break. When we yeah. come back, we're going to talk to Nava Parker. Uh, she's from White Labs, of course. We're going to talk about beer for boobs. She's got some tickets to the Great American Beer Festival to give away. So oh. get ready. Get your phones ready. 888-401-BEER. Uh, we'll tell you what you have to do to call in, and uh, she'll give you away some tickets and uh, hopefully raise a little money for beer for boobs. Yeah. And we'll find out about some yeast stuff. Plus, I've got some tickets to give away to the Firestone Walker event that we're doing in That's Denver right. before the GABF. So hang in there. It's the session. we got a lot of things to do before we go. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Tonight is the night we bring the creature to life, Dr. Blue. 
Lichtenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acids. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Lickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickmanstein, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. White Labs, the leader in fresh liquid yeast, wants to hear from you. Announcing the White Labs Yeast Hotline. They invite your comments now. Call in and talk about your favorite yeast or your favorite beer to make with a White Labs vial. Call 347-MY-YEAST. Hi, I'm Chris White from White Labs Pure Yeast and Fermentation. As you know, we make all kinds of yeast for craft brewers and home brewers, but I want to hear about your favorite White Labs yeast and why you love it. White Labs brings your beer everything it needs for a perfect fermentation. Plus, check out whitelabs.com, the customer club, and now the White Labs hotline, 347-MY-YEAST. That's 347-699-3278. 347-MY-YEAST. And accept the invitation to talk White Labs yeast with Chris White himself. Call it now and tell us about your favorite White Labs yeast strain. White Labs, it's all in the vial. 
for putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks to Jim Wagner, the brewmaster there at uh, DeClaw Brewing Company in uh, Maryland, who um, was a badass, if I don't say so myself. Beer was great. Interview was great. Good information. We'll have to get him back to uh, give us some more brewing info. Hell yeah. Another good recipe, like the two pounds of sugar recipe. (laughs) Right. Uh, In the meantime, um, Bevo's leaving to go feed the baby. So, I think that Sam will be taking care of the oh, chat no. moderation. Oh, wow. Does he know how? Duties while the... Uh, he said duty! While the baby is being fed. Oh, God. Now... Hi, Sam. I think it's... Uh, Sam, did she teach you how to turn on your mic? There you go. Oh, by, the way, by the way, Sam's a musician. I wonder if he can figure out how to turn on his mic. <laughs> no. He's looking for a foot pedal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Sam. Do us, do us proud. Please, no one call. <laughs> <laughs> right. 888-401-BEER if you want to call Sam. And we're also giving away JBF tickets. But and it is call. a phone system. Did you Please. teach him how to use the phone system? No. You should probably go teach him real quick. Because really? uh, I don't know how long it's going to take to feed. But it is an important segue <laughs> to mention that Bevo is feeding with her boobies right now. And we're about to talk beer for boobs with Nava Parker from White Labs. Hey, Nava. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for How's being. It going? It's going good. Thanks for being on the show with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, uh, Bevo's downstairs in our studio right now with one of her boobs entirely out. Awesome. And uh, we thought that that would be the perfect time for the Beer for Boobs segment. Yeah, because if she didn't have boobs, her baby would starve, Neva, and we don't want that. Well, I know how that feels. Did you you also uh, breastfeed, Neva? Are you talking about? Are you talking to me? Did I breastfeed Nava? No. no, I did not breastfeed Nava. <laughs> but did Nava? Because Nava has a, a, a relatively new baby. Uh, was your baby breastfed, Nava? Yeah, um, relatively new, almost four. Right. That, to me, that, new, but to yes, me that, to me that's new. <laughs> right. I don't even know these things. To me, that's new. I'm like, oh, look at it. it's a little baby. Actually, <laughs> Nava's Nava's baby is already. Uh, she's uh, a little more well spoken than than I am. <laughs> yeah, I was in the car with them at the Craft Brewers Conference. The baby's in the back seat reciting Shakespeare to me. <laughs> like the most well-spoken baby I've ever heard. Because neither Neva uh, or or husband Neva, uh, they don't do baby talk. They just speak right. like normal humans. Uh, my mom did that to me, and she said, "That's why you're you're such an eloquent speaker." And I said, "Fucking a, I am." <laughs> 
right. But yeah, no baby talk. But I'm not I'm not exaggerating, right, Nava? You guys just speak to that baby. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to baby talk in public. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it is embarrassing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me answer your question about glycol in a second. Right. Yeah. So I'm in the car with this kid, and the kid's just... Speaking like uh, I've heard politicians that sound a lot dumber than this kid. In fact, I've heard all politicians sound a lot dumber than this kid. Well, anyway, mm. so we're here to talk about beer for boobs, yeah. which is uh, something. How long have you guys been doing it there at White Labs now? Uh, this will be our fifth year that we're doing beer for boobs. Okay, and it's to raise money um, for breast cancer research. Yes, so we uh, we do the Susan G. Komen three day walk in San Diego. Uh, where we walk 60 miles in three days. Yikes. That's a a lot of work. It is a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you guys train for that? Uh, Embarrassingly, I haven't this year at all, but yes, we train. You do? You just walk around the office a lot? You know, (laughs) yeah, it's a lot of walking. Stay stay awake for 10 hours a day. (laughs) You go to the walk-in and pull those samples. God, I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, the new White Labs facility is rather big. So uh, going from the offices upstairs down to the walk-in and back, that's a mm-hmm. lot of training. Yeah. Right. And I'm doing stairs, so that's even harder. <laughs> yeah, right. You'll have an edge on the competition. <laughs> so it's a three-day walk, and you and you raise money. How many people are on the team this year? Right. So we have uh, 19 people on the team this year. And um, we all have to fundraise. So each person that signs up to do it has to raise a minimum of $2,300. Wow. Yeah. You guys have some uh, hardcore goals, man. Well, and that's the goal that they set, you know, in order to just sign up in the first place to do the walk. So you have to make that commitment to do it, which is why we try to do so much fundraising. Yeah. Okay. So what were we going to... You've got some tickets to give away to Saturday's session at GABF, right? Right. How many tickets do you have? Um, so I have four tickets for Saturday afternoon and two for Saturday evening. So what are we going to do? Give away tickets to the first six people that donate? I think that would be the best way to do it. All right. Let's do that. And then will you be, you'll be able to look on your website and see who the donors are? Yep. yep. Okay. Give us the website. And, um, it's just www.the3day.org, T-H-E-3, D-A-Y.org. And uh, you just go to donate to a participant, and you have to search a participant. It can be me or anyone else on our team. You can search for a team and donate to any person. Okay, but Um, you could just search Nava Parker. (laughs) I need some money. Okay, you yeah. can go there right now. The three number three day dot org. By the way, Nava knows uh, our listeners so well because she's like T H E the number three numero trace. <laughs> she knows us. She's she's been around for a long time. Uh, no, the, I, no, I know you're a couple hours into the show, so <laughs> I'm sure too. everyone's had a few beers by now. Who's right. that supposed to mean? <laughs> 
the3day.org, and Think then search Nava Parker. Um, and the first six people to donate right yeah. now are going to get tickets to the Saturday sessions at GABF. Four of you wow. will get tickets to the day session. Two of you to the night session, which uh, has all the hot chicks. You know, let's. Uh, let's yeah, be if you want to get lucky, go to the night session at at, at GABF on Saturday. If you want to see beer and boobs yeah. <laughs> mixed together very well, you go to the That's night right. session. We'll actually be there too, so we'll have a booth there. You can see beer and our boobs. No. But you'll see us there. What hold you to that? <laughs> All right. Go to that page right now. And uh, during our conversation here with Nava, we'll discover who the first six people are to donate. And look at, uh, I hope you donate generously. Yes. But if you don't. If I you- would encourage, I would encourage hopefully a 50 to $75 donation because those tickets are sold out. Right. And we happen to, you know, come upon. A few extras here and there. And it's a 50 to $75 ticket to go. So right. here you are. You're about to get a ticket. You're going to, you know, 100% of your money is going to go to a very, very good cause. And you're going to get to go in. So let's do that. Let's uh, let's set it at 50 bucks, okay? If, you, if you're doing less than 50, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of trying to skate into the GABF. And, but what if uh, you're the 47%? Uh, as Mitt Romney says, you're a fucking douchebag slacker anyway. <laughs> See? <laughs> and we all know that. We all know That's he's right true. about yeah. that, don't we, Moscow? Nobody says it. <laughs> I'm not getting into politics on the show. <laughs> Smart so, man. All right, so, you know, make it 50 bucks or more and help Nava out and help out a good cause, and you'll get yourself into the GABF, man. That's a good ticket to have, and you'll not only get to meet us, you know, and and which is wonderful, isn't it? Uh, but you'll get to meet Nava and her team at the Beer for Boobs booth. So that's right. And uh, make sure if you do go to the site and donate to leave your email address um, on there so that I can contact you and let you know where the tickets will be. There you go. Perfect. Now, Neva, while we have you, can we um, yeast size you? Can we ask you yeast questions? Oh, I never thought you'd ask. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I told the guys beforehand. I was like, "So Nava's going to be on. So if you want direct answers about yeast, we should ask them. We should ask her questions." Yes. <laughs> hey, come on for this thing, but also stay for the other thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tasty. Uh, I keep hearing a lot about this uh, San Diego super yeast. I, I could read about it, but I, I'm kind of lazy. What is the origin okay. of that? What's the origin of that yeast? Well, you know I can't tell you that. Oh, what's the rumor is the what's the rumor? That not what's the not what the official thing. What are people saying? Um I've I've heard a lot of different rumors, mm-hmm. but um the the probably the most prevalent rumor is that it comes from a San Diego brewery. Right. That's I figure that. Which one? I cannot confirm. There are a couple well, nobody well, what are they what are they saying? But I mean? San Diego super yeast? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Is that 090 or something? I, I've heard uh, Pizza Port. I've heard Stone. Well, I've heard- um, a couple of others. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to use this tactic when people ask if uh, if something they've ordered has shipped out. Well, <laughs> I've heard a rumor that it might, but don't you fucking work there? Well, yeah, but I just I don't know. I know she can't say. I just wanted to know what the you know us yeast people said. are very secretive about our yeast strains, right? <laughs> How's that yeast doing for you guys? Are a lot of people buying it? It's bubbling quite um, yeah, nicely. Yeah, it seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah. We, you know, it was actually released as a as a limited release. We were only going to do it for last year's NHC for a couple of months, and um, when we stopped uh, making it available, people freaked out. So, got it. Now it's just available. <laughs> 
people freaked out. It's uh, a nice strain. Really and what's the fermentation profile of that? Uh, um, it's a neutral strain, so it's pretty similar to cow, okay. but it's got a little more uh, kick to it, so it'll attenuate further, and it's hmm. it's more alcohol tolerant than cow. I see. It flocks really nice, too. It kind of drops like an English strain almost, which is sort of a cool thing. Oh, well, that's neat. That's what better than cow, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and the one other thing that I've noticed um, in using it and have heard from other people also is that it doesn't ha- produce as much uh, foam as uh, California does. So if you have problems with uh-huh. blow-off or anything like that, um, it, you won't see that with that strain. Well, wow. ferments really quick, too. And even though it's fast, it has less crazy. Interesting. Yep. I have a caller for Neva. Sam, does this caller have a question for Neva, or what was the deal here? Oh, this is Kevin with Beer for Boobs, co-founder. Kevin, you're on the line. What's happening, man? Okay, hold on one second. Kevin with the Beer for Boobs co-founder. Sorry about that. I just had to take you off speaker. That's all right. He's acting like we called him. Well, I have him as listed from calling from Toronto, but he's a Beer for Boobs co-founder? Well, they like booze uh, in Toronto. Co- Go ahead. Ken. We love them. Sorry. The, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, a little while ago, we started up a group in uh, Toronto, and I contacted Lisa White and said, hey, do you mind if we use this name? We think your charity is a great idea. And we formed an event similar to theirs with a group up here in Toronto. Oh, I see. So the Toronto version. And now oh, it's I all... Did. Sorry, I sorry, Kevin. Sam the retard is working <laughs> the phones for me today. And, uh, I can't tell from his descriptions what he's talking about. Uh, but, I just heard boobs and got excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now I get it. All right, Kevin. So you're running a Beer for Boobs uh, charity up there raising money for the same uh, charity. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, we uh, you know we chose the uh, Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation. Okay, just to keep it a little close to home. We did our first event last year, um, and it was a collaboration at a local bar with nine one-off beers from all female brewers in the Toronto brewing industry um, at this one event. <laughs> Love That's it. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> now, is yeah, there- we managed to uh, to raise about uh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it was it was over five thousand dollars in that one day. For the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation. Oh, that's fan- I bet you saved at least two breasts. That's fantastic. <laughs> Not on the same person. Yeah, that, that covers at least two. Right. That, but that's two different people's breasts, and so I think that's wonderful. Two different people's breasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, they may not have been good-looking breasts. You never know. Well, but it may be a detriment to boobs. <laughs> I'm with Tasty on no that. Idea. They're all worth saving. I don't care what no, they look. I don't know. We are paying top dollar here. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, how can people uh, help you out this year? Do you guys have a website, Kevin? Uh, we do not have a website. We have a, a Twitter at the moment. We're just gearing up for this year's um, event. They usually happen in uh, late February, March. Okay. Uh, uh, at Beer for Boobs, T.O., the number four. And, uh, you know, the announcements will start coming out very shortly about what we plan to do and how we're going to make it a little bit bigger and better than last year. Love it. So our Canadian listeners can go to Twitter and sign up uh, to follow Beer, the number four, Boobs, T.O., and uh, Beer for Boobs, T.O., and uh, maybe help contribute or even join the the club, I assume, right, Kevin? Can people join up with you guys? Uh, yeah, somewhat. I mean, we have a, a core group of founders who kind of organize everything, and then uh, we love support. We're trying to make it bigger so it involves not just Toronto, but most of the Ontario brewing industry. Um, okay. Everyone that's in as a founder is, you know, a brewer in the industry. So we're trying to expand it to be not just so Toronto-centric, hopefully, and uh, involve the rest of the province. Love it. 
So it sounds like if you're not a douchebag, you can maybe join up and help, <laughs> is what he means. He's like, you know, we got a nice core group, and uh, if you're not an idiot, then maybe you could help. So I like, I'm the same exactly. way. Exactly. That's how I am, too, That's Kevin. a big if, though. I'm like, oh, I'd love help, but you're a fucking douchebag. I'll be fine. <laughs> if you're not a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Kevin. Good luck, and uh, keep doing the good work, man. Thank you. Well, cheers, guys. Thank you very much for taking this call. No problem. Cheers, Good brother. luck, Kevin. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't help out. Right. I'm a super douche. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, you could maybe contribute money. Right. <laughs> no, I can't even do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you can't Makes you can't join the, you can't join yeah. the team. I'm a poor douche. You come in and, and you're like, "Hi, I'm JP. I'm really interested in helping this. I have some, you know, oh, some what family can you do? and I nothing. I can't I can look. Yeah. Well, are you good with people? No. I hate I really don't like people. Uh, do you have any experience with this kind of uh, thing before, JP? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I saw some sort of mammogram show, uh, a pamphlet, actually, the doctor's office, but that's about it. Right. Um, well, listen, do you have a lot of time to spend on this thing? I do or? have a lot of time. I, that I do. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't need your help, but oh. uh, thanks thanks for coming by. Okay. Well, hey, thank you very much for yeah. seeing me. Keep up the good work <laughs> doing you. whatever it is that you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Any other questions for uh, Yeastwise, uh, Tasty or Nathan? I had one follow up. Uh, Neva had talked about a few different techniques at NHC this year. It was a great talk, and one of the things that I took away from that was the O2 requirements on certain strains, mm-hmm. um, the saison strain in particular, the 565, the classic uh, strain that conks out for people early, and. Uh, you recommended higher oxygenation rates on that and, and WLP 400 than, than maybe you would normally use for something compared to something like WLP 001. And mm-hmm. I found that that, uh, normally I do about a minute for five gallons. I found that if I oxygenate for about two minutes with 565, uh, I'm getting much more of what I'm dropping, like about a Play-Doh more than I normally would have in the past. Do you think that two minutes is about maybe about right for the average home brewer for five gallons for that strain when you said more O2 or, or less? Um, yeah, I mean, I think two minutes is good. I've done studies on five-gallon batches with doing 30 seconds, one minute, and two minutes. And, I mean, it depends a little bit on the gravity, but um, if you're doing a, an average gravity wart, let's say, I don't know, 14 Play-Doh or so, below yeah. that um doing one minute will get you close to that you know 10 parts per million which is what's recommended and if you do two minutes you get about another five parts per million so it's closer to 15 um and that's about right for uh for upping the percentages on the on the o2 for some of those strains why do you think they're more oxygen dependent they just need more o2 to develop the cells correctly versus other strains or yeah i mean it really is just the genetics of the strain and some of the requirements i mean they all have difference differences in nutrient oxygen um you know vitamin requirements and things like that too um and usually those other factors are a little bit more slight and by just adding yeast nutrient or something like that you compensate for for what's necessary for each strain oxygen is the one thing that you know, you can control. So if you do see issues with fermentation stalling, that's one place that you can kind of look to to help improve that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that the Saison strain in particular, I think homebrewers have struggled with getting the attenuation that they want. I found for the beers that I make with that strain, this definitely helped. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing we used to always recommend with that strain in particular is just to let it free rise. 
um, so that the temperature is not controlled. And the problem with that is if you're trying to control flavor compounds, you don't want it to get too out of control as far as the temperature goes. Um, so oxygen is another way to, to minimize some of those kind of, you know, crazy flavors that are developed just from the temperature going way up. Um, so I think it's a more controlled fashion and a, maybe an easier way to do it and also make it make sure it attenuates fully. Yeah, that's cool. It's something that homebrewers can do pretty easily as well with Puro, too, at least if they have access to that, you know. Yep. By the way, did Nate eat a tasty cookie at the break? Because I've never heard it take you so long to get out a question before. <laughs> you, were, you were really concentrating on that, like you were out in outer space. I think I did, yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe it was Jim's beers, I don't know, something in that bourbon barrel beer. I don't, I don't think he did, because he was talking. <laughs> right, that's so, the telltale sign. I've been like, um, 565, yeah. I like that one. It would have stopped right there. It needs O2 at yeah. some more than most? I don't know. Yeah, hey, I got a question, Neva. You know that, uh, <laughs> remember that one? Speaking of cookie on the brick, I do have another I brought some of the beer if you guys want to try it, actually. I'm oh, really yeah. happy with well, the results. It's pretty cool. Go ahead, Tasty. Uh, Neva, uh, I unfortunately haven't been to the uh, new tasting room. I guess it's still new. Uh, how, who, who's brewing the beer that's served there? Are you part of that? Um, I'm part of it right now. It's sort of a collection of people at the moment. We're uh, looking to hire somebody uh, to do it full time as part of our R&D kind of project. Um, so, yeah, right now it's a few different people. It's me. It's um, our Danish counterpart, Toll. Oh, we know Toll. Trolls. He's Kind of you to call him a counterpart. That's really nice. Trolls. He was brewing uh, when I was there. Actually, oh, yeah. he was on the deck. Uh-huh. I'm brewing the beer. Yep. <laughs> He's Arnold's so, how many gallons? <laughs> how many gallons would you have under ferment at I one time, Tolls. destined for the tap room? Um, well, we've got 32 taps that are running all the time. So, right. at any one point, you know, in the fermentation room, we've probably got. I don't know. I'd have to calculate it. 80 to 100 fermenters in there, wow. um, and they're awesome. all kind of cycling through process. Um, but yeah, we're having to brew pretty, pretty often, but we're doing double batches on that 20 gallon system. So, so you're double batching into each fermenter then I see. Yep. And you're we're, keep- how many we're batches? doing double batches. So we're doing, uh, eight fermenters in one day plus the, that little Braumeister 10 gallon. So we're doing 10, basically 10 in a day and wow. we'll do that three times a week. Oh, you have a Braumeister. Yeah, they've got the the, Braumeister. the uh-huh. more beer system. Yours is, oh, yeah. I think it's a 1550. Yeah, it's a 1550, but the Braumeister it, blows it away. And then they've got the Braumeister. The Braumeister is no competition uh, for American product. It's oh, no I, good. I hate that thing. <laughs> and, oh, the Braumeister is great. It's no problem. You set your thing, you walk away, you have a schnitzel. Every fine. time, I just don't know how to use it. Well, you are inferior. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't understand. You do not get the Braumeister. Yeah, clearly, clearly inferior. Yeah, clearly you don't understand. You are not true brewer. It's probably because your it's probably because your skin is rather brown. <laughs> that's yeah, true. You know, but you do like boobs, you know, and brew. so that's okay. But uh, trolls, his skin is very pure. He, he seems to be doing fine on the Braumeister. That's right. He's from popular lineage, so he understands perfectly the settings and the pump and all of that kind of nonsense. Yeah. He has a schnitzel, a little. So coffee is very nice. Oh, I love this little studio. It's very nice. It's so cute. It's it is, very nice. I want to pinch. I want to pinch it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I go, oh, hello, nice to see you, little Rose. And I just shake the thing and the bag hangs. It's nice. Oh, he loves it. 
He loves it when you do that. <laughs> I see the look on his face. Yeah, he smile. He smile. He smile. He, he sweat. A, a, a little sweat. A little a little crunches <laughs> face on his head. It's very nice. Oh, JP. Yeah, he goes. Oh, stop that thing. Yeah, I saw Charles there brewing on both the 1550 and the Braumeister when I was there. He had a double batch going right there. And not only that, so uh, I talked to Chris about this when I was there, too. I tried a a bunch of the beers on tap there at the new Tap House, and they're all all really good. What they're doing is it's like um, they'll do one batch of wort with with a couple of different strains, right? Or or several different strains in some cases. And I found it super interesting to. They had yeah. a, for example, they had an Oscar Blues clone mm-hmm. uh, there uh, that had, when I was there that had four different strains of yeast in it, and it was really cool to to taste all the different ones. Uh, uh, and it, for example, the Edinburgh yeast that you guys do, Neva. Yep. You had done an Oscar Blues with that, I think. Um, but there was also like a English IPA that was done with that, and and another style that was done with that. And I really enjoyed tasting this strain of yeast in three different styles of beer while I was there. And I have to say, I think I became a fan of the Edinburgh yeast. I've That's never a good yeast. I've never used it, but yeah. I liked every single beer I tried with it. You've only brewed three I'm times. I'm really glad you That's said true. that because it's one of my favorite strains. Is it? And yeah. Not only that, um, not not just the beer, Neva, but uh, Chris had some. Uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it, so fuck it, I'll say it anyway. But he had some wine. Herpes. He had some wine samples done uh, with brewer's yeast. Just uh-huh. just kind of dicking around up here at their Davis lab. Yeah. Yep. And I tasted all those, and Chris and I agreed. Mm, you know, some of them not so good, but the one done with the Edinburgh yeast, the wine was really good. Really. Uh-huh. This yeast. This should be your San Diego super yeast. <laughs> <laughs> It does everything. It's San Diego all around you. I do. I really like it. And I, over the years, one of the biggest questions I get is, what's your favorite strain? And I was always like, what? There's a lot of strains. I don't know. But it's what I've had Mm. to kind of work on and decide what I really like. But I like that one because it's really nice for a lot of different styles. Right. It it did. It fit all of them. It was my favorite of each of the, like I said, there was like between two and four samples of of one style of beer with different yeast. And and each one of them that I tried, I I really like the Edinburgh one every time. That's the only way to tell the difference between the yeast is you you split the batch and you just do it, you know. And now they're doing it for you, so it's even yeah. better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just show up at the tasting Stop room. By. There was also, I'm sure Neva has no comments about this, but there was also a fairly um, cleavage cladden uh, bartender while I was there. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would be Delaney. Uh, she was lovely. Um, oh, there's a new one? Yeah. Uh, she's that. Uh, uh, she's very, she's into the uh, pinup girl style. Oh, right. I so, love it. I know you do. JP was, yeah. JP would have been. She will be at GABF. I will not. With us. I like like that. 2012 pinup girl, like all the tattoos and the dyed black hair. She's yeah. not tatted up, but yeah, like the dark hair she will and be then soon. the and the bright red lipstick on oh. white skin and yeah. um, so true pinup, like Betty Page style. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. She's retro style pinup, and she'll she'll be at the Great American Beer Festival at our booth. Yeah. So it's probably Good. best all that I'm not reason to go to check it out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Now, go for me, please, everybody. If, if you're just tuning in, you can go uh, give us the website once more where people can donate, Neva. It's uh, www.thethreeday.org. With the number three, thethreeday.org. And then search Neva Parker, and you can donate there. And the first six people that donate 50 bucks or more um, are going to get tickets to the uh, Saturday sessions. She's got four tickets for uh, the day session, uh, which is a great, fantastic session to go to uh, if you're a beer geek. And then two tickets for the Saturday night session, which is a great uh, festival to go to if you're a heterosexual. Uh, 
just throwing that out there. <laughs> exactly. Well, I would say that there are three colleges, I think, around Denver. So even if you're a homosexual, there's a lot of handsome young men there. That's true. There'll be a lot of handsome yeah. young drunk men yeah. this Saturday night session. If you're a homosexual. <laughs> you, make a, you make a good point. Thank you. I make several. Uh, I should have emailed... Uh, uh, Neva, our Adam and Eve copy. She could do our Adam and Eve read. <laughs> she, wow. Oh, that would be awesome. Those. Have you? <laughs> yes, I have. And you're oh. still here. So, Well, she can do it from memory, I think is what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> if I copy and paste it into your Skype window, will you do our Adam and Eve read for us, Neva? Um, right now? Yeah. All you have to do is read these bullet sure. points. Sure. If you don't, I, th- I think trolls could do it. Ah, oh, the stupid. It doesn't <laughs> can copy I do and it paste. with a straight face? That's unknown. It doesn't Probably matter. Probably not. <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh, I, I can try. Stupid Skype won't let me copy and paste, though. Oh, oh man. Skype. Oh, shit. Uh, I do want to hear trolls say it, though. Oh, yeah. Can we have trolls? Tr- you want me to go get him? Yeah. Trucks. Yeah. Is he, trucks in here. Is he sober? Uh, doubtful. No, perfect. <laughs> is he sober-ish? Well, yeah. No. I mean, we talked about taking shots before, but that never happened. No, so. Justin, he's not sober-ish. He's... Dane. <laughs> that was good. Right? Go get him. Right? No. All right. Okay. Go get him. I'm going to email it to you, though, Neva, and then you okay. need to open your email, and I'm going to have trolls do our read for us. All right. I'm going to go get him. Right, perfect. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves, JP. His, uh, perfect. Perfect. Trolls movie was good. Troll and Troll 2. It was awesome. Those are fucking <laughs> sick movies. Right, Nate? High quality. I didn't know he did that. Super those. high Yeah, high he totally did. I didn't Fine know that. That's, that's yeah. amazing. The kid's like 10 years old. But I know. He, he, he must have been movies. 10 when he did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was real good. And he moved down to brewing. I mean, come on. I do like trolls. Trolls just got married. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. I hadn't seen dude in years. Well, he got married to an American chick. Of course. Because American chicks know how to do it. I was thinking. You just needed a green card. Oh. That's kind of what I was thinking. No, I don't think that's why. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll ask him. But he would, though. Actually, his wife's rad, too. She's She's a cool broad. Wow. Yeah. That's one less American. You know those foreigners taking our women and our gerbs. Yeah, she's hot too, so she, he's he's really taking a good uh, one. Or they took her gerbs. <laughs> or what? Our gerbs. Tell me about the Braumeister again. Oh, the, the Braumeister is very that- nice. It's all in one. You know Spodge Brewing. It's very fantastically sexual. Is that like beer in a basket kind of thing? Is that what that is? Is that the one with the yeah the basket? Yeah, so it's just a mash, and then uh, when you're done, you just you lift it, it out like beer in a bag, but you got yeah, a basket. yeah. Gotcha. There's a set limit on the gravity, but you know you can add some DME to to kind of bump it up. But and it's kind of yeah, it's like a no sparge deal, right? Because it's no sparge, you still yeah. have all the sugars in there. So if you were if you were a savvy brewer, you could probably take that and do a runoff or yeah. whatever and pour it back. But it's right. a cool system. It has five step mashes. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think Charles told me that when you were there. It's pretty sick. Hey Charles, what's happening, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Charles, it's going well, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's uh, how's married life treating you? That good, huh? Yeah. That's- <laughs> Do not she, ask. She's her standing about next to you, huh? Yeah. Ask her to leave. <laughs> yeah, so we can talk about this. He's like, it sucks, but I can't say that. No, it's pretty good. There he is. Okay. Just pretty good, not not everything you've ever imagined there, Trolls. <laughs> hey JP, how are you doing? Hi, friend. I miss your face. Uh it's good. It's really good. It's been uh treating me with some kayaking at Catalina last weekend. Oh. Okay. Catalina Island kayak. Oh yeah. Well, I've been to Catalina Island before. Yeah. Yeah. 
All swinger parties going out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's why we picked it. Yeah. <laughs> Trolls is European, man. Yeah. Come to those Euros, swing it out. I just, this is how rumors start, by the way. I have <laughs> no idea about this, but people are going to go, really? Yeah. Oh, Catalina, huh? Yeah. That rumors begin. I'm going to call it Catalina for nothing. Now, Charles... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Just make it up. Uh, yeah. By the way, trolls, I don't know if you know this, but in Danish, it stands for a uh, very fertile man. Oh. Yeah. So we have very little true. mini trolls running around. Yeah. He who lasts long and have a very large tree. <laughs> yeah, that's what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> now, Charles, I just sent to Nava's email um, the Adam and Eve copy that we need you to read. Right. Have you got that open in front of you? I actually do. Okay, so do you mind doing? It's just a little commercial thing that we do here. You know, you could just fine. you can read it however you'd like to. Okay, I think you'll choose to read it with a strong accent. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Seems to be what comes naturally. Use don't. your American accent. <laughs> no, don't no, do that. No, no. Yeah. All no, right. I'll use my uh, my instincts here. Good. There we go. Go ahead. Adam and Eve DVD copy. Am I supposed to read that first? No, you don't have to read the title. No, but that was good, though. Brought to you by... Yeah, this is a good start. Brought to you by White Labs. This is a good start. Page one. (laughs) Yeah, scene one. Okay, carry on. Everything below that. And you don't have to mention that there are bullet points in front of each one. Try to... Filled in circle. (laughs) Try to make it sound conversational. Go ahead, please. You're natural, kid. Don't worry about it. All right, here we go. So, for a limited time only, adamandeve.com will let you pick three adult DVDs with your order. Go to adamandeve.com and order almost any one item at 50% off. Yeah. He's good. He's good. Choose a new adult toy, lube, or almost Anything from over eighteen thousand adult products. What's an adult what? loop? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That is a lot. Does that blow your mind, trolls? I'm getting a little baffled here. Just let him go, JP. Oh, sorry, You're fucking sorry. him up. Sorry. Carry on. Then at checkout, enter code Jamil. Oh no! Switch that to B N Army for this one. B N A R M Y. There you go. That was my fault. You just, you just ditched Jimmy right there. Yeah, I fucked that one up. Okay. Start um, start over. Enter <laughs> offer code BN Army. Yeah, there we go. That's B N A R M Y. And you'll get to choose three adult DVDs. That's right. You get to choose your own DVDs. Plus, receive a free mystery gift and free shipping on your entire order. Yeah. Choose from genres such as anal, amateur, Asian, big breast, big butts, bisexual, chunky codes. I didn't know you knew that existed. Fetish, gay, interactive, P.O.B., Lesbian, MILFs, etc. <laughs> can I can I add to that list? Sure, just, well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they got it. <laughs> okay, now let's get to next. Danish now, should be on that list. <laughs> Cream filled Danish. <laughs> your mobile f- mobile phone at adamne.com. 
Mobile phone is a category? Uh, no, you can shop from your mobile uh, phone. I talked over him. He uh, got it right. Yeah. I wish mobile phone was a category. Was that all of it? It should actually be. Yeah, I think that's all I have on this. All right. All right. All right. Impressive. Charles, otherwise known as the Danish dildo at back home and his other job, uh, did a wonderful job on that Adam and Eve read. Thank you, he Charles. He brought a Danish, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's the best read I think we've ever gotten. One of the best, if not the best. <laughs> Dramatic. Yeah. He put some. Well, uh, he put some effort into it. That's for I think sure. He went to add kayak sex into that <laughs> list of genres. If you're asked to do something, you got to do it with passion. That's right. That's you true. can shop from categories such as anal, American wife stealing. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. Man, I'm steal anybody's wife. By the way, know. like Neva and a bunch of the other people, just just to defend trolls here for a second, he's yeah. another brainiac down there at White Labs. Super I mean, smart. We just turned in t- him into a, a sex toy salesman. <laughs> right. Uh, but well, he's one of do. the smartest people I've ever met, oh, uh, especially yeah. when it comes to yeast. So yeah. let me well, just... if he wasn't, the uh, you know the whites would not have him on staff. Right. So. <laughs> Let's just be so, honest. I always have to do that because the the, the the people at White Labs are always such good sports. When I ask them to do degrading things, and <laughs> like then say I say anal, and then I. Fear that people won't know that they're a serious company. So, yeah, you know, Charles is a badass. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right, and I'm not wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a radio. Oh, exactly. <laughs> All right, thank you, Trolls. Yep, you're welcome. Have a good night, guys. All right, bye, thanks. buddy. Pass us back to Neva, please. <laughs> I will. She's back on. All right. I love that kid. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Neva is Trolls coming to uh, GABF too? He is. All right, good. Hey, Neva, how stoked are you that the uh, copy-paste didn't work on the Skype? (laughs) I hate Skype. But I'm really happy to see that Adam and Eve offers uh, Asian... (laughs) Yes! As a category. Right? Yeah, yeah, Glenn. Glenn, right now, he's like, "Oh yeah, I I totally didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that I could get Asian videos at (laughs) AdamandEve.com." Yeah, should have Glenn. We should have Glenn read it now too. Oh, Glenn. (laughs) Glenn's like Sam, but taller and smarter. He is. He would be good. He is a lot. It's actually. I've always said that to Glenn. I was like, "You and Sam would be best friends, BFFs forever." Glenn kicks a lot of ass, man. That dude's cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Neva, did you, have you looked at your page to make sure people have donated? Okay, so I got my first donation. Okay, good. From Gregory Rodwell. Oh, Grod. Grod. He can't even go to GABF, I don't think. He's oh. in Australia. I think, I think he's just generous. Yeah. But he might oh. just be donating to be nice. Well, he yeah. made a donation. Thank you, yeah, Gregory. Thanks, Grod. Gregory! Awesome. That was yeah. very nice. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's right. Australian, though, so... Uh, I'll tell you how this could probably work, and Neva, you could correct me if I'm wrong. It's Sunday now. A lot of our listeners um, uh, download the show on Monday morning. Uh, these tickets are for Saturday. So right. the first six people to donate between now and, let's say, Friday night, you could probably still make their tickets available at Will Call, right? Absolutely. Okay. So you've got plenty of time to do it if we don't have a lot of live listeners right now. But the first six people to donate $50 or more, if you're looking tic- looking for tickets to the GABF or if you have friends that are and they'd like to donate to a, a good cause, uh, Neva has four tickets to the day session and two to the night session. Um, you can go donate right now. And the first six people to do 50 bucks or more, uh, leave your email and Neva will arrange getting you tickets into the Saturday session. Anybody can donate, of course, if you'd like to donate less than 50 bucks. It's very much appreciated by the beer for boobs team so everybody should do it yes it is okay thank you guys 
Thank you, Neva. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and um, we'll we'll see you in a couple of days. Yeah. All right. Okay. See you guys. Bye. Thanks. Take Bye. care. Bye. All right. There you have it. Trolls selling dildos. <laughs> That's all I do. Uh, such a great company. Their company culture is fantastic at White yeah. House. They don't give a shit. Every time I think I've stepped over the line, Chris is like, I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's right, fine. Right, right. That's fine. They let their yeast do the talking. That's true. Not their employees because they end up talking about chunky and anal. <laughs> but uh... And mobile phone <laughs> category. That's right. <laughs> mobile phone will be a category soon. It I'm should sure be. Yeah. I really want it to be. Right. All right. Um, I should probably do another commercial. Meantime, I mean, take care of a sponsor, whatever it is I do. Did Adam and Eve? Did Adam and Eve? Um, what about Beersmith? Yeah, I got to do Beersmith. Yeah, you do. Oh, by the way, we earlier we were talking about water profiles. I mentioned uh, another uh, software vendor. I'm sure uh, Beersmith has water profiles in there. Actually, I think Nathan software. backed you up on that and oh, said yeah. that Beersmith does. That, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. They have good. In fact, I think they have some pretty extensive uh, sure. water profiles. Yeah. Brad does a great job there. I'm sure he's got everything in that software. Well, the awesome part is you don't really have to take our word for it. If you've got questions, you can go figure it out all yourself because Beersmith is a free 21 day trial. Go to beersmith.com right now. It's brewing software that allows you to enter your recipes and plan your brew day. I mean, these are just the uh, a tiny fraction of the things it allows you to do. But it's a rad soft, uh, software available on both PC and Mac. Uh, go to Beersmith.com right now to get your free 21-day trial. Beersmith 2.1 is out right now. Uh, it's got a brew day timer uh, that you can show the time uh, for each step, mashing schedule, hop additions. I like the timer situation. I'm always doing two things. When I used to use the other software, I would uh, use that software. Then I'm like programming my iPhone with the stupid timer on it and the whole thing. Beersmith has it all in one. You can use their uh, timer right there. Um, there's also a cloud storage folder now for sharing privately between machines um, or with the world on the new beersmithrecipes.com. You know, most file sharing is being done in the cloud right now anyway. We use Dropbox here uh, extensively at the BN, and uh, most data storage is, is moving in that direction. And Brad, being a techie guy, is already there. So uh, you can do some recipe cloud storage with him and sharing it on the brand new site, beersmithrecipes.com, which, uh, you know, after only a week of being set up, had more than uh, 2,500 members. Yeah, not just standalone software, but he's really building this community around it, too. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. so all sorts of uh, fantastic reasons to go try out the Beersmith Brewing software at beersmith.com. Again, don't take my word for it. Get your free 21-day trial right now and uh, check it out yourself. Uh, Moscow, what just happened? Giants doing okay, buddy? No, they're doing crappy. They finally got their first hit in the six. They were getting no hit through six. So I was flipping out because a single is a big deal. What's the score? Four nothing Reds. Shit. Yeah. We, and we lost yet. Shut up, Sam. I hear him yelling down there. I can cheer. Fan. I mean, at least Sam has a stake in this thing because he likes another team. JP's just a dickhead about baseball. I'm ready for Bay Area baseball to shut the fuck but, down. Uh, yeah. Although, it's okay to be a fan of one thing that I like, but not the other thing that other people like. Yeah, they're called opinions. It's fine. Um, <laughs> although, at the uh, I went to the uh, Oktoberfest in the Diamond, uh, a local beer festival yesterday. Anyway, yeah. and uh, it made me did want to be, uh, 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 again, become a fan of the A's because people were selling these shirts. They were like uh, the, the Day of the Dead Sugar Skull. You know the sugar skull pattern? You ever seen it? Anyway. No, no, no. Uh, but they were like it. done in A's colors and it looked really fucking rad. Right. Like it looked cool and, and, and they're, you know, I don't know if they're, if they're franchising or they're, they're letting people do this, but a lot of right. local artists are doing much more kind of, um, 
different logos and different kind of you know shirt stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. But um, thing is, I saw these really cool colors, and it made me want to be a fan again. I just wanted to like the team because of the colors. No, it was a good design. It was oh. the color, oh, the design of the sugar. Sc- it was rad. <laughs> Um, but then I realized, you know, it's like promoting uh, like a, a pillow that I like. It just they both put me to sleep. So. <laughs> got it. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up. But first, we've got tickets to give away to the Firestone Walker event, and we're going to give it to uh, give it away to a caller. I'll give you the rules when we come back. They're seventy five dollar tickets, so I've got four of them. Hang in there. It's the session. Don't call right now. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer beer styles flavor and tasting the brewing process and ingredients and pairing food with beer learn more about your next beer guide at cicerone.org certified cicerone because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint this summer, Reed Antis from New York won fully paid tuition to the 2012 World Brewing Academy Concise Course in Brewing Technology thanks to Lalamon and Danstar and their 2012 Beer School Contest. It was so much fun, they're doing it again. Announcing Danstar's Beer School 2013 Contest from now until December 13th, 2012. Every time you use Lalamond or Danstar Premium Brewing Yeast, your empty packet is your entry for a chance to win a professional brewing course in the Beer School 2013 contest, Lalamond will sponsor two lucky winners, one professional brewer and one home brewer, in a random drawing for fully paid tuition to the 2013 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth nearly $4,000. This course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Get your official entry form and rules at danstaryeast.com. Get brewing with the dry yeast advantage from Lalamond and Danstar. Visit Danstar Yeast. 
When Michael Fairbrother started moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can now find Moonlight Meadery Meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in a glass. No, the Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri. The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolfbrow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolfbrow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put you some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah.
Masters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. That's what girls are for. That's what girls are for. I've been listening to Moscow. You'd be surprised to hear this. Even more butt rock than usual lately. Wow. Yeah, that is shocking. So you you went from uh, uh, almost everything you listen to to everything you listen to? Yeah. I even watched a a Motley Crue reunion concert on television last night. (laughs) Had a bunch of like metal. Dude, chicks still like metal. Yeah, they do. Like the broads in this this concert. we're not like from the eighties. You know, a lot of times when you see the reunion show, it's a bunch of fat broads still dressing yeah. like they did. Right. Not at this one. There was a bunch of hot, hoary metal broads. Uh, there's hope in the world. There is hope in the world. There's hope Nathan. in the world. It's great. <laughs> see, Nathan, it's like, see, there is hope in see, the world. He's coming back. No, no. Tommy he, Lee turned fifty this week, right? But doesn't yeah. Tommy Lee look great compared to all okay. of his compatriots uh, yeah. who are like that Brett same Favre age? Yeah. yeah, who are a mess. Tommy They're, Lee could still like be in a band today. He looks less like the revived corpse that the rest of those <laughs> like guys. Right. Deville. Yeah. How are their hot metal chicks now? I mean, what, what, oh, what is their twenty two? Yeah, because like, they're apparently. younger than us. Because the eighty metal rocks. That's yeah. why. But, but yeah. how are they discovering it? Like, how, who, who's turning them on to it? I'll be honest with you. I thought the same question myself. Metal is timeless, dude. Oh, it, yeah. it's, it's making a comeback, like everything. Well, Every- like everything from the 80s. It, well, yeah. The 80s style is in with the chicks. 80s kitsch style is yeah. in But everything. is totally. everything, like, for example, is like Lionel Richie type music yeah. coming back? No. 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 Yes. No. Hell yes, it is. Hollow Notes is still super popular. Well, yeah. It's the same yeah, but shit. in an ironic way, not a real I way. really enjoy um, well, fucking uh, the metal is Man Eater, dude. <laughs> The metal is a lot ironic. Uh, I've been into a lot of Iron Maiden. I'm gonna say that. Oh uh, yeah, well, I really like Iron Maiden. Fucking classic. I never really got into him in the in the eighties, but or in the nineties or whenever I was listening to music. But hello um, is a classic. Hello. <laughs> Nicole got mad at me about because I think I said I was like Iron Maiden. It's all the same as the other shit. Like, <laughs> oh, on, like no. on the show, right? You know, and and she, I think she left it alone on the show. You know, of course she said that's not true or whatever. And I was like, that's oh, all the yeah. Same. She sent me an email afterwards. <laughs> but but it was it wasn't like a declaration. It was just a question. She's like, do you really like? She was feeling me out. She wanted to know if I was that much of a douchebag. She's like, really. Iron Maiden is the same as the other stuff? Is that what you really meant to say? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. And I think I was like, she's right. Like, it's not the same. Yeah. But I'm stubborn. And I think I was like, yeah, fuck that bullshit. It's all the same. Right. <laughs> well, if somebody, especially if somebody asks you the question. Yeah. You got to stick to your guns and it makes it more fun. Yeah, she hasn't spoken to me since. <laughs> the thing about Nicole, like, she's like super like beer, like Wikipedia, like knows everything about beer. And, like, it's really intense. But she's also like super banned Wikipedia, like especially like punk rock, like crust bullshit. Right. Like she knows a lot about what band stems from what and all this kind of stuff. And it's like. Right. Uh, wow! Like I, you know, you kind of don't get that really. That's from what her. happened to my record collection. Damn it! <laughs> She's gone through yeah. it, man. Yeah. Are we taking drunk of the week calls? Not yes. yet. Okay. I gotta oh. give away tickets first. Shit. Shout of the devil, really? That's the one you're playing. Yeah. Why not? Play Deja Vu. It's pretty classic, man. Shout out the devil. Come on. Really? Deja Vu from Motley, from uh, Iron Maiden. It's a horrible song. Oh, I was oh. already talking about Motley Crue, though. No. I actually. What the funny thing is, I listened to Deja Vu on uh, last night. No, it's a horrible song. Somebody it's else terrible. It's the worst song. It's one of the worst. Made. Yeah, don't yeah. take that one up. Well, but it's good. It's good for it's, it's like it's two or awful. three other decent songs on that record. Not that one. 
deja vu. Horrible. <laughs> it's great. Fucking horrible. That's a, you know they're pumping out the album when you hear that shit. All right, Beaver. All right, nobody's on the phone right now. Okay. No. Caller number five right now will win tickets to the Firestone Walker event Call in uh, Denver, Colorado. So just just say give One, them two three. and hang up on them. Yeah, I will exactly. Caller number five uh, will give you two tickets right now. Caller number five is going to win two tickets to the Firestone Walker event um, in Denver. If you want to go get your own tickets, you can go to fwdenver.eventbrite.com, and we're going to be doing a live broadcast from there too. I'm still waiting to hear about the internet from them. I tried to find out today if it's actually going to be uh, streamed live or just recorded live, and then we can post it for you later, but I'll find out. But if you're in Denver and you want to go fwdenver.eventbrite.com, or you can win tickets right now if you're caller number 5, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. I got a great uh, email from uh, Jim Wagner, Mr. Dewclock. I, I feel like I need to read it. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, he said, thanks for a great interview. I must admit that I thought it was going to be a pretentious beer Nazi format. You now, have a f- you now have a fan, and I'll be spreading the word that you guys are not beer Nazi assholes. Well, maybe assholes, but that's good with me. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah. He got, oh, so he got it, in other words. He's he listening. Yeah. He gets it. Who's this? The power ballad. Oh, oh Yeah. You can't go wrong with a good metal power ballad. This they all got to have a huge hit for them. Huge and massive. You know, you know when you the watch, video is like epic. You know, and and the so the rock historians when they make those stupid documentaries on VH1, they they say this video was the first life on the road video, and that that's why it was a hit. it showed us about life on the road. And then I watch right. the video and I'm like, who gives a shit? They're just partying <laughs> and and screwing chicks and getting hammered, but it meant something. <laughs> It's a hard life on the road. You get to do all those things yeah. over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every day. You all the way show, to rehab. You got to yes. show the struggle. Right. It's not all fun. It's just a lot of hard. Some of it's in black and white. Yeah. Some of it's in slow motion. There's a lot of lights. Topless ladies. Right. You know. Really hot 22-year-olds, huh? With the boobs. Oh, and when this song comes on... Going nuts. Really? They Just like 1986 all no. over again. I'm going to Motley Crue if they come to town. Not because I, I like them. It's fine. I don't really care. It's it's okay. I want to see these hot 22-year-old metal chicks again. I, might, I missed out I on that. I was too young. I might get into metal. Kyle yeah. from Clarkston, Washington is on line one, and he's number five. All right. What do I do with the other lines that are ringing? Drop. Yeah, you don't have to answer them. We'll do it again, though. Okay. So He's on what? He's on one. He's on line one. Kyle, you're interrupting a good Motley Crue song. No, you're not. You know. Kyle, how dare you about it? It's bullshit. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't written one yet, Justin. Yeah, Trick question, fucker. <laughs> well, Kyle, congratulations. You've won yourself two tickets to the Firestone Walker event. Um, good job, That's man. Rad. Yeah. Are you in Denver? No. Or close to it? No. Not, not really. So are you, are you going to make it? You can't sell them, you know. No. You got to show but, up. Yeah, but, go ahead. But what if my boss, the brewer I work with, is going, and I'd love to give him the tickets as a present to him and his wife. You Perfect. can totally do that. As long as somebody's going to use them, you can't sell them because they're going to no, pick them up there. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. all. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, totally. He was talking about going to it anyway, so I was like, hey, I'm going to try to win you some tickets. Dude, nice. Is it going to get you a promotion? It's fucking better. Yeah, it's fucking better, right. You're right about that. We might have to give him some yeah. special treatment. I'll I'll dangle like a really special beer in front of him, and just before I pour it, I'll go, 
Now you know I got to take care of my brother who gave you these tickets. Right? <laughs> of course, bingo. Of course, bingo. Yeah. Oh no, 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 not yet. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hey, just send me an email, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, send me an email with your contact information right now, and Firestone. I'll I'll give it over to Firestone. Uh, they'll send you all the information that you need to give it to your boss. All right, awesome, man. Yeah, cool, brother. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. Hey, where Thank are you, you at? My house. I'm in Washington, Eastern side. Okay, got it. And your boss is just headed out to GABF or what? Yeah, we're entered in GABF and stuff. First year going, so oh, cool. I couldn't make it due to family type stuff. But what's your brewery? Uh, Riverport Brewing Company. Riverport, nice. It's our guy, you know. Never yeah. heard of it. Probably sucks. Oh, it's our guy. Yeah, he, he, he poured it to uh, BNA7. Exactly. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. Good. Oh, great. All right. Happy to give the tickets, man. Uh, yeah, just shoot me an email, dude, and we'll get it, we'll get it over to you. All right, man. Awesome. Thanks, brother. You don't want to do that uh, that radio thing where we go, and who hooked you up with tickets? And then he goes, the Brewing Network, you know? Right, 949! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take me out with a sweet shot. 949 <laughs> is the bomb! Woo! <laughs> yeah. Who's got your tickets to GABF? <laughs> Crazy 1079 in the Earl and Warren morning! Woo! <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know, the Earl and Warren morning show. Who's got your back when it comes to really geeky Firestone Walker beers? It's a full vertical. Their anniversary beers have been blended with a lot of things. Ted and Casey show doing wacky weather. Hey, guys. This yeah. is a really bad bit. Oh. You should stop. Yeah, you know what? You got two of them below your chin, so fuck off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad. That was great. <laughs> I wrote that ten years ago. Man. Fuck you. Who's thinking about the craft beer nerd in you? The Ted and Dora show. Where Dora shows her tits to Ted. It's the Ted and Dora show. Dora. If that's, you know what? It, it's that bad that that easily could be a show. Hey, I'm Ted. <laughs> hey, I'm Dora. Show me your tits. <laughs> okay. What? We'll be back after this. <laughs> oh, man, they are great tits. Let me tell you, you guys are missing out. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the dead air. Beautiful the segue. Only way that could have ended. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, dude. Hot broads everywhere. It, and the the show is actually from a few years ago. I think the reunion show is from like 2005. Uh, close enough. So, but still, no. I say that's close. Seven years. It's yeah. <laughs> it's still coming. They back, might still man. be around. Seven years later. Yeah. I would venture to say that uh, Steel Panther is as good, if not better, than better. Uh, than Motley Crue yeah. ever was. And there were plenty of ladies at that show. Yeah. What's all that noise? Beav, is that your... Turn off your mic real quick. Oh, sorry. No, it's my fan. It's hot in here. Noisy shit. It is real warm in here, though. Nah. All right. Um, I'm in a glass case of emotion. What caller do we want to do to give away the other two ticks? I get it. I've seen that movie. Twelve. I have a... JP, roll the die over there. Oh, all right, caller number two. Oh, 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 all right, yeah, roll the uh, What roll the number die. am I on, thinking of? Hold on. Wait, now, you got it. Okay. <laughs> well what, if done, 40, what if it says 46? Oh, Jesus. We're going to have to uh, make some a rule here on this. It's a thousand-sided die. 20-sided die coming in. 20-sided, okay. <laughs> is it, it's it's, it's a low number. Do I, get a, do I get a plus two to attack or anything, Tasty? No, no, it's, this is rolling. Shit. One throw. Saving throws. 17! Big one seven. That's not going to work. Lucky number. All right, caller number 17, 888-900-3393. 
888-401-BEER. Call him right now. Who's your big hit in Denver, Colorado this week? I'm going to blow my brains out. The, uh, were you asking me a question? Just was, do the Brewing Network now. No. The Brewing Network! <laughs> Pretty good, right? I love that the I love that the the siren sounds actually come from our hosts' mouths. We don't have any of the yeah. fancy sound board. boards. You make no. a cowbell no. sound with your mouth. We could do it if we wanted to. No tonk 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 tonk. Is that not right? I'm gonna have Scott cut out this last like you know 45 seconds and and use it on my demo reel. All right, the Brewing Network bringing you the best JBM. Cover 17 wins with dignity. Here's a little Motley Crew, girl. Don't go away. Just go away. Right? Good. Yeah, they went. The, all the sluts went went nuts for this too. Really? Girl, don't go away, mad. Just go away. Come on, that's brilliant writing. Want some Iron Maiden, dude? Come on. No. Let's get a little heavier. In this I will, but hang on. I, 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 I need to show my douchiness just for another five minutes. Do you? For those seven years? Oh, which song? How about a little Ace is High instead of uh, I can't killer song. See, it's the same. This is heavy metal. (laughs) Molly Curry's metal. Iron Maiden is heavy metal. No love for any metal, Moscow. Listen to that riff, Scott. Doesn't that talk to you? Doesn't that speak volumes? So, I went through a little Scorpions phase in like the eighth oh, grade. Yeah. I, was, I was 10. They're no, the worst. They're bad. Candling the Says the guy who's listening to Motley Crue. Oh, oh Scorpions? Yeah. Ew. Get out of here with the it's Scorpions. It's like singing like Winger. Winds of Change and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Down to Gawky Park. <laughs> well, listen to the winds of change. Huge hit for this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so awful. That was Moscow's favorite. There's not enough whistling in metal. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. They're bringing it back in hip hop now, too. You know what that's I like? Right. Yeah. What I liked oh, that's the most right. about Ooh. the Scorpions they had an album with uh, like uh, a naked, like. 14-year-old chick on the on the cover. It was you allowed in Germany. That's how they do stuff in Germany. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's it, 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 a little old for German standards, <laughs> actually. <laughs> oh, man. We know Tasty keeps quiet over there, but he's kind of a metal guy. He likes Tool. <laughs> I like a lot of rock, yeah, hard music. I do. Yeah. Iron Maiden? That's true. I, I can listen to that, sure. You don't mind that. Like I fit that, I fit that around my Bieber. I work it in. Really tasty tool. 
Yeah. God, I he's a tool. huge tool, tool fan. fan. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Tool's good. You like yeah. Tool? Oh, I love Tool. Oh, my God. I you just don't get it. That's I, can, I don't. That's correct. Don't get you're correct. You just don't feel it, baby. Oh, you're right. I feel like Beethoven symphony. All right, name, name, name a, a top song. Justin's going to look it up. I didn't take long off. Oh, I don't have any Tool on my playlist thing. That sucks. Ladies, thank you. You have a winner. Line one. Wow. Sarah, thirty-six C. Settle wow, down. Wow, really? Really? Look, I think she called look. like fifteen times, though. You don't have to be all cunty about it. Yeah. Who's this bitch? And where'd Bevo go? Yeah. It's like nine fucking million degrees in this box. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot in here, isn't it? All right. Hi, Sarah. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? Um. Excellent. How are you? You're going to be at GABF? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Am I the right caller? Can I see your boobies this time if you <laughs> if you go? <laughs> Probably. That's a no. You know, I have to stay reserved on the first time. I can't show everything. Yeah, and I met you the have first time. I to be a proper lady. He's yeah. not asking for a cervix shot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and and you yeah. were reserved the yeah. first time, so now that it's the yeah. second time, I can see them, right? Oh, girl, let me see them tubes, baby, them fallopian tubes. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yeah. What do your intestines smell like? I love it. Yeah, what do you think? Can I see them this time? Mm-hmm. We'll see. You are caller 16! Caller 16! Turns out you're just shy of winning two tickets <laughs> to the Firestone Walker. Better luck next time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for playing. Actually, yeah. Sarah, you are caller number, what did we say? 17. Caller number 17. 16. Yeah! And you've won yourself two tickets to the Lion, the Bigo, Bear, and the Brewmaster. It's the Firestone Walker. No, are you, are you joking? For real? I'm for real. Are you for real going? But I'm not going to get, yeah, if you can't go, I can't give them to you. Yeah. So, you know. Clear up the line for... Wait, which... No, this is this next coming weekend, right? Wait, what's the GABF? It's uh, Wednesday. It's this coming Wednesday. From 6.30 to 9.30. Yeah, 6.30 to 9.30. Well, it's in three days. Can you make it? Oh! Well, I gotta get a plane ticket or some kind of shit. It sounds like you can't make it. But, I guess not. All right. Well, thank you for playing, Sarah. Thirty-six C. The very next caller, triple eight four zero one beer, will win tickets to the uh, the lion, the bear, and the brewmaster. But why do people not pay attention? Uh, oh, and it's is it in the United States? <laughs> <laughs> when I answered the phone, she's like, "Am I a number?" Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, you're just a number. <laughs> two, <laughs> two uh, sets of thirty-six C. That's your number. I you had know. no idea Bevo was such a huge fan of Sarah. Right. I thought I thought you didn't like her, Bebo. And then meanwhile, here shows I what I know. I don't dislike her. Well, it, but I will say that she actually understood. She's like, oh, I'll have to get a plane ticket. Yeah, right. Well, there she you go. is a doctor. Yeah. So you know, she's got a brain cellar too. Uh, Grod's on the Skype. Grod, what's happening? But he buddy? can't win either. Well, he's just probably calling to say, hey, what's happening, Grod? Yeah, but why? Hey, fuck you, JP. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you want to, if you think it'll help. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, good luck, mate, with the um, Disneyland deal. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, what's what's the go with the um, Sarah? I mean, you know, why be caller number 17 when she can't even win the bloody thing? I, that's what I'm saying. Get there. Don't people pay attention? I agree with you. I said it very clearly. Yeah. It's in Denver. It's this week. It's a Wednesday. Why would you call if you can't win? Well, you're, you're, you have to exactly. be... You have to be the number of caller higher than your IQ. Oh. <laughs> and I think that's part of the problem. That might be the problem. So Ouch. where does that put me? Uh, hey, well, can I come? 
Yeah, Karan. Yeah. Are, where are you? Are you in Africa or something? <laughs> in Africa. Yeah. Are there flights out from Nairobi, dude? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say one thing though that I'm going to be in um, Philadelphia next June and hoping to um, go to the anniversary party as well. Oh, if we'd my, love my, to have my you. man. That'd be great. Who so can supply me some with some tickets um, to get there? Tickets. T E E. I'll tell you, are you saying that you're, uh, is your employer going to fly you out to Philadelphia or you're just going to try to do a vacation? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm booked in now. I mean, Mr. G has um, booked the flights and we'll be in um, New York on the 24th, I think, or 23rd. Yeah. And I'll be in Philadelphia on the 25th. Of so, June. So uh, hopefully I can, um, I can get some tickets to um, NHC and the Booking uh, 8. Isn't that isn't that too late already? June twenty fourth and twenty fifth. I don't even know the dates. I thought it's usually the middle of June. No, no you're, you're a dick because uh, twenty seventh to twenty ninth is uh, NHC. Oh, I see. Oh, they moved it it's back a little later this year. This year. Huh? Oh, good. Yeah. I like that. I do want to plan a uh, a, a brewing network tour of the Muda Museum. I'm going to say that right now. The what details to follow? Yeah, I think you've mentioned yeah. that before. I know, and I want to do it this time. Hey, hang on, JP. I'm, I'm talking, mate. I called in. Sorry, Gregory. <laughs> I apologize. Look, don't get don't get attitude with me, Gregory. All right? All right. How about this? Let's start the giveaways <laughs> early. Uh, Grot, I got your tickets to BNA8. So you make it to town, and you're on the guest list. You and the missus. How about that? So well, the missus won't be coming because she hates all stuff brewing. No, oh, F that um, bitch. I do appreciate that, um, Jay. It's it's um, taking a lot off my mind. All right, you've got a single ticket then to BNA eight. Uh, you cannot bring a date unless she's hot, and then I might give you a second one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll cover you. Uh, we're giving away tickets early, right here on the Brewing Network. Oh, hey, hey Brad, who's your friend? Not. Who's your friend at NHC? Yeah. So hey. hopefully, oh, uh, my uh, Bridget Two can um, secure me some tickets to the um, NHC. Yeah. I also joined the AHA via the um, BN <laughs> website. Took me four to days to get that. onto the bloody <laughs> thing, though. Oh, but he just <laughs> called him Brew Tutu. Brew Tutu in the AHA. Brew Tutu in the AHA. Sounds like KKK. I like Brew Tutu. He is kind of a Brew Tutu. He does wear a dress. He does wear a skirt. Yeah, it's close. Brew Tutu. I love it. All right, Grant. I gotta go, but thank you, and we'll see you then in wherever that place is. A year. Yeah, yeah, next year. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Grant. Thanks, brother. We have Giles from Denver, online one. Oh, I bet you Giles can go in freaking Denver. I think he understands what's going on. Giles, what's happening, brother? Hey, not too much. Now, do you live in Denver, Colorado, or Denver, Ecuador? <laughs> I live in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Wow. Where you're doing the show, <laughs> Ecuador? But I will start walking now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You've won yourself two tickets to the Lion, the Bear, and the Brewmaster. Okay. Yeah, right. it's awesome. an evening. I can take my wife out for a night out. Yeah, do it. It yeah. actually it'll be a great night, and most mm. of it is uh, revolves around the beer and the food. We're yeah. going to be doing a short interview and broadcast with the owner, so you get to learn about the beer. But they're really adamant about, look, we're just there to kind of showcase the the beer and the food. So if you send me an email, Justin at thebrewingnetwork dot com, I'll get you uh, your ticket information, and you're a winner, man. You're a winner. Sweet. I'll get that right out to you. Try the sign-off thing with him because Grod messed it yeah. up. Hey, hey, who's your uh, number one station for tickets to the GABF? The Brewing Network! Yes. Perfect. Right. Apparently it takes years of practice. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Uh, yeah, send me an email and I'll get you all the info. Cheers. I'll see you guys Wednesday. All right. Later. Moral of the story, we need to have at least three or four callers before we find 
somebody like this. Yeah, and thank you so much. We, we had 16 callers, uh, but right, they were all exactly Sarah. Exactly, true. And then you need to have uh, Motley Crue or some bullshit potted up. <laughs> Who's your As friend in the Mile High City? You are? Ken? How do you know Ken? You know Ken, too? Weird. Oh, boy. Any other metal you want to hear before we go? Drunk of the Week right now. 888-401-BEER. We got to go. Uh, Drunk of the Week. Quickly. Call. Quickly. How about some Yaz? Is that metal? Or some Y&T? Why not? It's I don't a know. form of birth control. Sure. Yaz. <laughs> what? I'm not no, familiar with Yaz. Neither am I. I just think of the worst thing I could mention. Oh, yes. So no, no good metal then. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm out of it. I see. All right. Anything else I have to finish up here? Oh, I did want to let you know about, uh, I've let you know about it before, but uh, <clears throat> why not let you know again? Why not? That brewery game. You know, you can go to that brewery game, yeah. and uh, it's kind of a badass little system. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, thatbrewerygame.com, you can play for free right now. And um, you basically kind of grow up as a brewer. It's like a commercial brewery game, but you start as a home brewer, and you kind of build it up. It's, it's like a lot of these games you can play online, but around beer and there aren't any of those so if you go to that brewery game uh right now you'll you'll start at the garage brewery level and uh you in the chat rooms and different things you'll actually find uh brewers typically debating like different uh, equipment upgrades and what might uh, make them uh, make better beer right. and things like that the deal is you actually have to know how to make beer in order to advance within the game if you don't know about say uh, a different recipe as opposed to an equipment upgrade you might not advance as quickly or as well as another brewer. So you get to actually put your brewing knowledge to the test and uh, grow up as a brewer um, as you do it. So like, you got to figure out, like, should I add efficient burners to lower batch costs or maybe install additional uh, fermentation tanks to increase output? Yeah, it's a beer strategy. you got to strategize, exactly. Strategery. And then you can go up to the microbrewery level, um, and then you might hear people talking about uh, installing st- a steam-jacketed mash tun, for example. Uh, or maybe climate-controlled uh, bottle conditioning room. So it's really a lot of the steps of the professional brewing process and the home brewing process that you have to uh, strategize. Strategize. Apologize. <laughs> strategize, so, you apologize. If you're a badass, you might get all the way up to the full brewery level, which apparently is pretty difficult to do. you got to spend some time in there and get your shit together yeah. to do it. But uh, it's a great game. You can go uh, right now to check it out. It's thatbrewerygame.com, and it's free to play. Um, there's different uh, options uh, once you get there, but um, it's a lot of fun. And a lot of people do, and you get to trade your uh, labels and have the best beer and there's That's a, right. There's a yeah. virtual tasting room. It's a whole thing. If you cannot get enough of your own beer geekery at home, do this while you're at work. That's what I say. What else are you going to do? Be I efficient mean, for the company? Yeah. <laughs> let's face it. Our yeah. country is in the shitter anyway. Right. You might as well spend your time at work playing that brewery yeah. game. Well, at least until January. Or at home. So... Yeah, there we go. Because that's yeah, we got it. Right. We just left it alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why not be like the Giants and swing at everything? Whoa! Wacky sports reference dropped. Waka waka wit. <laughs> if someone on that game dot com does not have a waka waka wit beer, uh, they should now. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I know what you wanted to hear, JP. What's that? I could tell. 
from the moment you walked you in. You tell I'm a dreamer. <laughs> you know, you you know you're a dreamer. <laughs> I'm dying. You just couldn't wait for that last power ballad. He is dying. He's, He's leaving. Dying. He's leaving to die. We both lie silently still in the dead of the night. I know that JP danced. I love to, this song. You know JP danced to this at a junior high dance. Tell me who you danced with at your junior high dance to this. Um, actually, I went. I went to one junior high dance and I brought my Game Boy. <laughs> True story. And I sat in the corner and played my Game Boy. Oh my God, JP! It's not the JP I know. You never fail to uh, disappoint actually, me. And then my first dance with with a black chick. Oh she, yeah. She came. Up, she's like, "Do you want to dance?" I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. And then um, I went back to playing like Super Mario, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Was she hot? No. Was she a mess? She was the black chick in middle school. I mean, how there was you... only one. Yeah. Well, I, I went to school in Pleasanton, which is kind of like a you know upper middle class. So yeah, of course, there's only one. Did you grab her butt? No, it was this locked arm hole. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm having a lot of fun with a girl whose name I can't pronounce. Were you wearing Cavaricis? No, I never, no. No, I never did. You didn't wear those fancy pants? No, fancy pants. (laughs) I say, never did it. I'm dating myself. Yeah, you are. No, I'm actually dating myself. Yeah, I know. We went out last night. You swept yourself (laughs) off your feet. I bought myself dinner. Were you easy or? I was totally easy. I just, I had myself at dinner. (laughs) Right under the table. First it was just for sex and then you started to like yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you know what? You're awesome. Can I bring you anything else, sir? A towel! <laughs> Quickly! <laughs> and a bottle brush. Uh, I like me. Yeah? Well, someone has to. <laughs> All right. We're probably done, right? Yeah, we are. You have four calls week, hold, right? We have four calls on hold, she says under her breath. Oh, yeah, we have to do a drink of the fucking bullshit. Yeah, if it gets any hotter in here, we're going to be done, all right? <laughs> You're a real good singer. I know. Yeah. Don't hate. You're about as flat as your daughter's going to be. Rude. Also untrue. She'll only be flat until she's true. about 28. That's true. Yeah. Am I yeah, right, Bebo? I got fat at 26. Around yeah. 26. That's when your boobs started to grow, though? Yeah. Really? Really? That's too bad. How old are you now? 24. 29. Oh, yeah, I guess I did start at 26, then, now that I think about it. A lot. Theo Brew, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Hi. Hang on, Theo. I'm almost done. Ew, I'm still thinking stop about it. it. <laughs> uh, what's happening, buddy? I had to go to my, the liquor to, to call in the night. Yeah? What'd you drink? I'm sure glad you did. Well, because, like, I had enough beer, but then my dad's in town, and he drank it up, like, half of it. Oh, lush. Does your dad approve of your lifestyle, trying to be a... Uh, Spiritual leader, but also getting drunk with us every week. Yes. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because he's also a mess. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Didn't you, you win? Us. Didn't you win in the group win last time, Theo? Group win? I wasn't here. I didn't listen last time. Didn't Theo win last time? And the I thought we gave him all the win, and Theo was part of that. I don't think so. No, he's saying he didn't win. Theo, have you ever won drunk of the week? I have won once. Okay. He's going for drunk of the year. He's got I big aspirations. Practice. Okay, so I just got a new job, and I'm going to preach soon. I wanted to practice my sermon. Go ahead. Mm. Do it. 
really advise you not doing this. No, I love it. Go ahead. Don't listen to Bevo. You do it. So, we should so, get Terrence so, on for this. So, hey, you guys know the book of Job. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Back in book. front. <laughs> One of our favorite books. <laughs> it's a great book. But at the okay, so he loses all his stuff because God takes it away from him. Oh, and then dick. he pouts and whines. And then at the end, he gets all his stuff back. But you know what's really cool about the story is that I kind of want to pull with my congregation uh, Robin Williams. It's rubbish. You should rip it out. Because guess what? It's not supposed to be there. Okay. It's not. I'm wow. Were you enjoying ex- this call? You should probably just hang up on me, by the way. Oh, wait. That was our big reaction moment. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, yeah. say, it, say it again. Say it, give us the punchline again. You're just, it's, it's, the problem it's is that you're, 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 punchline in the Bible. You're speaking. <laughs> oh, it's no, not? The, 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 the punchline is the end of the book. I thought that's it was the punchline line. after punchline. The punchline is when you die. Oh, my gosh. And then that's it. Yeah, you're just, you're talking to the wrong crowd. Wait, where's the light? Where's the light? Yeah. Bumps. But I'll tell you what, uh, we haven't had somebody try to preach to us on the air yet, and I say that puts you in the running for Drunk of the Week, right there. I don't know. He didn't try very hard. It didn't make any sense. There wasn't a lot of yelling or sweating or, you know. Or or sense-making. Or asking for amens or nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. You got to be drunk to do that. Uh, The guy came on the air to preach to us. Uh, And it didn't make sense. He's drunk. It didn't make sense. None of it makes any sense. All right, let's go to Steve-O in California. Steve-O, what's happening? What's going on? What's this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's Bevo, bro. What's going on, man? How are you, bro? Bevo. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, good to finally talk to you, man. First time caller. Yeah. All right. Where are you calling from? Mexico. Whittier, dog. Whittier, around the area. Weren't you from over here somewhere? Dude, I grew up in Whittier, my nigga. Dog. I'm Whittier, dog. Whittier, I'm in dog. Whittier right now. Say that. That's my dog. <laughs> That's uh, well, I grew up there for I I would uh, I was there for five years. I was in the ghetto. I grew up there for ten minutes. It oh. took me to fill my gas tank up and leave. Oh man, I was in Pico Rivera. There's nothing more ghetto than that, dude. Yeah, no, that's more ghetto. You're right about that. But let me tell you, I had like five bikes stolen from my house in where I was. I, my bike got stolen every other week, and I got I got I got beat up. But if, <laughs> I was gonna say you sound I, like the guy who stole got my bike. You know, <laughs> probably. Hey, I'll sell them back to you. I'll sell them back to you. <laughs> you do sound like yeah. the guy. That's all I think about him. And like when I drive around Concord and I see like older Mexican dudes riding girls' bikes, yeah. I'm like, who did you steal right, right. that bike yeah. from? Yeah, hey, you're the one that. Hey, you're, hey, Jesse, you're the one with the banana seat. Huh? Yeah, that was my bike. Hey, <laughs> hey do your friends call you Chewy? Because I remember that it was. Yeah. They always told me it was Chewy that took my bike. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fuck it, Tasty. Oh, there you go. <laughs> They'll take it. Yeah, he might, so watch out. <laughs> All right, I love Steve-o. JP. I just want to say I want to sit next to JP on the ride to the, uh, 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 Disneyland. Hell yeah, dude. Let's do that shit. Are you coming? Can you afford it? Actually, I got a family. I can't. Fuck that. I can't do that bullshit. I got a family. I can't go to Disneyland. Crazy motherfucker. Are you crazy? It's so expensive. $100 in my pocket. Yo, dude, it's 125 now, bro. Oh, man. That's crazy. Hey, I just want to brag about my resume because like JP says, fuck on, bro. Mine's all commercial. All right, what you got? Well, I went to... I got a... I got a growler from Bootleggers Brewery in Fullerton. It's called Boomy. We're going with the uh, we're going with the uh, Bevo Boomy theme today because you know it's Boomy month. Like it. So they have a, a pale ale boob growler. Too surly wet. 
Nuglaris Raspberry Tart. Nice. Nebraska Brewing Black Betty Imperial Stout, aged in whiskey barrels. A Founders Breakfast Stout. Oh, wow. Yeah. A Maori Brewing, I don't know how to fucking pronounce this damn thing, that Sobre Himano Italiano Ole. Sounds good, bro. No, he was just saying, yeah. like... <laughs> He's trying to work it out. Yeah. Get, him a, get him a glass he of water. Was, he was translating it. <laughs> yeah. He was calling one of his friends on the phone. He's like, I don't know. It's like, ole, ole. I don't fucking know. There's some shit I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Drew doesn't say paleo. He's not Cuban. I thought you were from Pico. It's all the same, man. Montana. I thought you were from Pico. You should know this already. Oh, you're right. I should. Oh, man. Go on. It's good to finally talk to you, though, Justin, for real, man. You too, brother. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got a good one right here. I got a good one. I just got it shipped to me the other day. It's from my buddies Chris and Eric up 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 there in your guys' part of town. It's from Russian River. Yeah. The Frambois Fork here. Oh. That dedicated to Bebo. Just came out last week. Wow. Dedicated How'd you get that? Yeah. You got some good friends. You got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got three of them, actually. Nice. Lucky you. Uh, Tasty just went there. He didn't even and, uh, fucking bring any for us. We don't have any good friends. I saw you up there. I saw your photo up there, Tasty. Hey, next time I go up to Russian River, I want to visit you guys, man. If it's okay to hit up the studio and visit, hang out. Yeah. I'll bring some gems. We'll probably search you before you leave. Yeah, well, we're going to have that metal detector in a couple weeks, so. Well, you don't still own a, a banana seed. <laughs> yeah. No, but I will soon, as soon as you get your ass up here, bro. Yeah, just, you can come visit, but you have to sell me back all my bikes. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take my 64. I'll take my 64 and Paula up there. <laughs> of course. Uh, with gas this high? Uh, uh, crazy. Dude, Steve-O, you're welcome anytime. Let no, us know when you green, come I'm out. I'm all green. It's all electric. It's all electric. I'm all <laughs> electric green now. Electric Impala. Perfect. Yeah. He's a green vodka. Yeah. <laughs> oh and then I got one more. I got one more I'm drinking right now. It's uh, Manzanita Serenity Barley Wine, barrel-aged uh, with uh, whiskey. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, he's got and a good resume. Me, I'm all, I have... I have all you guys on my Facebook. I probably bomb you with untapped pictures all day, every day, dude. So, <laughs> uh, don't worry. If I don't know you, I've hidden you. It's fine. I believe this man. He sounds like he's had all those. Beers. I don't believe him. I think he should. He should p- take all the bottles in his arms uh, and throw them off the roof at the same time. It's That's not the only my way. fault, dude. I, I have a high tolerance level, dude. Look at my name on on, on Facebook right now. Well, Stephen Torres. Look it up. What's you your name? All the pictures right there. What is your name? I don't need to Steven do that. Steven Torres. Steven Torres. Look it up. There Steven you go. Torres. All right, brother. You are in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. All right, man. Hey, yeah. again, for real, I love you, Tasty. I love all you guys, man. Love you, Tasty. talking to you. Cheers. Bye. Peace out. You love a dude. I like that guy. Steve. I think he could be my favorite caller of the year so far. <laughs> yeah, Possibly, yeah. Write him down. Lasky, when he does the awards. Note made. Long-time caller, first-time listener. <laughs> Long-time, first-time. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, we love you up in D-Block, man. It's so cool, man. <laughs> I've always wanted to be. When I'm getting out, man, I'm coming to see you, bro. I got a 6'4 wanted... Impala. I got dice in the rearview mirror and Mambo <laughs> number five on the back. In seven years, I've always wanted a fan in prison. Tell her she's lovely. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Warren from Virginia. What's happening? I'm calling for Drunk of the Week. Good man. This week. Hey, you know what I like about Warren already? Mm-mm. To the point. Right. And he was very polite on the phone. He was? Yes. And he sounds well, white. thank you. I like to nail it down and then move forward. Attaboy. All right, yeah. why are you uh, eligible for Drunk of the Week, Warren? Because I have a problem. I, I've been drinking since one. I got uh, that going for me. You do? Warren? That's a good start. Since and actually, I, I've got a question. I'm going to the Navy base in San Diego end of this month, early next month. Yeah, going to And I know... Pardon me? Nothing. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. You, the, the, I'm sorry. Look, shut, don't, don't start with me. Go ahead, Warren. 
Okay, and, and I, I'd like to go to White Labs, but I'm only there for a day. So should I rent a car, or is that capable from the Navy base to White Labs? Oh. I guess I could look at it on the Internet or something. I don't understand Yeah, that, the, so. the, there's actually a travel website you should go. It's called LetMeGoogleThatForYou.com. <laughs> and then you go to the You're maps, right. and, then you just, and then you figure it on your own. It's, a, it's cool. Well... You're right. I, I wasted your time. I, I, I'm sorry about that. But I'm that's how I know you're terrible. drunk. Right. It's because you ask girlfriend questions. You're probably going to have to rent a car. I'm not a San Diego expert, but you're probably going to have to rent a car. But JP's right. You, you definitely right. should look it up on the map. Well, uh, I think the what? base is outside of San Diego proper. And, and the White Labs uh, is a little bit south. So, yeah, you're definitely renting a car. Yeah. And uh, what do you go? Are you, are, are you in the military? No, I was, but now I'm I'm not. I'm uh not. I just like a man in uniform. Did you get did you get ejected? Did you get discharged? No, no. I I did ten years and oh, okay. was left honorably All right. surprisingly. But yeah, that happened. Alright, well you just you and, got uh, a little you got a little weird there that you're like, uh I was uh <coughs> now I'm not. Yeah. Well if you were in the seventies. No, I'm, I'm just discharged. a civilian, I'm just a schlub that everybody hates. I'm a, a government employee and nobody likes them, so I try to keep it. You know, don't broadcast that. What do you do as a government employee? I'm the president. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm the president of the United States of America. I'm the head of um, the IRS. <laughs> no, no, I just, I'm just a special up that works the Navy, and I'm going to the base in a few weeks and sort of checking that out. I've got a question about some yeast, though, and I've bought your kit for the IPA, and okay. I'm really excited about that, and I heard today that we can use our own liquid yeast or use liquid yeast for the well, yeast that comes with it? We haven't decided or, or on that. Oh, that hasn't been nailed down yet. No, we haven't decided yeah. on that. So don't brew it just yet. We have to figure this out. But uh, we haven't Okay, decided. well, it, now I've, I've got a, a coal sheet I rinsed and I have in the fridge, and it's the third generation, I guess, that you'd call it, uh, the third batch. And I want to reuse it, but it's got this little fuzzy around the edge, like there's electrons holding it on the side or something on the very bottom. Is that okay, or should I just pitch it? Electrons Everything else is clear. And <laughs> uh, electrons are fucky. If dude. it doesn't look quite right and you're not quite sure, I don't think I'd use it. Don't do it. If you're not 100%, no. Nate's right, if you're not 100% certain it looks beautiful, why risk it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've never seen that, so I thought maybe I did. Okay, I uh -huh. thought maybe the uh, thing Colch was, but... How does, yeah. this, how does this smell? Smell okay? What? How does it smell? Have you smelled it? Smell clean? Oh, I don't want to open the cap, mm. but I guess I could. Well, well I really it, feel well, like I've a bunch of stupid fucking questions today, and and I really should investigate these things myself and not waste your guys' time. I think Warren's drunk because he's taking a lot of responsibility for himself. <laughs> well, and also he yeah. can he can see but on the molecular that's normal. level. <laughs> he can see electrons and shit. <laughs> he also sees electrons. <laughs> How close are they to the nucleus? Because that's <laughs> well, really that's like the only way you're going to know. Just on the side, like if, like static electricity or something. Yeah, it's sta static electricity is fine. Just use it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to shit can it. I'm, I'm convinced that this I don't is even know what ridiculous. he's talking about. Right. I kind of tuned out. I'm trying to write a joke. I love how you okay. give an answer. I'm trying I, to write a joke in my head. Most people that I talk to. I was going to ask him how he dodges all the semen on the sidewalk when he's at the base, but. I see. Get it? Because it's. Navy. Thank you. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, that's why it was writing it in my. <laughs> you know what Nathan gives you shit. <laughs> All right, uh, 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 Warren, you're in the running for drunk of the week. Throw away that yeast. Uh, okay, we'll. It's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fine, Warren. 
Big Wreck in uh, in Maryland is on the phone. Big Wreck, what's happening? What's up? <laughs> You're a Big Wreck. How's it going? It's a fitting name. <laughs> this is Steve-O, but less Coke. <laughs> How are you, man? Um, pretty good, dog. Yeah. Dog. You, uh... What else you had tonight besides a little beer? Go with Crest. Uh, just a little beer. <laughs> a lot of beer, actually. All right. How long you been drinking? Uh, since about, uh, what, uh, about one o'clock. Started watching the Redskins fucking it up, and then, uh... Got angry. You know, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you been drinking some Duclaw beer? Actually, yeah, it was really cool to hear uh, Duclaw on the on the air. I, I mean, I what I heard anyway. See if you guys would uh, ask them about the uh, the homebrew shit they got going, they have going on. I can't even fucking talk. I think Big Rex drunk. I, th- I think this is uh, Jim's barrel source from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey! I ain't from Kentucky, you hey. fucker. Hey. Well, I was, but I ain't anymore. Hey, JP. Hi. Keep that shit to yourself, man. I'm trying. What? All right. Yeah. Big Wreck, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. Peace out. Cheers. Uh, all right, Beaver, that's it. Uh, I'll do... Uh, didn't I already do Busted? No. I didn't do Busted Brewing already, Beaver? On another week, yeah, but not, not tonight. Busted Brewing, what's happening? Hey guys, what's happening? How are you, man? You drunk? Oh God, you guys are killing me with the fucking Molly Crew songs tonight. Yeah, you like that, huh? Oh, it's like instantly taking me back to when I was in the fifth grade. And got <laughs> gonorrhea. <laughs> Don't fucking tell the world, JP. Jesus God. Too late. I didn't tell the world. Just four hundred people. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Oh, this was my jam. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I was also like in the fourth grade. Girls, 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 title track. Yeah, yeah, that was my jam. The jam. <laughs> Before I even knew what a jam was, first song. I don't know a single one of these songs. That's why you suck. Because your mom wouldn't allow you to listen to the devil's music. No, what year did this song come out? Oh shit, eighty-five uh, maybe. I was two. Eighty-six. Yeah, yeah, too around. dumb to know what good music was. No, two years old, stupid. Oh. <laughs> Amen. I was more of a cherry pie guy, but you would have liked it. Yeah. By Warren? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Warren with posers, man. <laughs> Am I right, Busted? What's that? Warren were posers. Oh, Warren were huge fucking posers. Yeah. Jesus, God. <laughs> You gotta go for Molly Kerr, even Poison for that fucking fucking. <laughs> better than Warren. Better than fucking. Better Winger than Warren. Yeah. Shit. Better than pussies and Warren. Did you see that fucking hair? It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Like at least with Poison and Molly Crew, it was fucking. It was something. God damn. God damn. God damn is right. Well, that's sometimes all you can do is goddamn the thing. Hang on, Vince is about to break it down. Oh. Ooh, time change. They're getting fancy up in this songwriting shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they mix prayers in with their metal. 
It keeps it righteous. You know? It yeah. keeps it on the wild side. Yeah. That's what it does. This is why Bevo wasn't allowed to listen at two. That's fucking, that's what it was, man. I, I have five older siblings. That's what it was back in the day. Yeah. That's right. All right, you're in the running uh, for Drunk of the Week, Busted. You sound All drunk? Right, fair enough. Sound drunk to me. Hey, fuck yeah, buddy. Yeah. Cheers. Later. So keep running and we'll be right Later. back. We got one more here, Beaver. New class. Yes. That's the name? You know, I really couldn't hear what he said, and then I repeated it back to him, and he was like, sure. So, whatever. How, how much How much you guys want to bet that Bevo got the name wrong? Oh, I'm sure I got the name wrong. And but, let me clarify that he wants to complain no. as well as be um, uh, considered for Drunk of the Week. Perfect. Wow. And I'm busying the lines now. <laughs> how how far is she off? His name is probably like well, Jeff. The Australian didn't <laughs> complain enough. So maybe, yeah. What can new class be? Uh, <laughs> problem is it's not just always real names it's yeah. these forum names and shit mm-hmm. but yeah it's probably bob Brew parker class. you guys yeah. suck bob parker. Bring your own damn calls. <laughs> beer drinking guy uh hey new class what's the actual name that you gave beva uh-huh exactly suck it <laughs> what do you mean that was crystal clear yeah. it makes a void what is it nicholas nicholas oh nicholas nicholas no. no, there's no O. Nick. Nicholas. 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 And I, I rest my point. <laughs> you can't rest your point. You rest your case. Rest my case. Whatever. And you prove a point. Nice. But uh, the one point I've had I is not rest. I proved my case. <laughs> I'm doing both of them. Yeah? At the same time. You throwing gang signs in there, Cholo? In Bevo's, in Bevo's defense, Nicholas is a stupid name. <laughs> Why not Nicholas? Why? Where's that? Where did the O go? Nicholas. What happened to the O? I sold it for beer money. <laughs> yeah. Why, why add an extra O to your name when you can add minus one at the same time? Yeah, the Danes are very efficient. His <laughs> math is like mine. You could add minus one. <laughs> yeah, Scott, come on. We make better furniture than sweets. It's it's easier. So it's yeah, but it's not as well better. designed. <laughs> is that? Uh, it lasts longer. No point. Point rested. Nick ass sounds yeah, strong yeah. too. It's fine. Where are you calling from, Nick ass? Uh, San Luis Obispo, California. Oh, the old slow county, huh? That explains a lot. Yeah, I'm within within 15 miles of Firestone. All right. What what was your complaint? That I'm not 14 uh, miles from the Firestone. Your forum does not take Danish letters, so my name. On your forum, which was the U Man Land or U Land Man, oh. and it says A some fucking some shit in between, oh. and some punctuation, and then Land Man. Mm. So it, there's no U. There's apparently a, I'm not the only one who has trouble with his name. It made less sense than Theo's sermon. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next time the Eastern European guys hack the site, we'll have them fix that for you. Yeah. However, I guess it's gotta not say, European. European. It's, it's Danish. It's not European. Danish. It's Danish. It's, it's different. Yeah, you fucking asshole. Hello. You don't consider yourself European in Europe at all, Nate? Uh, what a stupid. I know. I, I like that team, and I've been uh, bothering him on the uh, instant messenger about Kovacrani from Finland. And uh, no, I won Finland. Uh, Kovacrani played on Bruin Network. 
Uh, All right, I can't do it anymore. But uh, yeah, he's been bugging me in the chat to play some shitty band that I've never heard of, and I'm like, just Skype in. And he just keeps telling me all these beer songs that they sing. I don't, I don't know who it is. All right. Well, he sounds drunk to me. Nick, Nick Gloss, Cooper Clunny, Nick Glass, New Class, New Class, New Class. You're you're in the running for drunk of the week. New class on the blog, um, bro. All right, that's it. And uh, let's now vote. Uh, first, we had Theo, who uh, dared to sermonize us um, <laughs> on the BN. Am I saved now? Um, well, you're close. All right. No, no. no. <laughs> all right. uh, then we had uh, Steve-O, man. <laughs> Odele, Steve-O! <laughs> we had Odele, Steve-O. Oh, shit! <laughs> who stole all my bikes. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to get to work every day. Banana seat. I don't know how he knew I had the banana seat. Is it he because did. I'm white? Yeah, I think so. And you're a girl, man. <laughs> and you're a chick, yeah. And you act like a bitch, man. <laughs> uh, you always complaining and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and your bike, they were always pink like a bitch. Stop complaining. I stole them from my sister. First thing I did, I tore off the tassels, man. <laughs> yeah. And I hung fuzzy dice from the handlebar. I hang them from my balls. I give it a wash like it's in the washing machine, man. I just shake my balls over in the tassel to shake off the bike. I call it the Mexican washing machine, man. I fucking love Steve-O. Steve-O gives the best new uh, caller award, that's for sure. I'm sure. Is that a new character? You got to call in next time. Oh, Jesus. Um, Then we had Warren. Um, Warren was drinking since one. He was drunk. Everybody was drunk, you know. Yeah, everybody. We had Big Wreck. He was wrecked. Appropriately named. Yeah. He was boring as hell, but he was yeah. hammered. Was he the real <laughs> slow one? Yeah. 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 Oh, and yeah. he had been drinking Duclaw, so that that's in his favor. Yeah, he was on Duclaw and Demerol. Shit, <laughs> man, yeah. I, I drink in Duclaw. <laughs> Duclaw. 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 the wrong <laughs> emphasis on the word, right? Yeah. Duclaw. Duke. Yeah, I was Duclaw. real. I was real happy to hear you. Man, we going down to Duclas? Duclas. The Duclas. By the way, I got to go Duclas right now. (laughs) Man, you ever seen that new movie that came out years ago? It's called Bram Stoker's (laughs) Duclas. That shit scared the shit out of me, Bart. (laughs) Oh, that Bram Stoker, he's he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Bram Stoker (laughs) Duclas. The man woman. Shit, fuck me up for weeks. And then we have Boost, Boosted Bruin. Boosted! What's up, Boosted? Busted Brewing. He was a metal fan. I gave him points uh-huh. for that. He was also drunk. For one, he admitted that he liked metal. Well, um, you know he's drunk then. And then we had uh, New Class. New from, Class. From the Danish district of Slow County <laughs> of San Luis Obispo. Uh, Slovang. Maybe he's just down and hanging out in Slovang. Uh, yep. <laughs> not sure where he was <sighs> mentally. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys know where you're at? No, I don't not remember anybody. Yeah. Steve O is just my Steve-o vote. Steve O Warren. I've narrowed it down between Steve O and Nick Glass. Nick Loss. Oh, I thought Big Wreck was. You thought Big Wreck more? Maybe he was wreck. saying lip gloss. He wasn't as entertaining, yeah. but he was pretty wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. He was more wrecked. Yeah. More rectified. Uh, Tasty, where does your vote lie? Big Wreck. Okay. And Bevo, your vote lies with Big Rack? Yes. Nathan Smith. Steve-O. Steve-O. Jipper. Um, yeah, Stivo. Uh, Steve-O, man. Ooh. Okay, man. we have a tie right now. Moskowitz. 
It's got to be Steve. I mean, no, no, no doubt about it. He, he was just as hammered, I think, as Big Rec, but a, a lot more entertaining and just more of a heavyweight. He can hold his alcohol. Right. Um, lip gloss was fine, but Steve-O. I, I, I dig on Steve-O. He was drunk enough to endure our racism. <laughs> you got to give, yeah. give him that. Well, lip gloss called in um, with Drunk of the Week as a secondary. Like, he mostly just wanted to bitch. Oh, yeah, and then right. he's like, well, I guess I want to be Lip the gloss? Is that what you call him now? Lip gloss. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I like lip gloss. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try to type that into the forum, see if it works. <laughs> um, Probably find a problem with it. Well, I'll tell you. <sighs> Sorry. It doesn't take the right character. Everyone's Steve-O right now. <laughs> All right, Steve-O. Steve, it's got to be, right? <laughs> All right, Steve-O. Welcome to the Drunk of the Week Club, my friend. Yeah, nice showing. Send nice an email showing. to jp, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. He'll get you a prize Which for the shirt day. shirt size, too, man. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what kind of shirt you wear. I think it's uh, a huge, uh, plain white one is what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's not going to be as long as all the other dresses, but uh, it's fine. Can I take you out with Motley Crue? You can do whatever you want, just as long as you take me. Well, I know I can do that, but what I was if, being nice. What about some, like, La Cucaracha, in fa- you know, in honor of Steve's Drunk <laughs> of the Week? Win? Is, there a, is there a metal version of La Cucaracha? By the way, he very well could be white. When you grow up in the woodier <laughs> area, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, he's probably whiter than I am. Yeah. Uh, his last name is O'Neal. Yeah. By the way, his name is Steve-O. Right. I mean, it's not like, it's not like we're talking it's to uh, Carlos or something. Uh, Steve-O. It's probably Steve-O Smith. He's probably whiter than I am, but he stayed in the in the greater, woodier area, and so that's how you come out of there. That's what happens. You try to play Los Naked Mariachis from Orgasmo. <laughs> uh, you better got Chiquita y muy fea. No, I, don't, I don't even like this. Uh, I don't like it either. Motley Crue stuff, but I kind of like playing it. Something It has a special place in my heart. I mean... Doesn't have such a special place. Iron Man's better. You know why it doesn't have such a special place in my heart? Is it's better. It's it's, it's actually better. And and so they weren't about girls so much and partying. They were about 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 metal, dog. I'm about vaginas and party. (laughs) You know, I'm about vaginas. Well, nostalgic for you. He's bringing you back, Justin. Bringing you back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Diva? I want to go home. (laughs) I know. See, she knows what I'm saying. We're both about vaginas. That's true. Bevo is one, and you're for them. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're off next week, but we've got tons of GABF content coming your way. Sign up on uh, Facebook and Twitter right now, and you'll get all those details. Uh, yeah. No Sunday show, but tons of uh, video uh, streaming coming. Did we give away the second pair of tickets to that Firestone? We did? Yep. We gave away both yep. sets? Yep. Where the fuck was I? Yep. Remember Kyle got the first set for his boss? Yep. Kyle got the first oh, set, yeah. and then the dude in Denver got the second set. Hell was sick, bro. Yeah. After Sarah called and didn't get that set. Yeah. yeah. She was calling, so she had yeah. the wrong number. She already had a set. No set for us, no set for her. All right, Jip, get us out of here. All right. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. If you waste time on Twitter, check out Major Jip for insight into an eroding psyche. Also, Scott the Jew has some art for sale. Follow him at Moscow Paints for slim to no info on the subject. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate at Nathan Homebrew and Mike Yip 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 McDowell at Tasty McD. The Bean is heading to Disneyland, or kind of. Uh, Blobber Gopley is coming to SoCal November 1st through the 3rd. So if you're in town then, join us and party with the best faction of the BN Army, the Disneyland Freaks. Check out the Brewing Network store for all the latest merch, including our two new BN Army hats. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter. Best keep it real.
Shout it